And we're live. Painkiller ready, episode 344 with our guest, Filthy Robot. Kyle? Yeah, a couple sponsors tonight. Nature Box, Smart Mouth, and uh, Weight Travel, and brand new one. You want to check those out? Links in the description. But yeah, Filthy Robot is the guest. we got some fun stuff to what talk about to tonight. to Taylor's camera? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, my, my entire Skype window just went away. I, it, I'm still... <laughs> you're you're talking to us somehow, but your Skype window is gone. Is this like a surprise first topic? Am I going to be reacting to this in some way? or? No, it's a mistake. Welcome back to Skype. No, I'm on Skype right now. <laughs> <laughs> is this what you get for updating? No, I'm not updating it right now. Oh, you... <laughs> Taylor's the only one amongst us. That... Oh, now he's gone. Then upgraded Skype, and now he's screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Whenever he gets back, maybe we'll, we'll go to the... But yeah, I almost want to do an ad while we wait for Taylor. It's probably too soon. I... I let's, think let's, the, let's see if let's see if we get him back, oh, right? You know, hey, can can you do um can you get the AMA questions in the chat? I don't have any way to, to find that link. Uh-huh. Am I back? Yeah. Uh, back, audio. Your audio. There, there we you are. are. There you are. Okay. So what happened? Man, that was that was weird. Like I updated my Skype and it turned into they like took the circle Twitter update kind of, you know, lead and it got all shitty and I clicked on your camera to minimize it to make my camera center instead of in the corner, and the whole Skype just shut down. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" But I kept hearing you. It's a new and feature. I, I didn't know it was happening. So you just yep, watch yourself all show long? Is that what you do? No, no. I was saying so I could move it to the bottom center instead of being in the bottom corner. That bothers me. Oh. Like because the way I watch it, I have all three of you in a row, and then my camera at the bottom in the middle, and it was irritate. I don't. It's not a big deal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should switch back to the other. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, you this had first a topic picked out. I was talking about how the South Korean women get those eye surgeries to fix to, because I, I think a lot of Asians, it's it's part of the genetics. They have those. Um, the, their eyelids are. Uh, what do you call it? What's the correct term? Um, the way their eyelids are slanty eye. I think. Uh, it's Slanty eye. eye. <laughs> yes, that's it. So, um, but but no, they get their eyelid. They get these eyelid operations to appear more Caucasian. They literally gen genetically appropriate us, right? Like they they're do. stealing our our Caucasian eyes, and My the results are so hurt. The results are fantastic. It's <laughs> it's a it's a kind of human being that doesn't normally exist. Um, they they end up with these big anime eyes that don't even look natural, but somehow are still attractive. Hmm. See, I'm looking through this list, Kyle. And it is it is very clear. Like I know that you think just like the Irish that all Asian people look the same, but a lot of these are clearly different people in the after photo. Like, have you not noticed this? Like, there's they, did, does this uh, surgery include dentistry or skin coloration? Because like some the of these people aren't even Asian. How can they be the same people? They have different eyebrows, different chins, different. This this bitch has blue eyes in the after picture. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. So so what you're looking at here, there there are chin implants. They're shaving down their jaws. They're shaving down their foreheads. Yeah, these are real before and afters. I, I thought you were kidding for a second, but yeah, these, these this is just crazy so this surgery. Is, this is like a girl number two surgery suite. Then it's not just like it's not just this eye thing because this is clearly no, it's not whole, their, the like result the South, of. So the South Koreans are, are just addicted to uh, plastic surgery. It's it seems the, the, the eye thing is the most interesting to me because like that's them sort of just rebelling against basic genetics. It, it would be like making. Uh, their nose thinner or their eyes farther apart to try to look like a different race, uh, but but they're they're making their eyelids different to look I, like us. But the, the 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 chin shaving and like the jaw stuff and the foreheads, like 
That's impressive. I got to jump in because some of these women started with handsome, strong jaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they switch over to these lame little petite jaws. Am I alone on this? Lame like little a... <laughs> feminine jaws? No, you like, okay, that's one part. I'm with Kyle. Like the petite, small jaw and chin is a very feminine trait. Like I don't those know big, how... like stop sign faced women in the before pictures are not the ones that you're interested in. Okay, okay, like, okay. Scroll around until you find the woman where the before picture is in front of a pegboard and the after picture is a pink background. Are you with me? Pegboard to pink background. How, how far down is this? Uh, oh, about yeah, 25% down. Yeah, I got it. If you look at the it's scroll just... bar. Oh, yeah. All right, now I ask you, which one of these women looks like they could take a punch? Before <laughs> or after? <laughs> well, I know that she that could find... Uh... Like, it seems like a strange criteria. You're like, I I can punch that woman right in the face. That woman on the left could be a UFC champion. All she needs is a little training. She is built to she, take a rockin'. She honestly went from, like, kid the shot to pretty attractive. Like, yeah. look at those eyes. She's, like, he, she lost a lot of peripheral vision. There's no doubt. But, but it, uh, it's a net gain, this surgery, I think. She's, she's a, hammer a little more before. antsy. She's like, oh, who's behind me? Before the surgery, it's like a goddamn For, hammerhead shark or something. Did you ever see that show on... her? I'm not sure they're the same people. Yeah, I don't think really. a lot of these are, but there are some that you can tell they clearly are the same people. And Did then you ever see that this show? This is not the result of just eye surgery, though. This came up as a topic of these South Koreans with their crazy eye surgery. This is not just eye surgery. This is I, not just eye surgery. Look, no, I don't even think it's just eye surgery. Eye I think there's a little Photoshop involved in some of these before and afters. They yeah, wouldn't do that. Lighting, Photoshop, like makeup. Uh huh. <laughs> Some people it's just straight up switched switched the person. That, that was easier than all of <laughs> yeah, like, right? like, You're like, even, I'm the before like, and Ryan Gosling's the after. <laughs> like, look, uh, it works. If one in four of these is real, this is a pretty exceptional set of surgeries. Because these are some <laughs> like I'm serious. Like these are like Kyle's right. The results speak for themselves. The the bottom one in the black and white striped shirt, she looks like she just took a picture from a different angle. But, you know, <laughs> she's still I, uh Did you ever see that show on Fox back in the day called The Swan? Yeah. Oh. The I, Swan was the most that. hardcore version of this you can imagine. They would literally find, like, a couple of ugly, ugly bitches every episode. And these, these girls would have problems. They're, all of their teeth would be jacked up like Steve Buscemi. They'd be cross-eyed. They'd have, like, a pug nose. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They started with fugly girls. So, like, Fuck the, found, the foundation of like a good body and ass and whatever is, is there mostly but there is like so, like maybe like a warthog tooth or a small <laughs> uh, uh you know in vitro twin that they haven't been able to afford to Sometimes get rid of like very small loss involved like weeks would go by and they would heal from the surgery so they would yeah. cut weight like that it wasn't yeah. like they were hotties up. who needed veneers they they were different people before and after, and like I was just in, like they're not big fat balloons beforehand. Not big fat balloons, but they would be. Sometimes they were chubby. You know, they're, they're they didn't have good bodies. Like it it wasn't what they do in the movies where there's like that geek guy, and then all of a sudden they just like fix his hair and put him in a tighter shirt, and he happened to be ripped all along, and no one noticed. I mean, I've seen almost two full episodes of this show ten years ago, so I think I know what I'm talking about. I watched every <laughs> fucking episode of this shit. These girls went from, like, dumpy, like, the ugliest mom in your neighborhood to, like, 
debutante looking queens like over the course of this show and it was always really impressive and they they got all this shit paid for I, and the way i remember it they give you like a cash value for like what they did to these ladies <laughs> sometimes it was like 75 grand to turn you from a naughty to a hottie and, and it's like ah. That's I mean, a good shit, investment. That's better. That, yeah. I mean, pay it off like student loans. This is paying dividends. Oh, lady. dude, those, find those a better surgeries? husband. Upgrade your man. Right? Exactly. You, uh, these women go from, from, this might not be politically correct, so brace yourselves. But they go from women capable of pulling like a 30 grand a year guy to a six digit man. I, uh, I got the vibe, <laughs> so, or maybe it's just the, oh, the small sample size I had, but it seemed more like a. <laughs> I'm the guy, or I'm the lady that got picked by this guy who then got successful, and now I got to ratchet this up, you know, make sure that I'm staying. Because now, you know, when I met him, he was making forty grand a year, and now he's making two two ninety or something, and and so like she's got to ratchet her own value up, and that's the and that's the service the Swan provides, mm. you know, as a show. They they couldn't have really, this show it, now. It, it, they the couldn't have reasons, this show now. I feel now. like this would be a great like where are they now style thing where like you hear like how it's seventy five grand lasted them three months and like yeah. you know a couple <laughs> cartons of cupcakes or something and then oh, they didn't like, get cash. They're right they, back. They got, no, I understand. No, I, that's the that's the wow. amount of money that they invested in them. Well, that the, the show invested in them essentially. Yeah, I think he's so suggesting I, that three months later it was all wasted and they went back to cupcakes and. Whatever. It it was just they bit their fingernails with their veneers. Ugliness. <laughs> it, like, like, like they, their faces just were not geometrically attractive. And so they were like, all right, well, we're going to take eight ounces of fat out of your face and, and a couple millimeters of bone or we're going to shave off and they're going to stick an implant in your chin and we're going to plump up this and suck out that. And by the end, they, they all look pretty damn good. I remember watching that as a kid being like, nice. Like, like, this is the future right here. Everybody will be like this. You know who Almost. the real winner in that whole show are the surgeons? Because <laughs> I do remember the surgeons got a lot of, of airtime on the show where they'd, you know, interview them almost as much as the lady would be like, Samantha, how do you feel about your new eyes? And she'd be like, I just can't wait to go home to my husband and hear what he has. Oh, that's so, that's so great, Samantha. And the surgeon, how did you, get, <laughs> how did you turn this, this Shrek beast into a presentable lady? Like, that was all just advertising. Do you know how many rich bitches showed up the next morning after that aired at Dr. You know, Magumbe's office? You know, the uh, Pakistani guy who's like the big... I'm just making it up. Maybe he's not Pakistani. <laughs> it sounds right. It sounds right. Ishtar. Ishtar? Yes, yeah. Ishtar. But that was a... I don't know. I, I don't pass any judgment on the people involved in that show. Like, it's, it's, like, it's just like a lottery ticket. All those people signed up, and then one in a million gets the free... The free surgery. The real loser. Well, well, wait, is the? I was about to say the real loser is the husband, right? Because she's gonna go upgrade. It's like when you get your PhD, right? When you get your doctor, your MD, whatever. That was just your. You go and get a better. That's what people do. That's, that's just, <laughs> just part of the culture. Not. Once you get your MD, you ditch your your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband and get a better one. So when they have this surgery, but, but I told done, you my wife's no, graduating no, no. with her PhD in a few months. Oh well, then oh. Uh, you should maybe you could get in shape or something. You're gonna be single <laughs> yeah, soon. This is like uh, the <laughs> season Start finale lifting. of your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the husbands are perfectly happy with this because they didn't give the wives a personality transplant. They just gave them some face 
facial reconstruction women don't surgery. Need they're, personalities. They're still the, That's not yeah. even a thing. Women don't even have personalities, right? Like, especially <laughs> young ones. Young women have no personality. Bill Burr's got this great routine on it, right? Where like you find them, they're just blank slates. They have nothing to offer, nothing to do. And they just take on your hobbies. That's a Bill Burr thing. Like, you know, I, like what do you like to do? You know, like I'm really into the Knicks and uh, I like to go hiking and uh, and I and I yeah, and I I follow the Mets too. Like uh, right? That that's that's why women are better than girls. Well, I was <laughs> I, what, what I meant was that these women aren't going to be looking for a better looking man because they because they're still like the same ugly woman Ooh. just in a prettier body. But now uh, that we're that now that we've peeled back another layer of onion with Woody here, <laughs> I want to I want to see what, what at what age do women get personality? Yeah, I, I like if you had to hammer I, it down, really, you know, really like a three year window. <laughs> 32 somewhere around 32. there somewhere around 32 yeah yeah the would you say woody that by the age of 32 they've spent enough time around yeah. a man to, to get a personality <laughs> is that what you're saying because i don't I, no. I don't track with that i i find that quite misogynistic get out <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like to date younger girls. It was and good until then. <laughs> they have so many smart, interesting takes on things. You know, yeah. like novel. You know, and it's not just because you're hot. You're not just humoring them. It's like, wow, I'd never considered that aspect of the Bay of Pigs before. Like, you really opened my. Like, yeah. those are the kind of conversations you have. So, what yeah, age see, do men get personalities? What decision making process? Oh, from the blocked. start, they start honing their personalities in an effort to attract women. It, 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 it you know, like all. Uh, goofing and misogynistic joking aside, I I do think that there's some aspect of guy that has to be the show, you know, like it, down. when 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 they date, it's usually not the woman like being like we need to go do this and we you know dragging the guy out there and like making events happen. They might request them so often, like I want to do this thing, but uh, I also but they're find not the movers and shakers. It's up to saying. the guy to like. I don't know. It, it seems almost like the same thing. On this one. Really? You can't? You really can't? Well, no, this is not my experience. Wow. The I don't co-sign on the personality thing at all. That, that doesn't make any sense well, to me. Goof, but the, but whole, yeah. the whole men having to like, do more, like, that's just evolution. Like the peacock out there, like, if, if there was a male peacock with shit feathers, all the female peacocks would be like, I don't care. Like, get out of here. You're not mm -hmm. going to procreate. Like, they got to make a show. They got to do something. Have you ever watched uh, David Attenborough? You know, talk about beavers or something of the like, and mm -hmm. what they do to impress their mates, like that kind of shit. Like, like they uh, males in the entire animal kingdom make assholes out of themselves just trying to get female attention. We like, beat each other to death. Taylor, I find like, that misogynistic. Us, us making jokes to get women's attention <laughs> is just as ridiculous as when we like to in reality as like when we watch those birds with the crazy feather heads and all they do is like go like that and like wave around and they and the woman's like eh, <laughs> i guess eh, no and like that i think that's that what definitely i'm saying and there's way. lots of ways that guys do their feather heads right you know it can be a sense of humor it could be income potential it can be i don't know this athletic accomplishments um but, but women have their half of the mating ritual as well. It's not like they just sit there like a lump on the yeah. log and like and take their pick. Like I, they're I, also I, putting on a show. Yeah, the point is though that it's different shows. We're, we're two birds. It's not. It's not like peacocks where you've got the female sitting there like put on a show for me, sir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not good enough. No, I'm, you've I'm got two peacocks. You've I got two big crowds now. of peacocks with fucking phones swiping left or right, and they're all dancing. That's what I, you really? got now. I, I, I see that. Request? Hold on, Woody. I, I'm on your team here. Yeah. The, the, Look at the, the Tinder. Men have to you know? do more. This is like saying, 
like saying, yeah, but women have to do their half of the whole thing too. That's true, but that's also that reeks of the argument of like, you know, I as a man contributed just as much to that baby. It's <laughs> like, no, you didn't. You came and so you did the thing that you think about all day. And then who is it, Chris Rock, that, that says that? Like, you did the thing that you want to think about all day. And then the other person has to carry and deal with the morning sickness. Like, sure, without you, it couldn't happen. But to pretend that you have the equal part of building a baby, like, it's not really true. I'm, I'm glad you you're assuming that the point is that it it was appropriation, though. That's not fair. So, so I mean, this is this is Straw you guys man. are arguing. Straw man. <laughs> this is this is Evo Strike you're talking about right here, right? This is evolutionary psychology that we're talking about right here. What you're talking about. So, yeah. what I just heard Taylor say was was investment theory. This is Triver's stuff, right? This is talking about the cost. The cost for a female to have a child is a lot ha- lot higher from a biology and just evolutionary perspective than it is for the male. This is in part, you know, there's there's a bunch of repro- there's um, the reproductive cost essentially associated with this. This is in terms of like damage from childbirth, just health issues that go along with this is just one of the things that, you know, the, the World Health Organization tracks for this type of thing. So you can see these stats out there to see that. So yeah, absolutely, from some from some perspective, that is one of the perspectives that is argued from this is that the, the women are gatekeepers of sex and there's a reason for this because bio, evolutionarily it's more expensive for women to have partaken in sex mm-hmm. than is for men to. But then there's a whole other side of this, and this hasn't been addressed at all here, is the cultural side of it, right? So you see this stuff, and you see this stuff, and this is now, and you can kind of go, based on our culture now, we say, yes, these things are probably because of this and because of that. But there's a whole counter school of thought in in this domain arguing this is all culturally pushed on us from this. So this has nothing to do with biology at all. I'm just curious. I don't know the answer to this. Is there any culture or any maybe historical culture on Earth where the woman has been the main pursuer? I don't know. There are some. There are some matriarchal societies, right? Aren't they pretty, pretty few and far between? But I believe they're and actually not very are successful. Uh, they all failed calamitously. Yeah, like small tribal kind of societies, if I remember from like yeah. anthropology kind of courses. I don't. I don't know. But the the point is, I don't think there's an answer to that. Like when you're when you guys are like arguing the sides, it's fun to hear the sides, and it's fun to hear the sides with like the shit that you guys are throwing on top of it. But uh, I don't. I don't know that there's an actual answer to that. Well, you're like, luck, it's not, I do it's know. Never no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I look. I'm a professional podcaster, and that really uh, qualifies me to talk on this. It is the guy who's doing the bulk of it. You look at Tinder. I was. Who does all the like, like them, like them, like them, like them, and then who gets to be selective and reject 90%, right? It's women oh, yeah, who get to sit, right? So, of course, on the other side, it's, it's the guy doing the, the feather dance. It's just the, 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 the main you're looking at there, though, right? Like, pick, like, ballroom dancing or something where probably, like, 90% of the, you know, the, the participants are female. The guys, the people who are fending off, you know, the, the advances in terms of who are they dancing with tonight are going to be the, the Really, the ballroom dancing is your counter? After. That's your yeah. like. I brought a Tinder, uh, right? Tinder is like the, the, the well, uh, a, a really I mean, sample size. If there's an art, I mean, the ballroom dancing thing doesn't fly with me because the assumption there is <laughs> of that not. it's ten percent. Although, am I the only yeah. one who if just heard if, that who yeah. is now considering taking up ballroom dancing? Yeah. <laughs> look, I want to do the Fox look at ballet you for example. Ballet has many more women than men. It's the men who get to fight off the girls. You I know, don't, like, I don't see why like people think it's that. at all. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. Like, it seems like there's a lot Look of people who, Sorry, and Taylor. I know that, like, it is definitely a more multifaceted <laughs> thing to what Filthy's saying, obviously, but it seems like a lot of people have a gut reaction when you say there are differences in, like, sexual selection and proclivity between men and women that people, like, have a gut reaction of, like, oh, no, we, we don't want to, we don't want to establish that, like, we, who knows, it's all up in the ether, when really it's like, there's no, we're not saying it's bad, there's nothing wrong with it, it's not saying that, like, the woman is, you know, like, being, like, uh, not, not being nice enough to all her orbiter kind of nice guys you know like 
It's just kind of an observation of reality. Well, I'm, I'm either I'm a not putting a morality judgment on that one way or the other, and b I'm not actually saying that isn't the case. But I, when you ask for why it is the case, that's where the argument mm -hmm. kind of changes. That's where the Evo stuff that that you know at least the, that, I mean that was the part of the field that I was very interested in, and that's the, a lot of the stuff that I've read and worked with is that that's still out in there. That's still up in the air as to why that is the case. So yeah, we can point to like yeah, and 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 that I mean, that that's a little bit more interesting because for me, anyways, that's a little bit more interesting. Is why is this the case? And then you know, you can you can you can make some of these health arguments, and you can make these from a biology perspective, and that that has some weight to it. But then the, some of the stuff you can't necessarily move away from with the culture, and mm -hmm. that that is all this almost all the stuff that we've been talking about up to now is cultural, right? Like we grew up in a culture where men chase women. You know what he's talking about honing your personality from day one of being a man of essentially growing up trying to attract women. This is a cultural. That's a strong so, point, that guy. I mean, it's, <laughs> okay. What is, uh, if, like, I know, on, like, what is, uh, like, I'm sure you have, like, you've obviously got a lot of experience in the psychology field. Are there any, like, hunch kind of, you know, gut feeling of, like, I bet this is correct, but there's not enough evidence behind it yet, like, <laughs> kind of theories, just personally you. It doesn't have got, to relate to this kind of thing. Those. We got warned off those in graduate school, that everyone's going to have pet theories, and you're going to feel like you're right, but wait for the data, so. Dude, I, I mean, like, yeah, but, like, what are that? those pet theories? Like, what are the pet theories hmm. that you, like, are waiting for the data for? I'm just interested. Um, okay, so uh, I worked with some sadomasochism uh, as part of the research stuff I did, and I have a pet theory about uh, tops and sadomasochism, that part of this is a, the, the altered states that tops and bottoms are entering into is part of the driving force for that. Uh, I think that some of that is related to uh, the, the biology of the altered states, things like flow, things like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one right off the top of my head, blanking on it, but um, Basically, biological part of the appeal of some of these activities being the altered states that they put you into through essentially the body modification stuff that's going on. That was one of the things that is a pet theory of mine that, we, you know, when I was in graduate school and I was getting my master's, that was working towards data collection for. It was a really interesting one for me. So is that like, I'm sorry, like, can you dumb it down a little bit with like what you're like, what you think sure. it means for the, to the top, I guess, the person doing the fucking in well, the bottom, just that, the one that being... part of the appeal for take like take like flogging or like whipping or something, right? Something you look at and you go, "What the fuck are they people?" Like the first time you encountered that, first time you saw it, you're like, "Why are these people doing this?" And like, "What the hell? Why is the person putting up with it, being on the receiving end of that, or something like that?" Right? You know, you, you ask a motivational question, and it's really easy to go pathology, right? It's easy to go, "That's because something's fucked up with that person." All right. So, but you take a step back and you look at kind of the physical changes you do, like um, hormonal stuff, where you you take saliva samples and look at like stress hormones in the body, or you take this type of measurement, like take the physiological data, right? And you're looking at this and you look at what happens in the body as these things are occurring. And there's there's states of essentially natural highs that people are going into in some of these. And some of these are, you know, you guys are probably familiar with flow if you've done any like real sport activities, or you know, you sit down, a bunch of time disappears, like you've been really focused, you're probably getting in gaming a lot. Like mm -hmm. that's that's a flow state, right? Like it's a pleasant psychological state. So part of this, then there's there's alternate stuff for that. So when I'm looking at a top or a bottom in this situation, this is part of the, the the theory for me at least is this isn't all pathology. There could be pathology related to some of this, but that there's other reasonable motivations that people have for behaving in activity like this. So and do you think that's, it's their own that's specific, the type of pet theory? And do you think it's their own specific chemistry that's determining whether whether they're going to benefit perhaps from a top position or a bottom position in a sadomasochistic relationship? Like, yeah, could one person it could be that? It could yeah. be individual differences, or, or it could also be just the the kind of. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. It's fascinating. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. I would, really... See, now what you want to do is go to a dungeon and hook everybody up to wires. 
Well, we've done that. I mean, I awesome. was part of that study with that. We, oh, we that's had, really cool. You guys know what switches are? No. no. Yes. Okay, that's so a switch is someone... Yeah, okay, Kyle, you want to explain? Yeah, someone who who's, sometimes you want to be the one delivering the punishment, and sometimes you want to give that position of power up and become the one who receives the punishment. Yeah, there's there's people who play both both roles of that, and so we did a we did we actually did a uh, experimental study where we uh, went into a dungeon with the permission of the the people who worked who a ran the dungeon and b who were part of that they volunteered for the study, and we it was a switch only study and we randomly assigned them to top or bottom for the night, so that we could we could use random assignment to make the the the, the results of the data more more convincing you know less really less cool. Of the did you just shit. like stand around and watch? Uh, no, not stand around. We well, had, he masturbated you know, too. Oh, I, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> you just stand there, duh. For privacy's sake, right? Like, so you couldn't report it for privacy's sake. So there was a lot of time in there with noteboards and clipboards. You know, there's a team of us there. So it would be, you know, there was like, I think there were nine or 10 couples in this study. So it would be, you know, you know, you'd be assigned to this couple and you'd be timestamping everything that happened. Like, what were they doing? When was it? Because you were trying because then we have timestamped saliva uh, reading. So we can take a look at how the, the stress in the body changes, among other hormones, changes across that time. And we have the activities that were associated with that. You know, there's a time delay between that. You can go back and say, okay, during this portion of it, this was the body stress. And you can see the the uh, the stress patterns of the body across that. It's really cool, actually. So. That is yeah, really cool. cool. Yeah, I like that. When I, you walked in the first time to the whole nine dungeon room, like, was it, did you walk in and be like, oh, wow, this is not an A-team I was imagining? Like, I, this is the kind of, like, was there anything like that where you, yeah. as you had your note, your clipboard, and you were taking the saliva readings, you were just like, ow, get, 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 take care of yourself, Jesus. Like, that, that kind of thought at all. Glad I wore gloves. <laughs> I'm glad I wore gloves. You had Who a big pair? smock. Is that and a that, like, other, Man, mask. it's other people's sexuality. Other people's sexuality is often something that you have that, you have those strong disgust responses to, right? Oh, we're, like, he's not saying the sexuality. Yeah, no, he's no. saying, were there ugly people in there fucking, yes. or did you have a nice, uh, attractive group that, that, that you were... Well, I, I understand it's a professional that, environment. I get that. I understand like mm-hmm. separating the two and like not being over there with a boner, perhaps watching this go down more, <laughs> more like being over there with a clipboard and taking diligent notes. I get that, and I could do that. But what I'm wondering is like, was there part of you that was like, God, this could have probably go four- the opposite. If I had to, if I had to say one or the other, I'd say the opposite. You so occasionally you go, holy shit, that person's hot, and that'd be really fun to be engaged ah, with them. It's, awesome. So maybe that. That's route. actually pretty. That sounds way cooler now. Were they getting paid? Mm-hmm. Uh, the participants? No, they volunteered. Cool. That's yeah, part of, the, that's part of get... the, the sadism, right? Don't even pay me. Pay me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm coming for free. <laughs> yeah, you're coming for free for this study. Unless they're into <laughs> financial domination. The masochist takes both parts. I want to know, how, how do you get in the game of being someone who just Wait. texts rich guys, like, hey, eat shit and send me 10 grand? Like, how do I, how do I enter <laughs> that market? What scheme do I need to be a part what are, of? What are you the sadist would take both parts. No, 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 we had it backwards. <laughs> we, were, we had sadism, sadism and masochism switched in there. The, the sadist killer, is the killer. one who likes yeah. to do yeah, the, I, the Sadism harm. wants to hurt, and masochism, you want to be hurt. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we yeah. flipped it for a second. But or hurt deal. yourself. I'm so glad we got that resolved. Yeah. Thank God. Stop I, everything. The last thing I ever want to do here is spread misinformation. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, Filthy brought up something that burned into my head. So I don't have a, a master's in psychology, but I took one course in undergrad. And uh, he talked about like that pet peeve thing. He's like, you know, a lot of times in psychology, things that you think are obvious need to be tested. You know, if I had told you that when two couples pull apart, they tend to grow distant and fall out of love. You would say, yeah, well, duh, obviously, you know, like uh, out of sight, out of mind. And if I had told you that two couples pulled apart tend to like 
grow longer, you're like fond of each other and, 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 you know, they, they forget about all the bad parts. You'd say, yeah, well, obviously absence makes the heart grow fonder. You Psychology need, by cliche. You need to <laughs> test it. It happened like a week or two ago on this show. I was like, the easiest way to get steps on my watch is actually walking. And everyone was like, yeah, duh. But if I had told you the easiest way to get steps was to shake my hand, you'd probably say, yeah, duh. You know, like, but it actually doesn't work very well. So it needs testing a million things in life, like those pet, pet theories. You, got, you need to wait for the data. That's all. Yeah. I, Although I, they are hilarious to hear, hear postulated. Like uh, hearing the, the, some of the stuff that comes out is just like, I'm thinking particularly on here. I know you guys are in part a comedy you know, thing that you're doing a lot of this with humor. But I fuck, mean all Sometimes of I am a little tiny bit from time to time. <laughs> you know, not, not the jaw comments. I believe that. I believe that really. That's probably true. <laughs> there is some truth to that. Maybe not the women we looked at tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe stretched well, it. Taylor, Taylor was going on about like the loss of peripheral vision. And then you're talking like the punches to the jaw. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a double whammy for her. Lost her like iron jaw and now can't see anything. Like oh, she ruined her fighting over. career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done. <laughs> I wanted to look at Sammy Sosa because we were talking about oh, the yeah. South Korean women genetically appropriating us. Sammy Sosa is doing the same fucking thing, guys. Sammy, so he's oh. from the Dominican Republic where like dark skin tone is looked down upon. I think something similar is true in Indian culture with that that represents the lower caste. He has been bleaching his entire body over the course of the last five years, and he is he's a color that doesn't exist in the wild now it's funny he's got, honestly he's that... got a real frankenberry vibe to him i'm gonna i'm gonna link you to this <laughs> it's like a pink panther yeah, yeah there it is that is picture there. right there Look, strawberry it looks shop to me i feel like maybe they're making fun of him a little bit right because in Just the top right it. that's that's a human color that was years ago and it's not a human color color for him because he's a black man you know he what's is funny is not a single person did what they did with the the Caitlyn Jenner thing and said like, oh, he looks beautiful. <laughs> his, his, his revisions to himself. You know, everybody should look like the Boo Berry guy. Like, you know, think of how happy you. You know how you know that feeling you get when you see Count Chocula in the aisle. He's trying to provide that the children all year round. You know, that, why can't we all? Help? Like nobody was on that side. Everybody was like, what the fuck is Sammy Sosa doing? <laughs> We've had we've had one round of that, right? This was like the wasn't that like a Michael Jackson thing as yep. well? I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know if that was deliberate or if I heard Z's I at one point. I, I don't really know. As well, but I, I think it was a combination never... of two things. Like, like like you keep getting mixed results, and with Michael Jackson, who fucking knows? Because he's such a cool. What's it called? It's but not like Virgo. I read that he it's had like a disease, and then he used the bleaching to sort of even out the disease. If that like like get it over with, you know, sort of thing. There's a UFC a fighter who had that disease. I think I've showed him before. It might be called vitiligo. Does anyone know? Oh, vitiligo, right? Vitiligo? Is that how you say it? Vitiligo? It probably is. I think I learned it by reading it, and I'm particularly retarded that way. If you look up, uh, yeah, you can look up black people with vitiligo. And I saw it, that the other day. It doesn't look like uh, Michael Jackson, though, because it comes up like spotty. Patches. You know? like, 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 a, like patches. I saw one the other day, and it was, a, it was a black man who was like half white at this point, and beneath it, it said... What happens when you don't break the law for six months? <laughs> Dude, I, so I'm, I'm going to give you guys the, the... Quality meme. I didn't get it. The Google thing. <laughs> but check this guy out. So I didn't realize I was sharing my screen the whole time I searched for that, but I got away with it. This guy started with Vitiligo, I guess I'll say. But it turns out that one of the things that causes it to advance is like rubbing or hitting. Uh -huh. So like normal people, Aww. maybe their elbows switch first or like, I don't know, like things that get Gen. hit a lot. Yeah, their yeah. butt. Um, what'd you say? Their 
They're oh, shin bone. I bought okay, my shin a shin bone maybe. But this guy's a UFC fighter, so he's a grappler, and his whole body, like routinely, gets sort of rubbed and beat up in a way that normal people don't. And Sucks, man. he turns straight on white guy. Would you if rather I... be crazy hairy like a bear on your body or have this condition? And I, I don't know. Like what else goes with like this condition? Bear. Is it like painful? Is it like irritating? Or is it just just no, visual? I'm pretty sure it's, just, it's like freckles. Like they're not really part of your life outside of hmm. visual. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't think anybody's into that look if I'm just being completely frank. Yeah, but this <laughs> well, apparently you just you do wrestling for a little bit and uh, it's, it's over. It's past. Like, what is the time frame on these pictures? Because I'm looking gonna at have, some of them. It's within... He's a few more fights, if you ask me. <laughs> he's get that evened out. <laughs> Which one are you looking at? I'm no, looking at one. It feels looking, like he's yeah. totally, like, the totally... One. He is. He is oh, okay. a straight-up cool. white guy now, I think. Um, I don't know what you. Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't look like. I don't even know what's white is at all. Are Mexican people white? Are Jewish people no. white? No. Okay. Yeah, I, Jewish I, people are white. See, and I think white's gotten more selective than it used right, to so, be. So, so white and black aren't anything. They're just colors. They they don't represent anything at all. There are Caucasians, though. There are, and then there's but there's but but there's lots of different kinds of black people. We got Sammy Sosa here. He's not from Africa. Maybe some of his ancestry is is, is African, but the Dominican. Right. But he's also got that Dominican Islander ancestry mixed in as well. And then the the people we think of as Mexicans, they're descendants of like uh, the people that were in South America before that Cortez came over yeah. and raised Spanish paying the Mayans and turned them into Mexicans. So you got the DR half has Mayan, no race. half Spanish. Like it, when we went there, they. Like, I, this is why I'm saying that. I went to the yeah. DR a couple times. We went on these surfing trips, and um, we had tour guides to like help take us to the surfing spots, and they'd know the wind, and you need them anyway. They're like, welcome to the Dominican Republic. Here's a couple things about us. You know, our chief export is this. Our country is that big. This many people live here. And one of the things they mentioned is there is no race here. Like they, that's a lie. Well, but, but, he's like there. Like there are natives cold. of everybody and everything. And you might be right. Maybe there is a stacking. I it's mean, it's the color there. So you're right. You're right. All of the right. newly there, arrived. There is no uh, tourists. That there is no such thing as race here. You're absolutely right about mm. that because there was slavery back there in the day. There was slave trade on that island, moving around. The the slave trade would go there and then bounce around and diversify from places. So you've got just a big mix of, of races there. But but one thing you can't deny is the color. And I think that's how they break themselves down into into different categories and different groups that may or may not have more power or value or social standing. And that's why Sammy Sosa looks like a boo berry or whatever you said. Like, <laughs> that was great. Did you come himself. up with that? The no, Booberry thing, or did you read it and use no, it? No, I, I came up with it, but it's because he looks like the Frankenberry guy. Isn't his name Boo... Or no, Booberry is fuck. That's the ghost. So it wasn't even good. <laughs> uh, well, it worked for me, because I instantly yeah, went to Frankenberry anyway. <laughs> so, Kyle, were you leading to... Were you going... It seemed like you were going in the direction you were going to say you'd rather be vitiligo stricken than be very very hairy is that what I, you're saying I, I don't know we've you and i have talked about this before how like like i, I don't have very much body hair and i'm really happy with that like mm -hmm. like I, I don't have any back hair whatsoever like just like at the like like the top of my where my jeans stop in the back there's like a little hair there but like nowhere above that and like i've just got a little strip on my chest and a little like strip on my belly button area and like that's it and you on the other hand have a much more Old world. <laughs> <laughs> I was going with ape-like. Hold on. Really? My <laughs> ancestors must have been wanna... very cold. That's yeah. why he likes monkeys so like much, because he's only a couple race. generations removed, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, his great-grandfather didn't stand upright. That's the, he's, it's a sexual thing.
That's that's why my knuckles are flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 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 I would I, I may sway toward the vitiligo if that's how you pronounce it because eventually that's over and you're all one skin what tone. What if it's a five year transition? It mm, takes from I, the day find, it starts to the end of the five years. The whole I guess time I, spot. I guess I take up jujitsu, you know, and uh, <laughs> speed that up to, to two it and a half years or something. Just uh, get daily it. massages, right? That probably works. Ooh, yeah, get some bitches to rub me down. Mm. Like, yeah, even me out. That's like, so like, much of a better solution. Insurance probably pay for it. Like, like, imagine that. Your insurance covers your, like, your, your like daily yeah. vitiligo massage to even you out. I wonder if yeah. the lube would stop it from working. Like, I don't know how, is it the friction that's making that happen, or is it, like, the I, I, impact? I guess they're, they're breaking up the melanin in there. That's exa- Yeah, that's, that's science. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> sounds good, right? Yeah. I'm not going to Google it, but it sounds realistic. Right? <laughs> Thank you. It's not worth the entire search, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sort of made that up. I, I can't believe enough. you would pick that instead of just shaving. Like you could just shave the hair you no, didn't want. I'm kind of with oh, Kyle wax. on that one for similar reasons. Dude. Like I, I mean, I'm lazy about shaving my fucking face. The idea of body shaving, like, man, let's like like heavy, and, like off your like chest each day. Like you do it morning like and fresh... like morning and night, you get like a five o'clock chest shadow. Like that's it. Work? That's it. That's important to note. It's, like it's, if it's, shaving, it's... like really took care of the problem, it'd be great, but it doesn't. Shaving just very temporarily gives you a smooth back. By later that day, you're stubbly now. And I think stubbly's worse than hairy. Like, from my perspective. It's so itchy, and and you get ingrown hairs unless you're a genius at shaving somehow. Um, it, and, it's but no for good. The other person, I would have to like whoever you're trying to impress that's touching you is going to be like, this is stubbly. This is this is work. That's I think that's worse than hairy. I would have to get that thing where is it called electrolysis? Whatever that thing is, where they they prick. Either, yeah, they, they, that's where they like shock your follicle. Hair, and when they grab it, they like send the electrode in. They fry the root and then boink, pluck it out. And they do that with every hair on your fucking body. Jesus, is that permanent or is that just yeah, like a five year a, thing or something? That's supposed to be permanent, as far as I know. There was that. There was a movie where there was this. Um, I can't remember who played it. Ah, it's that chick with the jacked up teeth. But she played like a wolf woman. And uh, that, and throughout the process of the movie, she was slowly getting all of her hair like an electrolysis out. She was becoming hotter. <laughs> Patricia Arquette, and she was becoming hotter and hotter as she went. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that movie, but yeah, I would, I would, I would opt for the, uh, the vitiligo, I think, because that'll be over eventually. But the hair thing—that's that's for life. And Do the you older think that you electric get, thing is more permanent than waxing. I thought it came oh, back yeah. on that too. Look, I, I've never done it. I don't know, but I guarantee it's more effective than waxing by like a factor of a thousand or something like that. I think it keeps Probably it about that much more expensive too. If they have to do each individual hair follicle, yeah, like that's yeah, gotta take it, fucking forever. It's a whole thing. I, wax, I thought it, it'll come back if you wax though, and yeah. electrolysis, it will never ever come back. Yeah, I thought electrolysis was like permanent, permanent, and waxing, I know for sure, is like three month permanent or something. Like it, it's it's not long at all. Now, Kyle, if you started because this is on the topic of your vanity, uh, if you started going bald and it was it was a quick procession would you kind of play it out see how it went see how you would look bald like you know the hitman video or would you start looking for hair plugs or transplants whatever they call it now hmm i don't know i guess it depends how it went as or knowing as you would you just kill yourself you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> a- <laughs> like, like, like like it depends how you how it goes because i don't think that 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 like I think of it as more. There's an adult hairline that I'm fine with, like like a little thinning up here. Like I'm all good with that. Putting it back a little here, get that silver fox uh, uh, look going on. All good with that. I just don't want to lose it back here. I feel like when you lose it back here, that's a thing. 
Um, but but is but, but up front's no big deal. I feel like you look you look more mature and you look like you're like like you might be able to. You, you don't get sometimes you get more respect. I think they, you look older. You get you get treated a little bit older. But but you don't want to lose in the back. I think that's where you don't want to lose it. My my uncle lost it in the back and he like wore a hat for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> and he took that shit off and we were like, whoa, what the fuck? Did you get cancer? And he's like, no, I've just been living a lie. And like we knew. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you got ju- drunk and jumped in the pool last summer? What's the yeah, worst? We saw. Pe- we saw uh, you fry our tuck. Yeah. The, the, the back? Yeah, right okay, back here. Okay. Another, see, I, I think I might vote against that. I think the um, unicorn patch is amongst the worst. You know, where like, the, you know, you, of course you know male partner baldness where like the top of mm-hmm. it gets that you, but on its way there oftentimes there's a patch left in the front and it, there's not a lot you can do with that. You gotta That's definitely it. a bad look too. But I mean, I think, I think, that unicorn thing, if that's what it's called, is all rolled in <laughs> that's it. to that to this patch. Because once this patch is gone, it allows this area to look like the unseemly island that it has become. You know, mm-hmm. so you need this, that. This that is to all stand like evil again. Like this is like what we like. What, why, why do we like like shiny women's hair? It's a sign of it's a it's an indicator stand-in for health. Like and it's but like you're talking like Kyle. Mean high testosterone? Isn't that a thing? Baldness. No, Baldness means related. you. But men and women again, right? Differently. So when you're like Kyle's talking about, I was listening. To Kyle, he's like, "Oh, the silver fox thing." Yeah, m- women. Women tend to find, like, biologically, right? We. This is again. This is pure ego, and this is the side that isn't talking about the that isn't arguing from this uh, the society perspective of it. But it's the part adding that talking about uh, like what they what they hypothesize that the evolutionary stuff is why it's there. And one of the one of the lines of thought on that is that. You know, when you're looking for what men look for in a partner versus what women look for a partner, especially in a long-term partner, because the long-term versus short-term mating strategies are different. But one of the things that women use for long-term mating strategies is the essentially resources that a male brings to the table. And one of the things is just in general, older males, more resources. So like it's less detrimental for someone to have, as, and from a from the woman's perspective, for a man to be older than it is from the man's perspective for the woman to be older, because the woman being older means less chance of, uh, you know, good children, this type of thing. So I like that you preface it with the Evo thing, because I've never heard that um, description before, and I've always been a little frustrated that sometimes the Evo stuff just fits whatever they see. You know, like, oh, yeah, this is absolute proof that this thing has a spot on here because predators think it's an eye and it's going the other way and then they dart forward and they never knew that was coming. And I'm like, oh, how convenient that, like, (laughs) you know, you just reverse engineer any solution to fit what you're looking at. That butterfly was just making random patterns. (laughs) But Woody makes a really, really good point. And this is when, again, the people who argue from a social, the social constructive stuff, which is the, you know, the the stuff that this is, this is our society and this is how we're taught and it gets passed down that way. This is what they argue that one of the big problems with evolutionary psychology is that you can't go back and test this. These are essentially, you know, post- Post fact, you know, post hoc, you're coming by and saying, "Well, here's the outcome. We're gonna we're gonna invent a solution that mm-hmm. fits that outcome." And you can't go back and you know test that from a from an experimental perspective that this is actually what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, these I mean, colors it, it's a really mean good that this thing is venomous. These colors mean this clever thing is mimicking a venomous thing, and it's like, oh well, fuck. Then these colors don't mean shit. Some of them just look that way. <laughs> Kyle or Woody, they have big eyes on their wings because butterfly society says large eyes are beautiful, but they have (laughs) shitty little tiny thousand (laughs) eyes on an orb, and everybody thinks that's gross. And so they evolved to be more like humans. All animals want to be humans. This is the theory I'm confident of. (laughs) <laughs> that's where the Evo guys come in. Like this, and you're like, yeah. No, that yeah, was okay. I was making the society argument. 
that the, <laughs> that socially they love human eyes on the way. I'm not making okay. any argument. It's These are ridiculous. social butterflies. <laughs> Literal social butterflies. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Start like ascribing like more social hierarchy within like the the low level animals than is necessary. Try and try and backwards engineer it. But. It looks like Kyle's right. By like the way, electrolysis electrolysis seems to be permanent. I thought that. Cool. Like those hairs would never come back, but that you know new ones would pop up next to it, like waxing. But I think I was wrong. So you thought this they is, just did, is... they just went through the meticulous electro electrocution for the pain of it? No, I yeah, thought it... like all at once. No, one at a time and shot me too. <laughs> so I'm I'm wrong, but I thought it was like a less painful version of waxing. That's what I always thought electrolysis was. Like oh yeah, it's just a little tingle. That hair's gone, and one by one, it's just like itchy. And I'm like, oh, that beats waxing, which is like mm. horrific. But have you ever been waxed? Yeah. What'd you get waxed? I have a birthmark on my shoulder that sometimes grows hair. So I let it get to be like, I don't know, an eighth of an inch long or something. And we waxed it. But it really didn't hurt that much. It's a deltoid. I don't think it's as sensitive as like a chest or, you know, I've got a strip ripped out of my legs before. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think women are a bunch of pussies. Um, it's, it's like a band aid. It's fucking over in a minute and it's like cool when you see it afterwards and you're like oh okay you get to get a little drunk and do this like what's your problem get a little drunk and wax no, your get sober like it's not the sort of thing you'd be like oh it's the it's uh, noon on a tuesday the anal strategy like like, like, like <laughs> absolutely that's sure. I, I, I like i've never went through a full leg waxing i just got that big strip ripped out once but like i guarantee like ladies who are listening to this are like yeah i have a few before before i start that endeavor <laughs> Yeah. But it was interesting because this kind of started with the, the South Korean stuff and you're talking about plastic surgery of some part and this is essentially purely cosmetic surgery. And then it kind of transitioned into what would you be willing to do? And then the reasons for, you know, what would you want to do personally? You know, would you do this with your hair? Would you do this with, you know, and it's really interesting to hear, kind of hear the, the, the personal reasons that you guys are given. And I mean, I, I am too, I assume, to some degree responding to these, but to hear why we do that and what the values that, ref that, that means that we're kind of reflecting on when we talk about that. So it's kind of, I've been actually really interested to hear this, like to, to hear like the very, I mean, because what, 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 how old are you guys? Like, what, what 31. Yeah, right. So like middle age, like kind of kind of on the like getting towards middle-aged males right like talking about adult you know, males yeah <laughs> that's right. advanced adulthood uh -huh. I think a lot of it comes like if if We're i went trying totally to get bald, older and i'm the and best at it I, I would have to give the like it would just be come down to girls they're like hey why are you getting your hair put back be like oh just women like i think more women would prefer that i have hair than i don't and if i come across some hitman loving bitch i can just shave like problem mm -hmm. solved go, right? like yeah it's fine. I feel like that's a lot woman. of the reason for why men do most things physically. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's why men dress well. If if tomorrow we woke up and it was like one of those horrible Hulu original series where they're like, oh my god, all the oh, women have god. vaporized. Like they're gone immediately. It would just be sweatpants and no, underwear I, I, and all over the place. We can yeah, I would. Prove that all the like, straight I, men, I'm, all the straight men will be walking around looking like the High Sparrow. And all of the, <laughs> and, and there would just be this this huge community of like really of fan, new the gays. Ga the gays would have their own spot because they they'd be the only ones with someone who actually loved them. They'd be the only couples. They'd be they would be the superior group of people. And 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 they'd be over there living in some fancy part of town. Everybody's dressed nicely, and all the straight people just like I said, high sparrow walking around and I'm shit. I'm already the one step away from would, the high sparrow. The I've been married would so long. Crash. The economy would be done because every man on earth who was making a fuck ton of money would be like, hey, now that now that my what wife isn't here, I realize that I I really only need one fork, one spoon, one knife, one plate. <laughs> 
and this place is too big. I don't like cleaning the. I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to work. Yeah. I got enough. Like that I need would happen. Free time. Yeah, that's yeah, that the first happen. thing so guys buy. Time. I had a friend in college who went to a uh, all boys Catholic school, like growing up in Chicago area, and he, that's what he said. That basically, like all through like high school, it was like farts in class, all sweatpants, like you know, just like ridiculous, like kind of you know, people letting themselves go because there was just no reason not to. My yeah, wife went to an all girl school, and it's true. yeah, like. Yeah, shaving legs was optional and such. You know, they just there were no guys there. It wasn't a problem. Mm. But then when those when that Catholic girls' school and the Catholic boys' school have one of their semi-annual dances or whatever, everybody shows up looking <laughs> looking pristine. Unrecognizable. It doesn't even look yeah. like the same students. You know what's huge right. in all girls' Catholic schools? Pretending yeah, they to have surgeons. boyfriends. <laughs> Every girl pretended to have a boyfriend. Like, they were never single. It was always like, oh, yeah, this is my boyfriend. He's three towns over, and here's his picture in my locker. And, like, they just were always in a state of having, like, either a real boyfriend or a pretend one, but never a gap. The old pretend boyfriend <laughs> from another town. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the yeah. same, the uh, guys would play the same game, too, but they'd do it differently where they'd be like, you know, it'd be like, oh, like, you know, sitting around the table, you're in eighth grade or whatever, like, Tony got laid? It's like, yeah. Who with? Which chick put out? We're fucking 14. It's like, <laughs> she's a, she goes to another school. It's like, oh, I, I fucking bet. Did you drive over there in your car or did your mom <sighs> pick her up and you fuck in the back of your Honda Odyssey, you liar? Like, no, <laughs> like, this, this didn't happen. Dude, there, I have a, I know a girl in my universe. I don't want to, like, out her or anything. But she started having sex when she was 13, and it recently became, like, a thing on social media where she's arguing with someone else and, like, posting these arguments to her friend group to get support and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, you were having sex at 13? Like, I totally should have cozied up to this girl. She was, like, <laughs> she. <laughs> this was last week. <laughs> no, this, no, this no. This past Wednesday. She was in the yeah. same grade. or within, <laughs> She went to high school with me. Um, but, uh, but it was like, wow, like, I can't believe she was having sex at 13. I think about, like, all the guys she dated through. She must have had a dozen sexual partners by the time she finished high school. And uh, I was none of them. And I just like I, she wouldn't. Have Woody, had sex a girl with me like anyway. that is prop. She could have been the one. She's she was probably well adjusted, good relationship with her dad. You know, <laughs> it, it, only it she'd known. If only she'd too. known you were down, she could have saved that money on condoms too. Like she'd have been all right, for it. right. Because I yeah. was infertile till like 15. that's that's Woody's opening line. Yeah, <laughs> that was my yeah. move. Like, bitch, I haven't hit puberty yet. We could. There's no risk. <laughs> 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 but uh but yeah there I, I had no real i had no idea at the t- and, and she was really pretty she's she's really pretty but you don't um, think those are related because those sound pretty related to me that was she it, was pretty and you know, that she was any, having sex yeah do you know anything about her partner history where they're mostly a couple like a couple they, guys like a little bit her. older yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Did you guys in your high expand on your theory here yeah uh, th- there's no particular theory here. I mean, it's just along the lines of it doesn't surprise me, right? Like we we, we mature at different different speeds, men and women, uh-huh. and men aren't particularly quick matures. So does that does it make a lot of sense? Yeah, there's going to be women who are attractive and who are younger, who come to their sexuality younger, and they're going to probably be acting on that. I mean, it sounds like, and for a large part, you got to think again the gatekeeper stuff, right? Like right. I don't know any boys in high school who don't want to get laid. Like, you know, right. like, yeah, I don't remember ever growing up and talking to my friends. They're like, no, I want to hold off for sex. You know, maybe like the, the rare, like religious region or, reason or something. But for the, the vast majority, everyone wants to if they can. You I know? choose it's, to be it's... celibate. I yeah, want right. to get more in touch yeah. with myself. Those religious like <laughs> arguments, like 95 percent of those were just nonsense. It was just a way of saying, like, I haven't had the opportunity presented to me. And so I'm taking the high road. It's like, <laughs> no, you're not. 
No, it's like saying I've never fucked a celebrity. It's like, well, it's never been an op. I, I didn't like, <laughs> like you know, ten years ago, Lindsay Lohan didn't come over and be like, dude, fucking take me. I've got coke. And I was like, ah, oh, not not me, ma'am. You know, I'm calling <laughs> the authorities. We're getting you to somewhere you need to be. Oh man, like, that would have been an easy no. decision, right? <laughs> oh, it would have been so easy. Like How you, much? You, so you got the the thought of Mean Girls in your head, which is a good movie. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'd watch Mean Girls while we did it, and we just we do the coke off we'd the case mean of Mean Girls. Fucking <laughs> 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 fucking pull up a rail on that copy of Mean Girls and let's get after it. Hey, like, be I, quiet. I, this is my favorite scene. I was in. Watch. Well, you're not watching. You know, it's like, Lindsay, <laughs> oh my God, why did I let you in? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's so fucking hot. I'm so sorry that, that she went down. All of those pictures of Lindsay Lohan are super hot. She was so hot in Mean Girls. And, and even in Kirby, I guess, if you watched that travesty of a movie. And, uh, but, and then there's all those Playboy nudes when she's like dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. And then she did the movie where she's topless. I, I still think she's pretty hot. She just had a rough time of it for 10 years or so. I Yeah. Uh, I... I she is a low T woman, right? She's she's soft everywhere. She's natural. She's like genetically hot. I'll give you that. But like, it, there's a subreddit called Fit Girls or something, and I think every one of them is hotter than Lindsay Lohan. But why is this is a low T woman like an insult? Like I don't I don't <laughs> get it. Like when you say this woman has low testosterone, I think oh then she probably exhibits a lot of very attractive feminine qualities that like a low sex men like. drive. I, I swear, like I, I I saw it. Jimmy Kimmel did a thing. That's talking, a valid. Point. Yeah, it, sex and, drive. Yeah, I I see him and I whatever. I, I I think that Lindsay Lohan, while obviously gorgeous and one of the many versions of a perfect body, uh, it's. Like I, I, I've talked about this before, like Kim Kardashian, right? There are a lot of guys who say that is female perfection. Lindsay Lohan, guys will say that is female perfection. But I look at like I keep coming back to her, Emma Watson. Like that to me is is closer to female perfection than. Uh, that person. What does yeah. this look like? Well, she's a very Emma Watson's a very feminine gal. She's a very tiny chick who couldn't carry any fucking wilderness supplies. She breaks <laughs> down right away. That bitch, like, like it's she her can't face. Start a fire. Well, she's 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 thin, and. She looks like a little boy. Yeah, you're, I see it. I see it. Yeah. If push really, if push really truly came to shove, mm -hmm. and you were in a an apocalyptic scenario, mm -hmm. there's foes, vampires, zombies, and the like, and you're with uh, Emma Watson. Like realistically, how many days, if not hours, yeah. do you think you can take care of that bitch before you're like, this isn't even worth it? Like, if, oh my god! If it like, gets uh, that you're bad, nothing like Harry Potter. We're looking for Brienne from Game spells. of Thrones, right? That, that's the girl you want in a zombie apocalypse. Is who sorry? Brienne from Game of Thrones. Oh, She's the it. blonde one. She's pretty hot. Have you seen her naked? I have not. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I have. I'm not. You know who you wouldn't want really is Daenerys. You would not want Daenerys standing you know there saw... yelling and demanding you to, you know, bring, bring me chips. Like, we don't have any food. You know, a, I, I want my chips. <laughs> in a bikini, <laughs> I saw whoever plays Sansa. I forget her name off the top of my head. But uh, she was on Reddit today in a bikini, and it was a real revealing thing. And it was just like, oh, they, like, like I said, there's, she's somebody's human perfection. Like she, she's very fit. And uh, um, anyway, yeah, she's just there. There's a lot of examples of, of what you might consider perfect, but she's one of them. I don't think Lindsay Lohan is perfect at all, but she's hot. No, yeah, yeah. you know who I think's perfect? Sammy Sosa with his new. <laughs> Festive look. <laughs> 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 Frankenberry. <laughs> Frankenberry look. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, Taylor found it. Are you looking at uh, the, the, the Frankenberry thing in the side? Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I just found it recently. 
Yeah, we've been a while ago. You, he, he's trying to capitalize on this by wearing that white or that pink hat and the <laughs> whitish pink shirt. He knows yeah. what he's like, doing. You think? Yeah, he's I, don't, I don't think he's really. How much that money pink. did he walk out with? I you think he's think a little. Someone altered the hue on that. How much money? Did he you did. Retired with fair amount. How yeah. much money yeah, do you probably. think Jamie Sosa did? He was making a lot. A, might be just a little bit of a disconnect from reality. Like you see someone drink, dressed in like the purple fucking, the pink, uh, pink top hat and the pink fucking suit. <laughs> you, you just kind of wonder just a little bit. I, I don't know if he lives in the Dominican Republic or whatever, but I would imagine that he's like a god down there, right? Like he's got to be their biggest hero ever. Like, right. like back in the day when he was going up against Second McGuire. Place. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they went back and forth and like bo- both of them were just cheating their McGuire balls off. McGuire was the but... best because they were both cheating. Go Cards. Yeah. But but they both broke the record like in half that year like like just 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 wrecked it. The record was like sixty three or something, and and like I remember that like they they're both at seventy two or something. I don't remember. It's been mm-hmm. I was like seven I think at it the was time. Seventy two. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah, it was late nineties. Did, right. did they break it again? And like, are, I I because that year, uh, like you said, it was like a national phenomenon. Everyone was paying it. I don't even watch baseball. But I was somehow it was like, yeah, McGuire's playing today. He might hit another dinger. He might extend that record again. Was it Babe Ruth's record that they were breaking? Yeah. It was an old one. It was Hank Aaron's. It was Hank. Uh, okay. I thought, yeah, uh, which is one of the reasons why like people in my neck of the woods didn't care for all this because Hank Aaron was a brave. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you know we, we saw these cheaters like knocking him out of the park and just trouncing all the, over. Like, the, the McDonald's here were like having problems because that season they're like, hey, fucking Mark McGuire hits a home run, you get a dollar Big Mac. And oh. every fucking home game, every McDonald's was like out of Big Macs in the whole Metro St. Louis area. And eventually, I think they got rid of the promotion. And is we're like, oh, if he, hits a, if he hits a home run into Big Mac land, which is this very small box <laughs> yeah. that hopefully he won't hit, then we'll do it because we're losing thousands of cows worth of meat. Are they you know, or are this. they like, hey, get a Big Mac for a dollar? Hey, no Big Macs. But while you're here, can I interest you in some McNuggets? Yeah. No, I'm sure they weren't losing on it. I mean, it can't be much more than a dollar. Yeah, there's no way that you could lose that much. Because, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. You're showing up there with your kids because you just came from a baseball game and your kids don't want a Big Big Mac Mac, because they want, like, special orders and everything. They want the $7 kids meal with half an ounce of, you know, what is to be assumed to be chicken. (laughs) I liked those. I I always got the hamburger Happy Meal with extra pickles, extra mustard, got my little toy. I was a happy camper. Extra pickles, extra mustard. If I had to name an order that sounded the worst to me for McDonald's, it would be extra pickles, extra mustard. That's what I like, buddy. I get that hamburger Happy Meal, extra pickles, extra mustard. Seven-year-old me was in just just Wonderland. Like, give me, <laughs> let me get that get that fucking toy back here, pop, pop, or something, and eat my eat my French fries. I love that shit. I remember getting those gold uh, Pokemon cards. Remember that? No, you guys might be a little too old. Yeah. Tell how old are you again? I'm uh, 33. Oh, well, then you're definitely... Never mind. The audience knows. The audience knows. <laughs> those, Pokemon, those gold Pokemon cards. And I remember as a kid, because the promotion was like... It was just like a thick metal card that was like, you know, Pikachu on it. And it was like an engraved Pikachu. And as a kid getting I'm like, I can't believe they're giving out gold to children. Like, I was blown away. Like, I, I put them away for a couple of years thinking it'd be worth something until I grew up enough to know, oh, there's no way they made millionaires of every child in America, you know, <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a lark. I've told the story before, but I can't resist retelling it because I'm Woody. Anyway, 1984 Olympics. I'm a little kid in walking distance to McDonald's. 
they're doing this thing uh, where if the U.S. team, I, I'm going to make it up, but it's close. Like if the U.S. team gets a gold, you get a Big Mac. If they get a silver, maybe you get a drink. And if they get a bronze, you get like fries or something like that. So you'd go there, plop down like a dollar for a single. And it was all done in advance. So like the, the package, like the fries, the little thing it came in, you'd tear it off and see it. It turns out that like the Soviet Union and Poland and like a ton of countries boycotted those Olympics. So the United States was cleaning up in everything, <laughs> right? Things we don't win. Like, I don't know what the US sucks at, like maybe in wrestling or something, you know, we have one guy. Suddenly we're getting like gold, silver, and bronze. So you just be in and be like, I'll take all three, you know? We swept this event. Gymnastics, like those, it's usually like the Americans and the Russians or something like at the top. So you could go there, buy one thing, and then it would just keep cascading. Like, all right, I'll take a fry. The fry comes with fries. All right. Now that those fries come with fries and a drink because we went gold silver. Now that drink and the thing comes with another thing. And it just kept going. It was, the, it was an amazing time to be alive. It Never before like has very... athletic greatness produced so many fat people. <laughs> this, was, this was some counter strategy from the countries losing that year. They're like, we'll fix that in 10 The years next time. Olympics, we, 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 never, we never won so few medals after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like 16 years later when that generation matured enough to compete. Right. I, I always found it. I remember last time around when the Chinese were cheating and that, that, that whole scandal came out. It seems like everybody fucking cheats their asses off. Wait, it was what, the what Chinese you, what, gymnastics. Uh, the children, they had those tiny little children huh. who were way too young to compete. And then they, they showed them like training at age like four or something. And this little four-year-old's laying there screaming as they like stretch her legs out. She's like, ah, I'm not supposed to bend this way yet. And they're just stretching them out. So they're super limber at like this crazy early age and like producing these Olympic athletes. But they were they're competing at far too young of an age. And I apparently that's a that that's a an advantage in in like Women's. balance beam or something, you know, like when it's good to be a tiny person on that. Sometimes happens beam. in swimming too, where like the Talk best about women, women in the world will be thirteen, fourteen years old. And then you think like when they're eighteen they're gonna come back and really kick ass because they did so well at fourteen, they're prodigies. Nope. You know, some fifteen year old comes and they can't hang with them anymore. Janet Evans, I think that was her name. She broke, she shattered a record at like really young, maybe 12 or 13. And then she was really good. So she kept swimming into her 20s, but she was never as good as she was when she was 12. And that like her personal record just became like a decade old that she couldn't match again. And that's insane to not be able to match your 12 year old score. Like that almost, that's almost unbelievable. I wonder what it is about swimming. Like I do do rock climbing and like the kids, kids who, rock climb are really good and they're good at it in part because they have a really high power to weight ratio mm-hmm. in other words and because they basically aren't adult adult physiques yet so i'm kind of i wonder if there's anything like that in swimming i've got pretty quick hydrodynamics better right is it yeah. the boobs are dragging and hips are dragging whereas oh, it's not so it's not boobs and hips but it, it's it it's be. gotta be it's gotta be it, it's about how much strength how much horsepower she has versus her body weight and the shape that's important too like like in any kind of ballistics, right? She's going through the water there. So like That's she's just got a better boobs and hips. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, I don't think it's boobs and hips as much as it is she's just a larger being overall. It doesn't matter if she's got an A cup and no hips at all. She's just bigger, wider, longer, heavier. You know, she's an I'm adult like, human versus a child. Think about it, it probably does matter to some degree her shape. Just think about like any of the airflow stuff. Yeah, like think of any like airplanes or think her of and trucks and or Well sure, like, you prefer she's shaped like a like a emperor tube. seal or something, right? Like basically like, a tube, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bullet. 
<laughs> you know, as as twelve year olds, they look like bullets. Maybe a big ass would help then, man. <laughs> like, get get the get the water like curling in behind her. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but that's fascinating. Yeah, that that she that would be really frustrating if it were, if 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 that were me and like my sport was the high jump or the long jump or whatever, name it. And it was like, oh yeah, fifteen. I broke the world record. No other human being ever achieved what I achieved at fifteen. And then I spent the next six years working as hard as I could with the most with with experts from around the world, a nutritionist and a, and the and the then the full supporter of the United States Olympic Committee, and I can't even come close to what I did back then. No, no, but I was just eating Wheaties and trying hard, but I can't get back to that. Like, like that depend. would be. I think it depends on the domain. Kill I think, yourself. I think for like the Olympics, <laughs> maybe, but like if this was like money, like if you just like you know you peaked at like sixteen, you made like some god awful amount of money, and like you're just like living off that the rest of your life, man. I've never worked that hard before or since, but I have a lot of money to show for it. I don't really give a shit at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure that the, I'm not the sure incentive that isn't there. Oh anymore. yeah, it, it it's it's it may it may not be just specific to you know the Olympics, but but it's it's physical. It's the physical aspect of it, and and it's like everything that those Olympic athletes are about has to be wrapped up into how good they are at what they do. That, that you have to have that mindset yeah, and that, that personality too, to I get think. to where they are. Yeah, You've got to be. It must be some serious investment in the outcome of that. Oscar De La Hoya said this as a compliment to Mayweather, actually. He he said, you can't fight rich. That was his line. And what he meant by that is, like, when you're broke and you're hungry and you're trying to, like, further your station in life, it's easy to get up and be super motivated to chase a chicken like Rocky or whatever the fuck it is that they do. But when you're sleeping in silk sheets, you know, and you've done something, it's like why exactly am I hurting this much? You know, some people keep going out of routine, but a lot of guys just don't have the same motivation or you know, sometimes they win a fight it's, or two without know, trying as Michael hard. Phelps. Like he, well, he said he, that he, then he, he like, lost. Go on a, on a downtrend after a while. And it's because like, if you look it up, I didn't know till I checked. Like I knew he had the most Olympic medals, but if you told me, oh yeah, Vladislav Nishishkia has just one less. So he's got to be careful. Like, no, he's, He's got more medals like the Yankees have more MLB championships. Like, it's not even close. The guy behind him would almost have to double it. And so I can definitely see as an Olympian being like, this tradition that's been around for thousands of years, I didn't just win. Nobody's going to catch me. I blew everybody out. Like, it's going to be a whole other phenom to catch. Like, I, don't, I, I totally get it. I wouldn't be as motivated. I'd be like, what? If I, I get a silver this time, fuck it. Who cares? I have more gold than anybody else has medals. I wonder what it is about swimming that leads to so many medals. Like, obviously, a lot of sports don't even have an opportunity for that many many medals. Like, um, shit, I don't know. If you're good at uh, pole vaulting or something, maybe that's not a good example. Shit, give me another sport. I think no, I think I think another any other running stuff maybe. Because you can do distance running. uh, you can do swimming in so many different ways. Like you can give the freestyle. I was gonna go that way with running. That's that was the second because like if you're good at wrestling. Then you've got a shot at one medal. That's it, right? Unless you're going to change weight classes or something. But more or less, you can do one thing. Um, if you're good at a lot of Olympic sports, there's really only one opportunity to get that medal. In swimming, there's a, a, a bunch, like you were saying. But running's there. If you're the greatest runner, how come you can't win hurdles? If you're the greatest runner, why aren't you winning long jump? And, and sometimes they do. It, it, like if you're the, how come you don't get the 50, the 100, the 200, and the 400 yeah. like swimmers do routinely? You know, Michael Phelps was winning all kinds of events: 50 relays, 100 relays, uh, 400 by. He's himself. not the example though, right? Because he's just a freak. Like, no, like look, just look no, at him. He's 
he's the best of it. But before him was Beyonde or Beyondi, who did all those things. And before him was Mark Spitz, who was bringing home like six medals in Olympics or eight medals in Olympics. Now, Phelps is bringing, I'm making these numbers, but they're close. Phelps is bringing home like 12. He's next level. But swimmers have always had a guy who would, or a girl who would bring home like six to 10 medals or like something outrageous like that. But running, they get three and they're dancing. You know, they, they, they did it. Uh, I don't know why the best hundred sprinter isn't the best hurdler. You know, like how come they don't make those transitions more often in running? I don't know. Hmm. Must be a more specialized uh, uh, Especially... technique. Like, like it's like maybe it's like comparing uh, you know MMA to, to to boxing. Yeah, there's just a lot more going on and hurdling. Like, oh yeah, he can run yeah, fast. I mean, you could but... look at that too. You could look at the relations. Uh, like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if you look at like distance running, probably at some level, distance running, like if you do a hundred mile versus a ninety mile versus an eighty versus a seventy five or something, you know, they're probably all pretty. And I don't know what the categories Same guy are. Same guy might but, win all those ultra runs. Right, and I wonder yeah. if those would be closer like groupings than, for example, hurdling, which has some jumping and sprinting versus long distance. Right, there's got to be some some relationship between the medals won and the type of activity. I, I mean, I look, I'm outside my depth here, but I feel like the backstroke and freestyle and breaststroke are at least as different mechanically as hurdles and sprinting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about over and do it on your back, swimming. right? Like for some of these, you flip over and swim with looking at the it's sky. Not really a swimming term. It, it, I'm sorry. No, just go on to flip <laughs> yeah. over and do it on your Right. Yeah, I'm talking about the backstroke, right? You, you literally do that upside down and backwards and you look at the sky while you do it. Hurdling and running seems way more similar than freestyle and backstroke does to me. I get that you jump every once in a while, but it, it's basically the same motion. Just a long stride. You know, you time a long stride to go over the hurdle. And but yeah, yeah this, I'm looking at the list of multiple Olympic medalists now and the top 30 or so. Is overwhelmingly swimming in gymnastics. Is it hmm. like is it the way they train? Yeah, that's right. Gymnastics. It, well, gymnastics is another one. Why is the best like um, vaulter also the best on the rings? I think that in training they just they swimmers all swim everything. They constantly make you do it. Otherwise, you wear out your joints. Whereas I don't think sprinters are hitting the hurdles all the time. I think it's a more specific uh, technique for whatever reason because I don't understand them. But it it it's. It clearly is a more specific technique because those guys that in in the in um, um, gymnastics, I think that they have a category that's like a mixture of things, though, right? Where they like combine the aggregate scores from like a floor routine and then multiple things. So it really lends itself to that. So it it lends itself to producing multiple uh, medal winners in various things. I would imagine gymnastics in general does. That's what I'm saying. And swimming does as well. The way they train is different because they tend to hit all the things. Yeah. Whereas, seems unlikely that it's the training, though, Woody, because like oh. these are these are these, because it seems, just to me it seems that way. Because I'm thinking about what a business this is, right? The Olympics and the the training that goes into it, and the the research that goes into like professional sports as a whole, and to probably the same degree the Olympic stuff. It seems like if it was just like you need to train more muscles, that would have been hit in some training routine somewhere up to now, right? So I wonder if it's more inherent to the kind of similarities in this. But I mean, I might, I might be totally wrong on this. You might be absolutely right. I don't know. But it seems to me that there's a pretty strong argument suggesting that a lot of training types have been tried for a lot of different things, a lot of different types of that. I mean, you go for like a workout routine and you go for like a, you know, uh, on, you're on a sports team, the types of routines you do for that, the types of cross training they have you do for like soccer, for example. Like, you know, there's going to be lifting, there's going to be strength training as well as endurance training, as blah, 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 right? So it seems strange to me that you think that the, that the, Olympians for for swimming 
are doing some sort of diverse cross training that gets them ready for everything, but the Olympians for running aren't. It seems unlikely to me. Because there are swimming events that involve doing all four strokes, but there's no running event, maybe steeplechase, where they like do a little hurdles, do a little sprinting, do a little long jumping. But wouldn't you still then <laughs> see specialists, right? If it really was just a training thing, wouldn't you see the the swimming like I don't and know, whatever do. event, totally backstroke do. specialist who wins only the backstroke and wins that above and yep. beyond the guy who I wins could all name the other a couple. ones. Burkhoff was one. He's that guy that invented the Burkhoff blast off, the one who went underwater. Yeah, they're definitely specialists. Melvin, whatever his name was, was the butterflyer uh, who could beat everybody, but you know couldn't win in freestyle. Yeah, mm. there you get these specialists, and but every so often you get a guy who's just the best at everything, like Phelps or Beyond or <laughs> whatever. But anyway, it must be way harder to get Olympic or to be on this list is a winter Olympian because there are not nearly as many of those. There's some like cross country skiing and maybe shooting uh, Oli Einar Bjordalen, some Norwegian biathlon guy. But for the most part, this is it's all the same kind of, I bet it's the nature of the sport, kind of right? Like no one yeah. who's good at curling is also good at ice hockey. <laughs> yeah. And like with cross country st- skiing, how many events can there be? Like, are they, is it just like, all right, uh, now do it over there. They don't have like, sprints, less and less as time goes on, right? Yeah, that's what you'd think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. the biathlon's fucking cool. So you, you combine, everybody's like, oh, yeah, skiing. All right, all right. And I guess we already have some events that do that, though. And you're like, no, no, no. This is skiing, but with a gun. Wait. <laughs> skiing with a gun? Well, that's all that it is. But why do you have the gun? Well, you know, to shoot stuff. We have to hit the targets after we stop skiing. The initial Olympics, we decided to just do the skiing portion of it, but we lost too many participants to bear attacks. So we've decided to add shooting to it. More as a precaution, a safety measure for those participating. Then we, we harbor no ill will towards the bears. They're just trying to eat. Like That's how I imagine the Norwegian handling it anyway. Yeah, this gun, the the Olympic firearms they use and and bows for archery are so cool. I was looking at a, a an Olympic uh, archery bow last night on the on eBay um, because it, you buy it in different parts. You buy like the handle part, and it's like all carbon fiber and weighs nothing. And then and then you buy the uh, I can't I don't know what they're called the uh, the limbs. You buy the limbs separate. They look really cool. Should we do an ad? Do they look at all like? Uh, oh, go ahead. yeah, I want to, but I don't have the ad here. Chiz didn't link me to the one I wanted to do first, so I'm <sighs> I'm digging around for that. Is you okay. silly bitch. Is, do those bows look at all like uh, like Ramsey's badass bow, or does that like not exist? And that does exist because we looked it up one time, and it has a specific name. Because Ramsey has this crazy like double recurve thing where it's got extra limbs facing forward as well as back. Um, and we looked that up. That's a historical bow, uh, but I, I can't rem- remember its name. It's a it's a funky thing. That was cool though when he when he pulled out the the big boy bow. Yeah. We're going to talk about some Game of Thrones at the end of the show, I think. Oh, but, what does Ramsey have? Yeah. Ah, None right. of these are helpful. <laughs> I've got my advertisement here. Smart mouth. Bad breath is nasty, embarrassing, and a major problem in both the boardroom and the bedroom. Most people just don't know the true cause of bad breath, instead relying on ineffective low-tech methods like gum or mints to mask the odor. When you smell bad breath, you're actually smelling volatile sulfur compounds, also known as sulfur gas. Germs in your mouth consume protein and produce these volatile or, and produce these foul-smelling gases as a form of waste. Smart Mouth is the only activated oral rinse clinically proven to eliminate existing bad breath and prevent the return of sulfur gas for a full 12 hours per rinse. Smart Mouth comes in a two-chamber bottle, 
One side contains a clear sulfur eliminator, and the other side contains a green zinc ion activator. The eliminator and activator are kept separate until you pour, at which point the two liquids combine and activate. The sulfur eliminator gets rid of existing bad breath, and the activator releases billions of zinc ions, which bind to germs and block the germs' ability to produce, uh, to consume protein or produce that smelly sulfur gas for 12 hours. No sulfur gas, no bad breath. If you want to solve a real problem, you need, you need real science, not a minty cover-up. Nobody wants to be the guy with bad breath, and now you never will be. Find Smartmouth at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Target, Amazon, or your favorite shop, or visit, visit them online at smartmouth.com to get in-depth analysis of how Smartmouth is able to deliver such an incredible result. Remember, use code PAINKILLER when you visit smartmouth.com for free shipping today. PAINKILLER for free shipping. Check them out. They're also doing something on their website, smartmouth.com, right now, where they're having coupons for their dry mouth rinse and their dry mouth mints. So if you, you take medication that makes your mouth dry, or maybe you just like smoking cigarettes or cigars or, or other things that people smoke that dries your mouth out, maybe you need some help with that. There you go. Does vaping all, dry your mouth out? Vaping does dry your mouth out. Uh, Anything that you, any kind of air that you're like infusing into your mouth is going to give you dry mouth. And if you have dry mouth, your breath smells like shit because dry mouth causes bad breath. So you don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're doing the paleo diet, because I noticed, because I uh, if you snore. took a, if you snore, that's another one. I took a few days off of my smart mouth as I was doing the uh, um, protein shakes because I, I drink a lot of those, and I noticed. So quickly, my mouth just tasted horrible in the morning if I didn't do it because that protein just makes your breath smell like shit. So it's great if you're on that diet because that diet's not going to do anything if you lost all the weight, but you smell like a compost heap. Women mm -hmm. don't want to have sex with that. You smell like a caveman. Yep. Again, like see, it's the guys who are doing the feather dance, right? But this product is excellent. Yeah, see, do the feather dance. Ways, don't smell if, like shit. If you're a woman, <laughs> imagine, imagine a woman comes up to you and she's just so beautiful. You know, she looks great, but then... You say, like, oh, what are you interested in, babe? And she says, politics or something. <laughs> and you just felt a hot waft of, like, raccoon ass just right in your nose. <laughs> like, imagine, like, you'd have to, like, you'd have to put, you know what you do? <clears throat> like, when you asked a teacher over, like, what's the, like, can you explain this problem to me? And they're like, oh, you're not carrying the tad, the one, or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, I don't, I'll just get the answer wrong. It's fine. Have you ever like, told get someone? away from me. Have you ever told someone who wasn't, like, you know, you tell a girlfriend or something, but have you ever told like another man or something? Like, dude, it's it's awful. I we had a guy. Have. It's really uncomfortable. We had a guy at work that was so bad that it was like he needs to know. He needs to know. We're selling shit here. He needs to know. And, and I told him, and like everybody would tell him. And so he got it. And uh, he worked in the BDC department, so he would take these internet customers and BDC. greet them when they came in, and then he'd sell them uh, uh, business, to business development center, and yep. they'd sell them cars. And uh, and so he kept this massive thing of scope by his desk, and every, I'd be like, "Hey man, there's a customer here." And be like, "Oh shit!" He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Then he'd brush, then he'd brush, and like get everything." He'd have his tongue, and then again, and then he'd be like, "All right, check me, man." <laughs> it'll do. It'll do. You like the bottle. <laughs> it'll do. <laughs> and it was still bad, you know. It was he still a little should have had some smart mouth. Smart mouth would be better. Smart mouth would have made. If you're in sales and you smell bad, like you are doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of the time, like you know how if you, this is gross, but you know how you can like not get your own bo. Like you don't like if you've worked out or something, and then you let your sweat dry as you're like eating somewhere later. You kind of forget about it, and then someone will be like, "Oh my god." Like, you smell awful. It's like, oh, yeah, I worked out and I forgot. Like, you get nose blind to your own odors so quick. 
because you're around it all the time. So if you have shit breath all the time, you don't even know. I get your body's just like. I don't get forgetting you worked out. I, I feel like no, that, I, that's something obviously. that should be hanging over your head is knowledge it, that you need to you need to take is. care of. It is. I'm not going to name any names, but I know a guy who worked. We worked out hard, and then it was time to go eat, and then we were like, "All right, everybody ready to go eat?" And, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like looking at him like, "No, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> you skipped I'm like, a well, step. Well, let's all uh, let's all shower up, you know, before we go. You know, get 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 ready, get dressed, and everything. And of course, I'm already showered up and dressed. It's, mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to send a message to you right now, my friend. And he's like, "Oh, I'm good to go." And I'm like, T "I swear to God, I went." Take a shower, you stinky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it before you do it. I had to. You know. I had a guy. No, yeah, it, 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 know. A social situation. Help me here. Uh, I worked at Cisco, and this was an Indian guy. Further complicated by the fact that he worked for me, right? So you, it's not a coworker where you can just like. He needed both smart mouth and deodorant. He had mm. both issues. Uh, both uh, too. Yeah, over, oh, the deodorant thing is just a cultural deal. I don't. I think in India, a lot of people either don't. I don't know what's going on in their head. They either don't know they smell, or they consider that a natural thing, and lots of people smell and you know deal with it. It's this just life. What, this is what humans smell like. This is life. Whatever. Whereas in America, we're supposed to. If we smell at all, it should be pleasant. And uh, what was I to do? This guy works for me. It, like if he was a peer, maybe I'd buy that fucker a six pack of deodorant. And, and go ahead, oh, Kyle. You got to go to the employment agreement and see if there's anything in there about his <laughs> like. I'm serious. I'm 100 percent serious. You got to go because you, because if you go in there and offend him culturally or something, then you won't be his boss. He'll be your boss next week. Right, 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 right. <laughs> what you do? He'll come in you... there and be be like be like looking at your little cube. Be like he'll be picking things about it. Be <laughs> his standards. So I, I think you want to go back to that employee agreement and see if there's something in there about like clean um, appearance or something there, there always is you know there, there are always some little clause in there about you got to look yeah. a certain way you got to dress perfect they usually use words like professionally or or something like that and be like look you're not quite meeting the low <laughs> the low watermark here of <laughs> professionalism and uh, i'm going to need you to I, I can recommend some products but soap and deodorant every day every day every day every day <laughs> I you went to, to this guy's. You, you gotta, you gotta outsource once. it onto someone else. So like next time, like obviously that guy wasn't like customer <laughs> facing, but the next time someone did come in, you have you would have to just go to him in private afterward and be like, hey, you know, Pajit, I, I, you know, that woman who came in today and spoke to you during your meeting, I don't want to be the one to tell you. I'm just like your breath and your your armpits, your bo and your breath. It's just, it's real bad. And I'm telling it for you. I just don't want you to be embarrassed. Like, just put it off like that. Because if you go like, God, you smell like an asshole. You smell <laughs> so bad, it's making my eyes water. I'm not crying out of pity. I'm crying because I'm in this room with you. Like, you can't do that. Or, or yes, Kyle's right. He will be your boss next week. You know, they'll be like, Woody, did you remember to put your deodorant on my brain? <laughs> I went to his apartment. It smells like milk it and mayonnaise. blew me away. You, know, you rub your curry in. This guy was doing hobbies that belonged in a garage in his like carpeted apartment. He was into painting. He was into pottery. And there was like a like pottery, I guess, creates a kind of like dust 
that gets it was so thick it wasn't just in the carpet it was like stacked on top of the carpet there was no vacuuming it out because it like turns back into clay or something on the ground you should have fired him he was moonlighting for pier one you know, <laughs> the there were so many people living there like I, that was another thing they were stacked there was a family of four in one of the rooms <laughs> you're over there is cisco systems not going to help you You listen to him over there pottery barn <laughs> <laughs> there was a family and, and i i talked the family of four also worked there and like it, it was kind of adorable like, like every night when they went to bed his wife and him were in the bed and then he like held hands with his kids as they fell asleep together on like on the bed next to the bed and uh but it was uh, place was romantic packed. place was i was packed. i always wondered in those like family situations where it's like oh nine of us lived in this room it's like when like, if you got a 14, 13, 12, any boy in that range, it's like, when is that kid getting the opportunity to masturbate? Because mm. if they're all well, living in there, he's definitely there. not getting any shower time. Like, because that was, you know, you were saying that showering wasn't a daily thing in that, in the culture <laughs> oh, you encountered. Shit. And so what, what, is, what is one to do? Yeah, like, how, how, do you, uh, how do you masturbate, Mr. Patel? Once a week, every month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm glad we don't have many Indian fans. Huh. <laughs> we went through this with the Irish, Kyle. You know, oh, gonna... the South Koreans. I thought they'd be the only ones we upset tonight, but I, really Elon, the women. Oh. Elon Musk. They're, they're not listening. Hey, what was that, Filthy? So don't forget women. For yeah, they know you're offending that. tonight. Yeah, really, it's just white males who watch this show. <laughs> we're, we're fine, and I bet people watching are like. Yeah, actually, that's about right. So Elon Musk just received verbal government approval for the Boring Company, Boring being the, like digging, to build an underground New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C. hyperloop. New York to D.C. in 29 minutes. Just quickly, that's the name of the company or the type of company? Both. It's the name. They're probably both. So but it's the Boring Company. They, if you don't know, Elon Musk has a couple pet things apparently that really interest him. Uh, one of them is, of course, the electric cars. Another one is the solar roofs, and another one is digging holes. Also, space travel. Oh, space travel. Thank you. Can, but, can someone backfill for me? Like, it almost Hyperloop seems like the Elon the Musk guy. Like, I'm just not up to. You snuff. remember that thing? You know that thing at the bank that uh, you put your deposit in? It goes. Yeah. He wants to make one of those for people. Uh, you, you know, your car is going to park and, and, and you're going to have a super hyperloop thing under the ground. Elon Musk is... Uh, is that how it works? Your, it, your car goes in a container and it sucks you through? Is that actually right? I, I don't think there's going to be like a can like at the bank, but the, the, the transportation <laughs> mode is like a vacuum system. I thought it was like a train. Like, I thought it was a vacuum I, system too, but I, 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 think no, it, I don't think it's a vacuum... I thought it was just I, I think in a true. vacuum and I thought it was to reduce friction, right? I don't think it's, I don't think it's like vacuum powered like it's sucking. <laughs> It, 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 no, it's, Filthy, it's vacuum-powered. Because I know what it is. I know what it is. I, I said it wrong to begin with. Dyson I saw he had a th chief of So he does have a thing that involves cars going down into. I saw that, but that's not what the Hyperloop is. The Hyperloop does have like some sort of a train car thing, I think. And it, but but it's a it's a vacuum chamber that that it's inside of. I'm almost positive that it's just like the thing at the bank that you're uh, you're you're shooting this thing through a vacuum chamber. He really so, like. I don't know much about Elon Musk. But he strikes, I bet the Dyson guy is livid every day, just thinking like, that could have been me. You know, <laughs> like I could have been the guy. Do you want to pay $200 for a fan with no blades that sits in the corner of your room and looks odd? 
Of course you do, you fool. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid fool. Do you want to buy a $600 vacuum with a ball in it? Of course you do, you stupid twat. <laughs> Dude, that Dyson fan is so cool. Every time I see one at Best Buy, because that's the only place I see so them. Weak. Go to Best Buy and you're like, stick your hand through it, you know? You do the whole thing. You're like, ah, oh, magic. I was never buying. I was never reading buying. while Colin was talking, but apparently they take your car and put it on an electric skate and have it zip through the tunnel. I think that's. I think he's got two different things. He's he's got so many things, right? I think there is two. I'm looking at an article right now that suggests there's two. I'll link it. But, yeah. Uh, so there's the thing you described. You're talking about Woody is what I was initially talking about, but I th I don't think that's the hyperloop quite as much as it is like using his boring technology and underground like okay tunnels. I I think the hyperloop. Is is like a, a train thing with a with a vacuum that you're inside yeah. of, and, and it's sucking you along, or blowing you along. You know, it's a negative vacuum you're traveling in with high I don't pressure. Don't care on the if back. it sucks or blows, I'm down. Both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how, did, uh, how did Elon Musk get his position today? Like, I haven't followed him a super long it's, time, so I don't know when he like transitioned into being like the tech man for like the government and the people or whatever with these companies. Like, what? When did that happen? What was it? Like how long ago did he when become he did, this like, huge declare guy? himself Ben Franklin? It seemed like when the when the cars started doing well, that made him a lot of money, right? I thought I, I, I well, no, the, the I, I government gave him a large this. subsidy. But yeah, Chase is a big tech guy. I feel like he sold PayPal, became like a multi-billionaire, and then he started pursuing all these other things that were his passion. Does that sound right? I, I don't remember. I, I just like I followed the whole space thing, and every now and then when I see something about because they have a like small version of the Hyperloop in L.A. somewhere, and I I watch the videos of him doing that thing where you're like on board and that thing starts going faster and faster down that tunnel, and it's just so fast. It's like the Running Man. It's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, in the Running Man. It's like that kind of like sliding through a tunnel at hyperspeed kind of look. It looks it's I was, awesome. I was reading business advice from Elon Musk. And it was the most unusable bullshit I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> it pissed me off. He was like, "What was it?" Oh, stuff like think big. For example, um, I noticed batteries were really expensive, so I thought, "Oh, well, what are the raw materials to a battery? Maybe we can mine that cheaper." So I like started a mining operation and a this operation and a that. Harvested all the raw materials on my own and made cheaper batteries than anyone else did. Just do stuff like and all that. All I needed was four billion yeah, from the government. Like, like I, you sign up. I don't yeah. like the idea that people say, "Hey, I can't go anywhere because I don't have the capital investments." Right? That's like a really. Mm -hmm. I was looking at this thing it was super interesting in the way that middle class people like, "Oh, I have brilliant ideas. I just don't have the capital to to act on them." That's a bullshit loser way to think. But to act like the reason some regular person didn't invite cheaper light, invent cheaper lipo batteries is because he never considered mining you're all taking, the raw materials on his own. But you're taking him too literally, right? He's not suggesting that you solve cheaper batteries. Let's say you're a baker. You're, you bake cakes, but you just can't compete with the big boys down the street. Mm -hmm. It's your ingredients. You're buying all those ingredients and tubes and stuff. You've got to go back to the beginning. You've got to start with fresh organic ingredients. Maybe you should start growing some. Maybe, you should, maybe you've got a, a, a co-op farmer nearby. You can get Ooh. the wheat from him. Like you a can, farm you to could... table operate. Oh, I would love to open a farm to table. <laughs> Kyle, would, would I you didn't just, say that. Would you words just in my mouth. die if you could open a farm to table with fresh radishes for your. You know, <laughs> 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 they talk miles away about Taylor's patented radishes. <laughs> <laughs> if you had saw it, I think you'd agree with me that his stuff just yeah, it, it wasn't sorry. actable or actual. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going. To, it just sounds like he was trying to give you a new way of thinking about your problems rather than actual literal advice on how to like 
you couldn't apply that in real sounded life. Sounded like he was you know, out of touch starting out as a billionaire, as to right? What like a plumber goes through. I'm glad he's out of touch as fuck because it's yeah. the kind we of guy guys who, he's there. thinking yeah. big. You know, I don't want his mind thinking about batteries anymore. It, like, like at least not, well. like, like, like maybe a little, but, but not, not really. I want him to think about things like space travel and, 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 uh, and transportation. It sounds like this Hyperloop thing could be really, really cool. He, to I, me, when, is like the show. You were like savior. Like I, I, I sorry. I, I, I thought there was a break in there, but like Amer. I know there wasn't, but uh, <laughs> um, um, America. I feel like isn't doing outside of Elon Musk. What is America doing that's advancing, like our place in the nation? Right, him and his solar roofs and his space travel and the boring company and like this stuff is big, huge, awesome thinking. Take away Elon Musk, what are we leading? I don't know. I, I know he's very public with his stuff, though, right? So I mean, part of part of why we know all this stuff about him is because he makes it part of his business to go out and tell everyone. Yeah, Lockheed this Martin is the CEO of Lockheed Martin. Doesn't come out. Guess what, guys? Our planes are invisible again. Yep, yep, invisible plane. Don't look, Russians. Don't look. Don't look. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people making advance. Yeah. <laughs> look up, advantage. and we're going to have a 700 Although, invisible plane but, flyover. But, but, but I think I take your point as you mean it, Woody, to some degree, which is that I honestly think a lot of stuff he's doing is really cool, and it, and it is that type of thinking that you know you hear like space, you know you hear U.S. space program canceled, and you kind of get a little fucking depressed that you're like this is so short-sighted the thinking behind doing something like that. So it is nice to see that somewhere this is being picked up again on some level of the kind of, you know, the, the it's not quite blue sky stuff, not Trump blue sky science. Trump a bunch but, of money, right? Tr Trump gave them like a 2% bump or something like that. I know they came out recently and said they don't have the money to get to Mars, but like, it's not like Trump cut their money. No, I don't, I don't think it was even Trump, wasn't it before this? You know, it was quite a bit before this, wasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, like the point, like unfunding stuff like space travel is so fucking short-sighted in the long run. Like, there's just no way that that is, that is a good long-term strategy for anything. So it is nice to see people on the cutting edge of technology with the money and the willpower to get something done trying to do something. I don't know that he's the only one doing it, but he's certainly one of the most visible people doing this type of thing. In the 70s, that's really cool. America led computers, right? Like we had the miniaturization of it, getting PCs on everyone's desktop. That was our thing. That was an American thing that we led in, in and it, it's paid off for a long, long time. In the 90s and early 2000s, America led the internet. Like, we really did. Like, the, the Googles of the world, the YouTubes of the world. Like, you think about almost every major website on the planet, it's an American thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, what are we doing for this decade and the next decade? Like, where's America really taking charge of that? It needs to be renewable energy. It needs to be future and technologies and materials. It needs to be space for sure. It's got to be space mining is going to be so big whenever we make it. Whenever we make it so that it's one dollar cheaper to go get the shit than it than it's worth, you know what I mean? Like like if it costs a trillion dollars to go up there and lasso that asteroid, but that asteroid's worth one trillion and one dollar, then we've got it made. I, I feel like that's one of the most important technologies because you always I read think, about like this uh, rare earth metal or that rare earth metal. Oh yeah, China has all of that. More than that, like, dude, you know, it's water. You get water from uh, desalination right? technology is so important. I, 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 someone needs to work on that for sure. Is water that big a deal? There's something about water. It's I a guess huge deal understand. because we yeah. because it because it, it it's too expensive to desalinate water. We don't have a way of doing that mm -hmm. that's that, that's good enough to to work. Like we can't desalinate water enough to to keep people in drinking water. You know, California's you know it's got a massive coast, but they're they're all out of water because desalination is too expensive. That we still don't. That seems right? like we should have figured that out. Decades ago, like desalination and all that. Like, how? What we, is the? I, I what's guarantee the problem? we could. Just, it's too expensive. 
I guarantee what it is is there's no reason to do it. They're like, look at this big ocean of water we got underneath us here. They're like, there's plenty of fresh water around, and, and then it gets and just keep the same reason that you don't see environmental regulations come in until the last minute when there are spills and there is pollution. They're, they wait to the last minute to do these things. There's no there's no there's nothing pushing them to to perfect desalination technology. How do we know? And I know none of us probably know this, but like we're there's all the talk of like oh mining Mars or whatever for valuable metals and such like what is it there that we're looking for mainly are we still kind of poking around figuring I, it out or is I don't there something there's there's we know this like there's a deposit of shit, xyz here yeah so like so silicon i don't or something. yeah so i don't I, I don't know about mining mars but what they always talk about is mining asteroids because they're, they're just these giant rocks of met of metal and uh and and, and minerals up there that they can exist in crazy quantities like they don't here like gold's pretty rare here i think all the gold on earth uh, maybe came from meteor strikes. It's one of the one of the mineral. Uh, uh, there's a lot of rare earth metals that are here. That all of it that is here came from an asteroid out there. Hmm. So, so, so there are asteroids out there that are worth trillions and trillions of dollars that that are made of some rare earth metal, whether it's um, cesium or something or polonium or whatever the fuck the thing's made out of. But they're not just rock. They're they're often metal. I wonder what that would do to the economy if we brought back like. A, a 18 wheeler filled to the brim with just space gold. I you know, like, because suddenly it'd be like, oh, that gold bar you have that was supposed to be the, like, you know, nest egg if everything went tits up. Like, that doesn't, it's not worth half what it used to be because we I, have a lot of gold. There's probably there's not thing. that really much gold. Like, like, like there's a, not that Yeah, like, I'm making up this up, but it's something close to this, like a 2,000 square foot, like, normal house. All the gold ever discovered on the planet could fit in that. Like, it's really not that much gold. Yeah, so that's why I said just like an 18 about, amount. Seems like about that could having. Some... Sorry, I kind of want to say no, this. No, no, go ahead. So let me sorry break in on this. I mean, if you if you crack asteroid mining as something that we can do as a species, it opens it opens doors for future space exploration that you don't have otherwise. I mean, there's a huge cost associated with bringing material out out of the Earth's gravity well, right? From the from the planet, the surface of the planet to the to into space, and that's a huge cost associated with that. If material, if you can bring materials from outer space into outer space, like in the central, from asteroid belt to Earth, and or wherever it is you're gonna do this with, and assemble materials there, like to do future exploration or future, for example, colonization of Mars, you crack one of the big economic problems with that, right? So that's a pretty fucking cool idea too. What if that, the other way to crack it was to make it less expensive, right? If you have like a space, you bring it up, yeah, like, a space, like elevator. space elevator, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the space elevator idea is cool. We just don't have any materials that can do it. But we don't I think have anything we do, that can. right? Isn't it kind of the idea that some of the the oh. what is it the nano graphene? Yeah, no, graphene. The, what the fuck is it? The something twos. What the fuck are they called? I, I think it's I think it's graphene. Maybe it, it's uh, a it, it's a it's made from carbon. Uh, it's these like uh, carbon nanotubes. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, that's. I think that's graphene. Uh, but there's a couple of like futuristic materials, and I and I may have it confused with the other one. Yeah, the space elevator idea is cool, but it seems like the the, the quickest thing yeah. to do, and 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 probably easier. You got to make a moon base, right? I know that sounds fantastic, uh, and not in the way of like, oh yeah, that's mm. fantastic. It, it sounds fantastic. It's like, oh, that's some Jules Verne shit. But like, a moon base is what we need because you can mine the. Uh, they, I think they can make fuel on the moon, right? Like, I, I keep I keep hearing that that they can take some components from the moon and make hydrogen or something like that, make hydrogen fuel. So. Our space Seems like they got to make also, a moon base. Is also disappointing to me. Like, uh, it, it, the, it's all fragile and it's seemingly not durable. Like, it, it, when I look at space things, I think of lots of lightweight plastics and fabrics and 
you know, you're not building hardy shit and bringing it up to space. And then to fill these points, because it's expensive to get it off of Earth. But I think that when I hear I think Moon Base, did... like, like, okay, this is dumb, but like the Martian, right? That thing he built with the plastic and the tape and the uh, where he farmed his potatoes, that yeah. to me is what space stuff is like. It's all super lightweight, like tents and stuff. We don't do yeah. much durable outer space. Even the International Space Station, like when you look at it, it feels like if you really focused, you could drive a fist or a hammer through that outside wall. Yeah, it's like three millimeters of aluminum or something like that. I guess that, that's obviously because of what, what Filthy said, you know, how expensive it is to get one pound from, from, from Earth into orbit or whatever. There's a dollar amount attached to that. Isn't there's stuff with that too. Like, I mean, I'm thinking like... Well, it doesn't matter is the other yeah, point. It, exactly. It's like, it's like what do you, if you made that fucking thing 10 millimeters thick, if you made it as thick as a tank, like you, if, you made, if, you gave it, if, you, if you've got an Abrams tank up there, it still ain't going to matter if an asteroid this, the size of my hand hits it. It's not even it's that. Going, it's like an asteroid like the size of like, of like a, it's like an inch long thing will like punch through. I mean, you see Because it's going 20,000 like, miles yeah. per second at mm -hmm. minimum. At minimum. It's going 20,000 miles per second, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's outrageous. Or, or at, per hour, I, should, I think. Yeah, per hour. Yeah. When yeah, you said 20,000 miles per, per second, hour, you like, hour. I, I was like, I, I can't even imagine that speed. Uh, <laughs> it's the speed of light. I'm, I'm, I'm light boggled, is Kyle. I'm just boggled by that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I believed you immediately. Really? I was <laughs> like, that sounds too fast, <laughs> but yeah, I have, yeah. I'm not in position yeah, to correct it. Yeah, because that's like one-ninth the speed <laughs> yeah. of light. Because don't the speed know of light is to a, dispute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you burn trash. One-ninth miles per second. In the universe, one-ninth the speed of light isn't too ridiculously fast. Like, if you think of the distances that are traveling that, like, if we are ever going to if we're oh, ever yeah, going that's to not fast elsewhere, one ninth the speed of the light is not anywhere near fast enough. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like if we did get to twenty thousand miles per second, god damn, our ship's slow. It's still gonna take forty years to get anywhere significant. That is, I don't even know. I don't. I've yeah, never done like to... a light speed in miles per second. Uh, sure. Light speed is like... one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second. Is that really? That is. I promise you, that's what it is. You can Google. I don't care. I, that I sounds you. right. <laughs> I no, now that you mention it, I recall. <laughs> yeah. no, no, you know what? The 186 thing lights up is familiar. The second half of it, I'll just take him on his word. <laughs> but I think it's 186 something. So yeah, yeah it sounds like he really knows. Frustrating. I, you know, it, it's it's pretty cliche for humanity, I think, to say, "Man, if I'd been born 50 years later, there was some cool stuff coming." I can see it right now. And but but I think that that is getting more and more true by the second because sure, i think progress isn't linear progress is exponential i don't i think that the human beings 100 years from now are going to be a whole different kind of thing i, I think there's going to be a lot of genetic eyelid surgery is going to be amazing forget eyelid surgery they're going to be bigger stronger <laughs> faster they're you, you not just have know like like three thousand years ago there was some guy in a tribe in africa like had i just been born 20 years later i would be on easy street believe you me <laughs> Like, like <laughs> no, you know, not having really the point that you do because twenty years from now, Taylor, like, like uh, someone like us could go get some uh, some genetic treatments or something and like make us into a whole new person, you know. And our children. No, no, can't... I'm just saying that they would have thought that, like back then, like it, oh, yeah. all of. I was like bolstering your point that it is kind of cliche because someone, yes. some like regal lord in 1600 was like, had I been born 60 years later. I could live an eternal life. Look at all the humans they're discovering in the youth. A brilliant man has just discovered phrenology. He says that I'm born to be king. You know, like, it's like that kind of shit. Like, I don't know. It is interesting, but it really, like, filthy. I like the way you put that. It's exponential. And so, like, now you don't even have to go 50 years. You could just go, like, 10 years and be like, imagine if your life, if you were born today, 
any of us were born today, our, our life would be wildly different. We might live to be 120 or something. Like, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely believe that. I, uh, when I keep hearing about, like, the Chinese doing, like, genetic uh, testing and manipulation underground and, like, creating some superhumans. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the Chinese be making Supermen right now? Why is that so fantastic to believe that they're and making... And also, how is that not the inevitable outcome of being able to alter the genome anyways? When I was yeah. a kid, yeah. that's what they said about the Russians. They said yeah, that but the Russians were... were making super soldiers back in the 80s and 90s and that they were massive. And all they made strong. were super swimmers. They fucked up somewhere. <laughs> they couldn't even win the 80 Olympics. Yeah, maybe that's why they boycotted the 84, what you were talking about. I, I, that's a, you know, there's a difference between red fear and like, you know, there, there, there's a lot of evidence that they, that they have been like researching. I can't think of the name of the technology. Is CRISPR? CRISPR something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's 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 terrifying. Like whenever it's you see the whisper, I feel oh. like Michael Scott on that episode when he he read like the Newsweek about China. Sometimes, like if you do any research about like China in a specific field, I watched this thing about solar energy months ago, and they were showing this fucking Chinese solar energy plant, and it was just as far as the eye could see. And this guy in Chinese is explaining to you they're in this huge warehouse full of batteries, and he's like, oh yeah, so there's there's eight batteries in this box, and there are 20 boxes in this shelf, and there are 1,000 shelves in this row, and there are 40 rows in this building, and there are 50 of these buildings, and that's just the lead acid part of this operation. We also have the, and then he goes to the different kinds of batteries they're using because they have this system, they, they show the power usage in a bell curve, and they're like, oh yeah, we use regular, they have a computer algorithm that's keeping it balanced. They're like, oh yeah, more from this end, less from that end, like keeping this, uh, keep using battery power during the night to keep that bell curve good and solid and keep everybody charged up with electricity. It was fascinating to see the amount of money that had been pumped into this thing. And I just know that we're not doing the same thing. We got like one citizen mm -hmm. over here. We got a guy named Elon Musk who sold a, a website called PayPal and he's financing our solar energy. Meanwhile, out in some Chinese desert that I didn't even know they had, they've got this like facility yeah. that looks like something out of Fallout I'm, with reflecting mirrors. I'm with and you. It does, it does strike you as you, you have to progress or you're going to just totally left behind in get this left shit. Like, this stuff, and, and so quickly, right? And, and here's the thing about getting left behind. We're like, ah, what if we do fall to second place? What if we fall to fucking 14th place? There's a lot of people out that, like right now, we might be in like first or second place or whatever. Look at what we do to the people Solar who are in like 48th. So. And I, I'm, I'm talking about like tech. I'm on the tech tree now. This is Civ Talk. <laughs> we're, we're in like first or second place in tech. Look at what we're doing to the people who are in 48th and 49th place, right? Like the who robot wars are coming, people. You don't think they are? You're crazy. The robot wars are coming. You saw that robot on the internet that runs and that fucking It sounds like jumps. a joke, but I think you're right. I'm 100% right. And the thing is, at first, we'll have the robots. Maybe the Soviets got some bootleg robots. They're always like tweaking out. <laughs> killing them, killing There's people in there. Ukrainians. They don't admit it. They're just spinning and <laughs> Everybody's on the ground. Like, it'll run out soon. They look like <laughs> Daleks. <laughs> we'll have fucking robocops. The Chinese will have something where the Chinese will be like, uh, the Americans made a full robot but the problem is you've got to put the killer instinct of a man they'll make a real robocop where they take chinese soldiers and put their brains in hmm. inside the uh, the hardware and they'll create an actual robocop that shit's coming and the best part about it is i heard someone else talk about this for a while it'll be just like today the way that we dr use drones to kill people who are out there just walking around with ak-47s we're going to be using robots to kill those people eventually. Those people will have to fight robots. They will be out there, whoever our enemies are in, in 20 years. They're going to be in their jungle, in their desert, in their house, whatever it is. And they're going to be like, the, the, the robots came. 
the American robots came. They show no mercy. They show no mercy. They, they ripped Abdul in half. No, 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 in half. Like, like it's going to be terrifying. Like, like, that shit's coming. They're going to have to, like, reevaluate, be like, frankly, this global caliphate, if it hadn't happened by now, it's not going to happen, guys. <laughs> there are far too many robots. We don't have a single robot. You know, we, <laughs> we just <laughs> have a lot of impressionable children, but it's not going to get it done, you know? <laughs> Weaponizing Roombas trying to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With just a knife on the front. <laughs> Ahmed, your cave is incredibly clean, but this is not useful for us. You know? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, that will be a disheartening day. It'll honestly be like when you think back to like World War One, when they're like, do you know that the Polish met the Germans on horseback and the Germans had like the first kind of run of tanks? It would it'll be like that level of tech difference where it's like, did you know in the 2040 Middle East continuation saga war uh, that is still going to be going, you know, that, that the Afghanis came out against robots with AKs like it's going to be that level. The winged hussar were so badass. I did a little research on them because I played so much goddamn Civ, and that's like they? Poland's unit. Uh, it's it's dudes on horseback, and they're just on the cusp. Like firearm tech has come, muskets have come, but they're still on the horses. So they just throw a little armor on, and 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 and, and they'll have guns or they'll have pikes. And it's this weird mix of old school and new school, and hard ass. Like, like, like the guys who were in this were like special forces, like they're bearded and big fuckers, like crazy mustaches and stuff. It's really fun to read about. Huh. But I, I cared because it's a, it's a unit in Civilization Five, like a, like a pretty powerful. <sighs> All right. Uh, so that's Elon Musk and his boring machine. Uh, turned out to be more interesting than the name would imply. It is. It is pretty interesting. Have you ever watched YouTube videos of like boring machines? His is. Like, he goes and he rips on those machines. He's like, here's their problem. One, apparently their tunnels are too big. You know, they make these big two-way tunnels and this and that. He's like, they don't need to be that big. We can do smaller, layered, whatever. Because another thing is, they're inactive 50% of the time. First they dig, and then it takes a whole lot of time for them to, like, move forward, get rid of all the dirt they just put in. Elon Musk's boring machine apparently just 100% of the time is moving forward. It's, it's like pulling the waste product through it, I would imagine. I don't know. But, like, based on what you just said, it seems like the old the ones come earthworm. up and, like, it's, yeah, it, like, like from Lord of the Rings or from that travesty, The Hobbit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> God, that was awful. You know, because I've seen those in like coal mines and stuff. That mm-hmm. thing that comes up with that big face and with all those teeth, and each mm-hmm. tooth is like as big as a, a hand like that, just like all facing one direction and turning, and it just makes a pile of rubble, and they go and scoop it all up, which makes sense, I guess, with coal mining. But he's doing something totally different. So I learned about the. I was going to call it the new Game of Thrones. That's not accurate, but. The people who made Game of Thrones, uh, Chris Nolan and Ted Sanderos, um, got a new project, dude. They have a new project, and it's going to be, it's going to take place in the Civil War time, and it's going, uh, well, then, modern day times. Uh, It's called the Confederacy. It It takes place in modern day times. Yeah. I thought it was called the Confederacy, but it takes place in modern day times. And it shows what happens if the South had won, completed their secession. Uh, slavery has continued, and it follows characters that are everything from slave catchers to like the owners of a, 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 a slave-holding conglomerate. Um, and, and you get to see it from all points of view. They added two black uh, show producers to the two white guys from Game of Thrones, just so you know. So the article I read, it's on Vanity Fair. <laughs> 
it like 70% of it is devoted to how these are the wrong people to tell the story because they're white. And and like it, it, it wait, the fictional story? Wait, but it's not a real story. It's <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they're totally like the the header is like game of moans. Um and and they're like, yeah, these guys, there is a less than enthusiastic reaction. Are these the right people to tell that story? Uh they're calling it stupid as hell and a bunch of Y'all are good with magic, but when it comes to black people, I don't trust you. Um, nice. Yeah. It was all fine and good with Man in the High Tower when the fucking Nazis won, and we got to show a revisionist history of Nazi-run America, but all of a sudden, when the stars and bars make a reappearance, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 the, the heavens are raining down. Like, I don't know why people can't have fun with this. It's, it's going to be silly. I'm sorry. It, it, it pisses me off, actually. Like, I'm, I'm kind of upset that they say... You can't do this. You're white. We'll be like, fuck off. You know, like it, you, you can't tell someone. We're they... the ones who had the slaves. No, you. How can't. dare you tell our slaveholding story? <laughs> you know nothing about holding slaves. <laughs> that's funny. See, Kyle, that's the wrong angle to take. <laughs> I know that's why I took it. I, I know. I think I might upset these uh, bloggers. Well, yeah. That was really good though. But, but no, I just feel like like if you told me that I couldn't do something because I was black or I couldn't do something that was Asian, then. Yeah, I would be justifiably pissed off. And if you tell me I can't do something because I'm white, fuck you. I, 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 and, and I mean that truly from the I, bottom of my heart. Like, d- don't disqualify anyone based I on their skin color. Nelson Mandela yeah, agreed. production gave me so much shit. <laughs> uh, so, but I anyway, like, I, honest, I wonder. I, oh, go ahead. I think, uh, like, I, I totally see where you're coming from, and I, I agree with what you're saying, like telling anybody, hey, you can't tell this made up story because you're not the right race is like, what the fuck is wrong? No, it's not real. It's made up. And even if it was real, telling someone you can't tell this story, it's like, well, can you can we not write stories about World War One? Because we're all they're all dead. Is that disrespectful to their memory somehow or something like but all the bigger thing is like I I'm not that intrigued by the premise of the what? show. I, I thought that Man in the High Castle was gonna because like I'm way more intrigued by the revision of like what if we'd lost World War, uh, World War Two because that seems like that really could have happened like like there was a good book and a shitty shitty show I thought yeah like I I didn't read the book but I tried watching the show and I can't get into it and so this one maybe I'll give it a shot hopefully it'll be better but these like alternate history shows have been way bigger misses than I, I thought I'm definitely on board because of the Game of Thrones thing if I had just heard. If, 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 if it weren't the Game of Thrones and it, people and it weren't HBO, because we know HBO, right? Like, they pulled That's from a pretty, a pretty good stable of cast members. Like, like you see, a, if you watch every... I, I think I have at this point. I watched Six Feet Under recently and got, got all five seasons of that under my belt. So I think I've seen every single HBO series there ever was, Young Pope? including all of Sex and City. What's that? Young Pope. Young Pope. Now I hadn't started that yet. But that's new. That's that's. That, I don't even know if that's all out, out yet. But 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 I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna check that. it out. Um. So I've seen them all, and I see a lot of familiar faces. Like it seems like when they find a good actor, they'll bring him back. The guy who plays Omar in The Wire. He's a black man with a scar across his face. You see him in like everything HBO does, and rightfully so, because he's an amazing character actor. I believe he's the man he's playing. You go to. You see him as Omar Little. This gun-slinging badass motherfucker in Baltimore, and you believe it. Then all of a sudden, you see him as like the fanciest black man in Atlantic City 
running his own gang empire and boardwalk empire. And you're like, yeah, I believe that too. There's a great scene for Chalky White's locked up in jail and this newcomer is, is locked up with him and he doesn't realize who's, who he's in the jail cell with. It. And he's giving Chalky White shit the whole time, trying to instigate a fight with the man. And Chalky just takes it, just constantly takes it. And there's big guys in this in this jail cell with him and you don't know what's going to happen like maybe this newcomer is going to like get these other guys with him they're going to do something bad to chalky and finally chalky has like had all he can take and he looks at one big guy and he goes he hasn't said a word to anyone yet this newcomer's knocked chalky's book out of his hand he's like davis how's your mama doing and the biggest black guy in the corner goes she's doing real good mr chalky thank you for sending that money for the medicine and he looks over at the other guy and he goes robert How's your folks doing? Real good, Mr. Chalky. Thank you for that turkey last Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, right, right at that moment, everybody jumps on the guy and starts kicking the dog shit out of the newcomer and just stomping his face. And then the next time you see him, he's missing some goddamn teeth, and he never gets them back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that continuity cool. that he never got his teeth back. Never got them. He had gold <laughs> tooth. Yeah, gold tooth from then on, like you knew. Like, and, 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 and like he took that beating and like became Chalky's subordinate. He was like, yeah, you don't fuck with Chalky. He, he got the message. I love Boardwalk yeah. Empire. I didn't know that that was the same actor. I'll, I like him. I've only yeah, seen man. him as Chalky White because I haven't seen The Wire. That but... scar on his face, he get, it's so much character. Like, I feel like in life, you'd hate to have a big scar on your face, right? Like, like, like Jose Aldo, he's got this big, I, I guess it's a scar, but it looks a bit like a birthmark. And it goes from like the corner of his mouth back almost to one of his ears in a straight line. It's like, man, that's unattractive. But you are a fighter. It's a bit intimidating. It works, I guess. Is he then, a burn victim? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I said, like, because it looks pink underneath it, like a burn, or, or maybe, like, I don't know what happened. It looks like there was a, a skin graft or something. I, yeah. I, I, the truth is, I think I know his story, but I might have it mixed up with um, the hounds. <laughs> so I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Jose Aldo and his brother. Yeah, I... Known as the Mountain. Yes, he were. <laughs> he, uh, this is pretty close. Uh, he was accidentally dropped onto a barbecue by his sister. God. Oh, I often hold children above barbecues and then go, "Oh, oh what have oh. I done?" <laughs> accidentally dropped onto again. a barbecue and then left there to saute. You know? <laughs> was it? Was it the hound story that his brother held him on a stove? Hound's, no, uh, it the story. Hound's, hound story fire. was that he didn't. Uh, Gregor didn't like that his toy was not being played with by him, and so he held the hound's face just right on the fire, and he just held it there like a maniac. Yeah, I'm glad to see him. Let's not talk about Game of Thrones yet. Yeah, we're going to push Game of Thrones to the end because we're very Game of Thrones heavy on PKN. There will be lots of Game of Thrones talk. I'm very passionate about it. I've seen the episode twice. I I loved it, but we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the show. I'm back on uh, Sopranos. I've been watching that again. I just finished season two, and so... (sighs) I shouldn't have taken a break. Oh, there's some shit coming if you just finished season two, buddy. Did um did Tony at the end of season two? Is that the one where Tony has terrible food poisoning and yes. it comes to the realization and Man, then you go you out know and just this show? God, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You. Like so, I remember the plot lines, but I can't be like, oh yeah, season two, episode eight. Oh, <laughs> something cool is happening. But Kyle yeah. can do that. So I'm yeah. in a good place right now. It's about to. Oh yeah, man. Like like this is a turning point. Like Tony's more like a real human being than a movie character in the, or a TV show character in that, like, what just happened there at the end of season two, that affects him from now on. Remind like, me? Like, he... I'll let Taylor say it so that I don't make sure I'm not spoiling. What did what happens at the end of season two? Oh, he has horrible food poisoning and uh, oh, Richie... 
Richie gets murdered, and then uh, Pussy gets killed. For there you uh, go. Yeah, he he finds yeah, out that yeah. so Pussy has been talking to the uh, the FBI. Tony Tony gets the food poisoning, and and he has these crazy dreams from the food poisoning, in which he he sees and he he, he his his subconscious speaks to him and tells him. Pussy's the rat, man. You've known Pussy's the rat the whole time. You're letting your friendship and your love for this man blind you to the fact that Pussy is the rat. He wakes up, and even though he's still shitting himself, basically, he's he calls up his crew. He's like, let's go get Pussy. And he goes over there, and sure enough, while he's shitting in Pussy's bathroom, he opens up a little cigar box. There's his fucking tape recorder and shit. So, like, they go back out to the living room, like, Pussy, we got to go right now. We're going to look at a boat. Tony's going to buy a boat. And, 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 like, they don't give him time to get his recorder and shit. They just take him. And they get out on the boat, and like, there's a moment where Pussy's still like, "Eh, hey, pretty nice boat, huh?" And then he looks at the other three guys, and they're all just kind of staring at him, like, jigs up, and and that's yep. it. He kills his best friend. They all shoot him dead. They dump him over the bo- over the side, wrapped in chains and in a body bag. And he asked that not to be shot Tony. in the face, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not 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 in the face. Yeah, he's like he wanted an open <laughs> casket. And he's like, "Can I can I just have a minute here? I just need a minute." Bang, 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 bang. And then they just open up on him. Yeah, he get, he gets that tequila shot down. Oh, the last thing they ask him, he's like, uh, he's telling him about the hot chick that was down uh, that that he was messing with when, that was rubbing his back when he was doing his physical therapy and on the lamb or whatever. He's like, "Oh, she had an ass like a dime. He could bounce off of it." And they're like, "Was she even real, puss?" And he has that moment where he's. They all realize like, nah. She wasn't real. He wasn't real. He's still just in his fantasy world, trying to live in that fantasy for one more second, and then they gun him down. Great scene. Oh. Yeah, it was. It's. It is a really good scene. It's. I liked the part in the show where, it, and I know it's not like a super old show, but it did seem like it was a bit ahead of its time with like the mental illness thing. Where at one point during, uh, I guess it was after Tony collapses from the the food po- or it was before he collapsed from the food poisoning. He collapses and has to go to the hospital for being like dizzy, and. The doctor's like, oh, it's nothing physical, you know, so that's good news. And he's like, I wish it was something physical. Then I could have it pulled the fuck out of me. You know, it's you telling me this isn't physical isn't helpful to me. Like, I got to go find some other solution now. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, that's an angle that you probably didn't get a lot in shows more in the, you know, 90s. That's why I relate to Tony so much is I have panic attacks. I I, I have those. And and you can't control it. And, And sometimes it's stuff that you, it's not the stuff that you would think you'd be the most afraid of. It's not necessarily fear. It's just like, oh, there's too much going on and my brain, my body's gonna shut down now and I can't stop it. But you feel yourself slipping into it. And like I, he acts, like, like watching him act and have a panic attack, it's like, that is exactly what it's like. Like, like sometimes he has a little one that he doesn't pass out from and he's like, and you see him blinking. He's blinking because everything's going gray. He can't fucking see. There's not enough blood going to his goddamn eyeballs to, to keep him working anymore. And he's he's grabbing stuff because he can't stand anymore. He's getting lightheaded. He, he can't keep his balance or operate his motor skills as well anymore. But sometimes he'll, yeah, I'm fine. It was uh, it was just a little indigestion. Because you have this moment of like shame right after it's where you're a little embarrassed of yourself. It's like falling in a, and slipping in shit, right? You're like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm not uncoordinated. Don't think that of me. You know, but it's but it's it's not that it's not in coordination. It's this thing you can't control. It's it's fucking awful. So yeah, I always love that part of the show too. Yeah, I really like it. How how often do you get those? Or was that more when you were younger? No, I still get them. Um, it may be once twice a year. This, like, is it, have you noticed like might set one off? Huh? Is it like a stress situation? Yeah, yeah. Is it, super and, is it an overwhelming like? Like a whole or like a momentary stress, like like I don't know. Uh, it's impen- a momentary thing. It's it's triggered. Um, to, mm-hmm. to 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 use their 
fucking awful word, but it, but it is. It's a thing that happens right here and now. It's not something that will build up and up and up and then, oh, no. It's like maybe we were already at a heightened state, but a thing happens. I, I hear a thing. Someone tells me a thing. I get a bit of news, whatever it is, and it's just like, oh, this is overload. This is emotional overload for your system. System reboot, engage. And, like, sometimes I can come out of the system reboot. I can sit down and... <sighs> like control my breathing and like really think positively and I can pull myself out of it. But there's been several times where I completely collapse, hit the ground and wake up on the floor. Uh, I hurt, I banged my elbow and head real bad one time on, on uh, concrete. And I woke I don't know up if you and can do this without being too personal, Kyle, but uh, is there something, can you share like a time, like an event that triggered it? When I was in court, when I was in court and the, uh, I, I got, I went to court for, I had a, I had a concealed carry permit. I was wearing my gun a hundred thousand percent lawfully, legally, and the cops didn't know the law. They, they locked me up, got right back out and the court date comes and I go in there super confident knowing that I'm all good. There's going to be, oh, I think the judge is going to say, but they have a permit. What were you doing, John? You locked them up. They're 22. Like, like I thought that's what's coming, but no the judge doesn't know the law. He's like you're in jail. $50,000 fine, and I have to start defending myself in court. Um, and I didn't know I had to. I didn't bring a lawyer. I didn't think, I thought this was like, it was clear to me that this is like, it would be like if they accused you of speeding and you weren't in a car. You'd be like, well, I was just running down the sidewalk, Your Honor. And he'd be like, the man was on the sidewalk, Johnson. What happened to you? What are you thinking? Yeah. He was just running fast. I thought that's what was coming. And he's like, nah, you're in jail, $50,000 fine. And I have to go into like pretend Matlock mode because my cousin is driven into a he made fun of me a little bit for passing out but i was like you went so fucking quiet like you were gonna sit there and take a year you dummy you fucking your mouth like got sewn shut in that moment cat ate your tongue so like i start pulling out printouts out of my pockets from the georgia attorney general i start talking about other cases where precedents had been set i start i i, I have these quotes from lawyers and i'm like and it's enough in the end so that he's like well i guess i'll look at this a little further and get back to you but Right before that happened, I passed out, and uh, a deputy grabs one side of my belt. My cousin grabs the other side of my belt and a shoulder, and they, like, marionette me out of the courtroom. But I was unconscious. I woke up out of the courtroom wondering if I'd won, or at least won enough that, like, jail didn't follow this. You know, mm. are they going to, like, all right. Mm. <laughs> like, is that what's coming? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. But, like, uh, I remember, like, as I was slowly fading into unconsciousness, begging for a drink of water. I wanted cold water, and I was going to, like... Pretend drink it and then like rub some across my face. I just I knew that would get me go, like keep me awake. But they're like, nah, we don't have anything to drink. Nothing. As soon as they got me back there to that room, they had a Coca Cola on ice and like, <laughs> peanut butter crackers coming out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, of course, as I said, I was we were 100% in the right. And maybe a couple weeks later, that's what happened. I went back up there. They gave us our handguns back, and that was that. But yeah, so that was an that apology was from that had. judge or anything like that. No. No, nothing yeah, like that. Oh, if that happened today, we'd sue those cocksuckers and we don't have that county. <laughs> you had situations as FPS Russia where there would be like 100 people around, everyone looking toward you, right? That is the kind of thing that I find stressful. Oh, my when best day ever. the center ever. Oh, of that kind of The thing that I want so much, I want you all to look at me while I uh -huh. win. I want everybody to see it when I do this thing that none of you can do. That's how I feel when I'm doing that. Okay. It's like none of you have the balls to do what I'm about to do, and you couldn't if you, even if you did. And now watch. Like, I got a crowd coming to see what I could do. I love that shit. We were in the desert one time, and these people who just heard what we were going to do showed up. And they're all way too fucking close, but it ain't my land, and I'm not responsible for any of this. And I gave them the... I'm like, this is your last warning! We're going live! That shit's going to blow, and you're not safe! And they're like, did it! 
All right, I'm not even actually pulling the trigger here. Do it. <laughs> and and they like they they shot fifty pounds of explosives in a little structure, and I'm in a tank. I don't care. But there's two by fours ripping around and shit. No, I love that shit. That that kind of pressure makes me perform. I, I need mm-hmm. that. I love that. But the kind of like that you can't that you can't like work your way out of. Like that's the kind that. When there's a judge there, like I, I can't beat him up or anything. Like it's it's his way or the highway. Like I have to convince him, and that's a much more it's daunting, difficult fighting yeah. position. You know, you're, is you're, that, have you you're ever had it triggered over something small, like smaller than that, or is it always like no, it's like major a bigger, shit. like major it, shit. Um, um, uh, I stood up to that bully one time in high school, pushed him. He was a big dude. He, I, I knew he could beat me up, but I was like, maybe that could, maybe he'll just stop because he sees that I'm not, I'm gonna be a fight. And he, I doubt he wants to fight. And I was like, I shoved him back, like, fuck you, Andrew. And I was so scared and went into a panic attack. And it, 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 it did what I wanted it to do. Like, we, he didn't beat me up and I didn't have to fight him, but I immediately, like, you know, that, that ended and went away. Like, he left and I left and I'm like, I had to shit so bad. I was in that like that like I heard Joe Rogan talk about watching two bears fight and one of them just start shitting, just <laughs> shitting as gu- that happened. It was like this evolutionary response where my body was like, everything must go. You're about to fight to the death. And I'm like, and I like I didn't even ask for permission. I just walked out of we were in like a metals shop type class, so nobody would miss me anyway. And I just remember going to the bathroom and just I didn't have diarrhea before I I stood up to the bully, but. Five minutes after, it was this liquid diarrhea, <laughs> like flowing out of my ass. That like the, the little turds go. Those were far and few in between. It was mostly liquid, and uh, and, and I just remember thinking like, "You're such a pussy that you shit, that you want to shit yourself." But in reality, like that's just how we're fucking programmed for whatever stupid fucking reason. And I have no control over that. It's it's frustrating not to have control of your body. That's the worst part of it is that you don't have control in that moment to make yourself do what you want to do. Yeah, to be yeah. cognitively aware of what what's likely to happen and be unable to prevent that outcome. Yeah, and, and even to be somewhat aware of the brain chemistry behind it, you know? It, it's, it's like you've got this machine, you know what's going to happen. You're like, God, don't. Don't. It's cool. Don't listen to the... No, we're not on the savannah. You're cool. You, it's not a bear or a lion. Just just, just don't... Oh, you, you, you shut down. You shut down again. Yeah, <laughs> it's because like we're still operating on... Like all of our, all the stuff we evolved, you know, like we, when we see a snake, there's a reason you're still in this day and age, like, oh shit, because you've been trained for thousands of years that those things are bad news. You know, it doesn't matter that you see it and you know, like, oh, well, I can just walk straight to my car and drive away and it'll never, you same know, way we don't like it. it's the same reason we don't like when we see a deformed person. Yeah, you have like a disgust reaction of like, oh, not clean, impure, not healthy, you know, alarms going off. Yeah, bad genetics or, or whatever the, the case may be. Yeah, it's the cruelty of, of I guess, evolution, maybe. Like, well, a, not, no, like, or we'd uh, all be a bunch of hunchbacks and clubfoots or something. Let me tell you about Nature Box. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're talking about that nature. Transition. Let's talk about Nature's Box. What do you do when you want a snack, but all you can find is junk food? Rely on your self-control to resist the temptation? Please, you eat that junk food. Start snacking healthy with Nature Box. Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. Created with high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, so you can you can feel great about snacking. Some of our personal favorites here are the peanut butter nom-noms, chocolate hazelnut granola, praline pumpkin seeds. I love the coconut cashews, and I'm not even a big coconut fan. They're just delicious. Nature Box recently made their service even better. 
Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel any time. It's simple. Go to naturebox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over 100 snacks to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. With NatureBox, you'll never get bored. There are new snacks each and every month inspired by real customer feedback. And if you try a snack that you don't like, NatureBox will replace it for free. And right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering Painkiller Already fans 50% off your first order. When you go to naturebox.com slash PKA, that's naturebox.com slash PKA for 50% off your first order. Naturebox.com slash PKA. Check them out. Don't you want snacks shipped to your house all the time? Be awesome. Yes. Make it so. Going out to get snacks is the way of the past. Get to the future. <laughs> Have them delivered to you. Absolutely. Seems like a good uh, 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 weight loss check-in time, I guess, or workout Ooh. or whatever we are. I, I weighed 168.6 this morning, uh, uh, ever closer to my featherweight fighting. fighting. <laughs> 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 You're trying, I'm trying to get down to 148, you know? <laughs> I figure I'm a featherweight, so we're, we're heading in there. Um, so, so, yeah, continue to lose weight. I feel pretty good. I, I, I have, I, I'm still... I did the kettlebells about two days a week, I would say. I do like the kettlebells. They always make me sore. Uh, I jog about three days a week. This is, this is over like the last 10 days. This is what's been going on because I've definitely curtailed things back a good bit. And uh, I make sure I crank out 20 push-ups a day or something like that because they make me feel good. Like I, I feel like just the, the, the act of doing that under load, if that makes sense, like, 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 like the, the push-up exercise, feels like it's stretching my pecs out and my arms and keeping me from getting, like I don't know, tight. It's it's almost like a stretch as much as an exercise. I, I, I get enjoy the that satisfying exercise. soreness from push-ups, mm-hmm. and uh, also I don't find a lot of kettlebell exercises that work my chest, which is why push-ups are important to me. Get lie on your back. I don't have double yeah, kettlebells. Do the, the flies. I just have one. It makes it tougher. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next because I'm excited. I hit 200 today. Uh, so uh, that means I lost two pounds this week. I usually lose one or two, uh, sometimes zero, sometimes three, but usually one or two. And I was happy I lost two this week. Pretty psyched. And uh, I don't know, just a milestone. That means I've lost a total of 20 pounds. And uh, this was... <laughs> so early on in the process, the subreddit was not kind. Uh, as a matter of fact, what they said is, does anyone else think Taylor's the only person doing anything? And uh, <laughs> it hurt my feelings because at the time I was starving. Like I had a, I had a diet problem. That's why I was too fat. And uh, I was kind of coming out of it. Like, like I don't want to act like I have withdrawals or shakes or anything. But I was craving. I had that. I was craving bad foods that I had gotten fat on. And uh, I'm reading how I'm doing nothing as I'm like not eating when I want to be. And it was like, oh, like double blow. And uh, then the YouTube comments started changing. The YouTube comments were kind of like, Woody, I can really see the weight loss. Because I, I guess I wore this helmet cam for a while, and then I turned it around, and they were like, whoa. Like, suddenly, Woody's 15 pounds lighter, and I'm now 20 pounds lighter. And I got a lot of positive comments, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Can you believe that YouTube is nicer than the subreddit? And then that changed. Now the subreddit is, like, having kind things to say about me. Like, that. Lot, super kind. Like, like so one guy was like, even his skin looks younger. Like, oh, <laughs> that's probably lighting. <laughs> yeah, that's probably lighting. But uh, um, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. Like, there's a non-scale victory. People are, are are seeing the change in me, and that's pretty cool. Like, I see 
the smallest changes. When I lost four pounds, I was like, yeah, that looks better than it did before. Uh, when I go from 204 to 200, I'm like, ah, yeah, there was a band of fat around your midsection that has reduced a touch. Probably too subtle for anyone else. But when other people are seeing uh, what I'll describe as an undeniable change, as I went from 220 to 200, that's... Um, that's a really big motivational boost for me. And it's not Wait, long before my weight starts with one. April 15th is my start date. So okay. I lost 20 pounds since April 15th. It's not the fastest weight loss in the world, but... Um, no, but I think it's it, been since last week, last I was on. Like, I don't watch... Be. I don't, like, watch physically. When I, any PK uh -huh. that I do watch, I listen to, I don't watch. So I hadn't mm -hmm. seen you in a while. I actually almost said something when the camera really? turned. Yeah. yeah, so, like, who knows? Anyway. See? There you go. <laughs> see, yeah. I, I see Woody twice a week. But I still notice. I can tell in your face oh, yeah, you've definitely sure. lost weight. Like it's, it's very obvious. So keep it up. Well, thank you. Yeah, and and I'm. Uh, Is the end goal zero? Yes. Eventually, I will hit zero. It's just about eighty. Trying years to get from down now. to my birth weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my conception weight. Uh, my prime was uh, 10, 10 pounds one ounce. <laughs> um, Gosh, the goal man. is one ninety, so I've lost twenty out of my thirty pounds, and then I guess at one ninety, I'll evaluate and see if I'm where I want to be. But um, six foot ish. Um, I might be five eleven something, but with proper footwear, definitely six foot. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, but yeah, so but I'm I'm very excited about my weight starting with one. I felt like I've said this again and again, but somewhere between two oh five and lower, it just seemed like. I thought I was at 200, but I wasn't. And week by week by week, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it was practically 200 for so long now. I feel like it, I'm right. I was 200.2. I try to ignore decimals in general, but I'm just knocking on the door of 199 something, and that's cool. Nice. I have been sticking to the workout really good since my thumb got better and I had to take those few off. But, yeah, I'm liking it. I do the kettlebells three or four times a week, and then I do a lot of push-ups and shit. Because I've been seeing the same thing as you, Woody. Like, I do the chest flies that Kyle was referencing earlier with the two 25-pound ones. But even that doesn't feel like it's doing very much for your chest. Like, I'm, I'm, Are you I'm on a bench like, or on the ground? Like, how do you do your flies? Do you have a bench? I, oh, I'm on a bench. I'm on a weight bench. Okay. Yeah. Because you, like, you couldn't do it on the ground with kettlebells, I wouldn't think. Just because your shoulder blades would be weird. And, like, you're, they're hanging down. So you wouldn't be able to, like, get it all the way on the ground. But, yeah, I can tell I'm looking better. I'm at, I'm at 203 right now. And so, yeah, I don't even, I'm still kind of playing around with where I want my goal weight to be because I've never, you know, cons I've never stuck to a pretty difficult workout, you know, this long, like four months, I guess, three months, three and some change. So I don't know, just kind of figuring it out. I'm liking it though. Like we've said it a million times, but just like adding one more thing, one more thing on your list of daily duties that you can put a check mark in. Checking boxes is very, very satisfying for me, and even in my head. And so if I picture like, oh, you work out today, a Wednesday. Oh, yes, you did do that. You did do that. It's like a, it's a nice little reward. If you feel like something else didn't go good that day, you still got to win. So, yeah, I'm liking it. How about you, Filthy? Are you, are you doing anything fitness-wise or still just riding yeah, your bike? Yeah, I'm having a whiskey right now. I had a glass oh. of wine earlier. I've switched uh, to whiskey. Low what kind of whiskey? Low <laughs> what? What kind of whiskey are you? Are you particular about the whiskey you drink, or is it just uh, a little bit? I did. Um, I just actually a couple months ago now. I went down to uh, Kentucky and I did uh, some bourbon trail stops with my uh, yeah. brother and some friends, and uh, that was pretty cool. And I tried a bunch of different bourbons. I, I, I drink bourbon uh, almost entirely. I'm drinking Knob Creek right now. Um, I'm not super uh, yeah. super particular about it, but I like them. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually love uh, the 
the tasting stuff, I found that very, very fucking commercial and really obnoxious. Yep. But I did enjoy trying a lot of the, the whiskeys down there. And there's a big whiskey culture of like everything serves in bazillion whiskeys. That was quite nice. Yeah, everywhere when you drive through that part of or through that part of Kentucky, it's just like billboards everywhere. Like like you might see if somewhere has fireworks and like the neighboring states don't or something. It's like whiskey it's like whiskey tastings everywhere. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. What, the, what was so commercial about it? Yeah, that's oh my god, are you why didn't me? you like it? You, you dro- okay, you drove up to um, fuck. Which one did we go to? We did. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one. It, we did. A, I think we did one or two of the big ones, and then we did. And after that, we we're like, we don't want to do that anymore. We'll just go to restaurants and have food and drink. I can't remember which one it was now. I mean, probably I shouldn't even say right. So we went in, and it was like drive up to this, and you're driving out, and it's quite a quite a way, like hour hour and a half outside of the city of that we're staying in. And uh, you get out there, and it's uh, it's just this huge fields everywhere these fenced in fields with like horses everywhere and it's starting to look really kind of fancy this isn't like run down farm country this mm-hmm. is like fucking you it's know so expensive these, these were plantations at one point in all likelihood and then it mm-hmm. was you know whatever else that came down you drive up to this area and it's like this glorified you know like recreated kind of like farmhousey fucking area and you go in and it's just like there's there's people who are employees everywhere they're like waving in like you know as you're parking and they're running bus tours and you get in it's just super crowded and there's an announcement every 30 minutes for the next whiskey tour of which one you want to go in there's a souvenir shop and a shitty cafeteria and there's a bazillion people everywhere and there's people with the the, the fucking shirts of we're doing all the stops in the whiskey tour and we're uh you know we're it's just like it's commercial. Was this a jack daniels in my uh fuck, i don't remember i don't yeah it, it's such a weird no, part of kentucky was, too because was, because there's definitely part of Kentucky that's like the asshole of America, just so fucking poor. I, I always retell the joke that you know we're, we were driving through there and the, the 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 electrical poles were pulled toward the road, leaning into the road because they were like, there's an electric pole on the right side of the road. On the, the there's an electrical pole on the right side of the road, and the wire from it goes to one on the left side of the road, and that alternates as you go. And all the poles were leaning into the road, and my cousin was like, God, do you see that? I was like, God, don't judge them too harshly, Scott. They. They only got electricity a few years ago. <laughs> but then you go up to that part where the, the tours are, and a lot of that land is owned by these horse billionaires, these guys who are into, like, thoroughbred horse breeding and stuff. And the the property value values there are crazy, just like oceanfront property. But it's a goddamn pasture, a huge field yeah. of hundreds of acres. And you and it's a lot of oil money and a lot of uh, Japanese billionaires who come in there. It's it's uh, Saudi Arabians and Japanese are like really big into that thoroughbred horse racing, and they buy up huge swaths of land there. It's uh, it's pretty outrageous. I, I mostly did not enjoy. We did a couple of the real big commercial ones, and I was just like, I've had enough of these. We'll go to go drink drinking properly. So that's that was, was everybody not I did just totally trashed. And I I don't like. You don't alcohol, get much alcohol in a tasting. But I loved it. I I, I had the opposite experience. I, I was in um, France, Nice, I think. Nice is in France, right? And. Uh, we did this tour. We went into this like little basement, and before we drank it, she would give you this history. And I'm not—I don't know the first thing about drinking wine, but uh, the way that she described it would like color the way that I drank it in the same way that like a Reddit headline colors the way you read the article afterwards. And she just well, this one has a like I don't know athletic aroma, and you're like, okay, all right. So now I'm going this in. This one has an iron oh, it jaw. Like, like yeah. dirty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, and you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'll figure out what that is. This one's sweet. This one's dry. I d- I still don't know what dry alcohol is. Like it's all wet. Bitter. No, like when you take a drink of is like, I'm sure you tried. I'm sure you tried red wine. Yes. And like when you take a drink of red Up wine, like you know that like astringent, almost puckery, like 
feeling. Like it doesn't. It feels different than when you take a drink of a big milkshake or water, like where you're just moist in your mouth. It's, like it's a bitter, dry feeling on your tongue, and it's the and with a sweeter wine, you don't get it. Okay. I don't like red I, wine because I don't, I don't like either. that dry feeling. But Shit it was really awesome. cool, and, and like I found a couple of wines that I actually liked, and you wouldn't think I would. And kidding me in France? Why would you not think you'd find wines that you'd like? Because I don't like alcohol, right? Like I, I, so, I don't know. Like if you didn't like sugar, would you think you'd find a soda, a soda you liked? I guess I might think like if it was like the. You know the present the sugar presentation capital of the world. Like I might assume, like if it were anywhere, that. it would be oh, they, to, to be have, there. You know, so. in Atlanta, Georgia, we have the world of Coca Cola that you can go to because we invented Coca Cola here. And you can go to the Coca Cola factory, and you go in there, and they have a big vault. You go in the vault where the formula is and everything, and then and uh, the end of the tour, you go in this room full of soda machines, but they're not like a flat square soda machine. It's a uh, that you would like put into the corner of a restaurant. It's a circle. It's like a you can approach it from any direction. It's 360 degrees of soda, and there are many of them in the room. And every soda is a soda you've never heard of. It's from some. It's something that Coca-Cola either prototyped and never produced, or maybe they just sell that shit in Guatemala because they love pineapple down there. And so it's like all these weird sodas. It's, it's, it's kind of an experience. And at the end, you see the assembly line with the bottles like sliding through and just like how it's made style. What's it called? Pretty fun. I don't remember. Maybe fifty bucks for two people. Oh man, I, like That's not I, bad. I am. You like, get a bottle of Coke. I, I swear, soda <laughs> for me. I, I, this must be how. I don't want to compare myself to a smoker or a heroin addict or or, or so. But I hear I soda, soda, and I'm just like, oh my god, that must be so delightful. That must. Be so I can weird. just I can just picture the whole group there. As the lady's like, all right, we're wrapping up. Who's ready to go to the candy room? And it's a bunch of seven-year-olds and Woody like, me, me, me. I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest. <laughs> it's like, sir, you have to settle down. There's no candy for all. We promise. Like, oh. That's so weird. Because like, for me, it's, it's alcohol, right? Like, I don't care at all about soda. I had no trouble. I stopped drinking soda years and years ago, and I had no trouble mm -hmm. at all with that. I was just kind of like, ah, this is shitty for me. This is an easy way to just like cut that out of my diet. But alcohol is always the hard one for me. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't you ask you ask what do I do for fitness? I, I do what I always do, which is bike riding and uh, rock climbing is kind of my my two things. And it's real nice in the summer for that because I get to do both of those outdoors as much as I want. I was looking at rock walls uh, the other day. This company makes these rock walls that you can buy, and, and I'm sure you're aware of the many different kinds, but I wasn't. There's, 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 there's so many different kinds of freestanding rock walls that you can buy and have assembled like outside your house or in your house or whatever. Cool. It was fascinating, I, and the, they were too expensive to do. I, I was like, is this like a $5,000 thing? Because if I can get like a 25-foot rock wall that like, especially, I don't know the term for it, but the ones that aren't just straight up, they kind of go out. Overhanging. Overhanging, like... That'd be a great workout. You to go out there every day. Oh, I love it. It's my. It's like I, I get bored with workouts. That's my biggest issue with working out as a whole. Is I get fucking fed up with the same old, same old, and I get if it gets to a point where it's too monotonous, I won't do it. I bet your hands are very strong. I bet. I, I bet they're. I oh, bet they're I train those in all sorts of ways, Kyle. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. They're always moving. Those <laughs> I, I, you could probably crush an apple. Thirty-six thousand steps. I just, that's my goal. I want to be able to crush an apple with my hands. Why? So I can impress girls at party and get their dresses sticky. You know, like. <laughs> oh, I just yeah, realized I have, with the apple. Oh, I get it. Apple. Yeah, I went to a, a dirtier place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's an indoor climbing gym uh, about ten minutes away from me, Kyle. So I do uh, a lot of that throughout, just you know, throughout the year all around. And when I can, I go outdoors. And that I just love both bike riding outdoors and rock climbing. Uh, just. 
for me for exercise it just weighs it's not strength training although it is there's elements of that of course in it because i'm hauling my body up vertical surfaces yeah, yeah. but it is it's just for me it's it's mentally not boring and not tedious which is fucking awesome for a workout what do you do i don't know partner? how your like weight like, fluctuates to compared play, to right? us here because i know we all have had our weights fluctuate me and woody more than kyle, kyle but when you put on us. like uh Oh, I was yeah, meaning years like ago. you and I have gotten. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right, more, Kyle. More than yeah, us, my, you're yeah, going my, by all time because you were two thirty five or two thirty or something. Yeah, two twenty five at one point. So and I'm and I'm one seventy. So thir- I'm fifty five pounds lighter right now. So than then, I have yeah, to. you definitely have a bigger swing than us. But uh, filthy. Do you notice when you're rock climbing if you've put on like like ten pounds or something like that? Do you notice like you're doing it worse or like fifteen pounds or something? Like you can tell. Like man, I just suck at that. I can oh, tell no, when I don't do it three times a week. I, I always say for rock climbing my wife and i talk about this and i climb with her so what he was asking about belaying yeah you do need a belay partner although there are are auto blades there so you could go on your own but there's a lot of climbing groups and climbing partners and boards for that kind of shit but i go with my wife and it's great because it doesn't matter our skill difference if there is a skill difference of that because there's plenty of routes for her to climb plenty of routes for me to climb but as for weight weight stuff uh I, i don't notice it so much on my weight but i do notice when i'm not climbing regularly like if i climb three times a week i show improvement if i climb twice a week i stay about the same and if i climb once a week i will slowly get worse over time mm-hmm. if I do it that way. So I, I notice it if I've taken a break. So occasionally this gym doesn't do great with its air circulation. So right now it's uh, like today, I think it was like 95 out with, I don't know what the humidity was. It's like effective. It was like 110 degrees with humidity. Oh, calculated. That's lame. They, they need a like, box fan blowing yeah. up at you while you're on it to simulate <laughs> like, like a mountain, like, like, <laughs> like a windy yeah. mountain updraft. Yeah. Like, so I've, like taken, should... I've taken times off in the summer to just not go for a while because it's just fucking ridiculously humid in there. And I definitely feel that if I haven't gone in a couple weeks or something, I go back on that. Yeah. I'm like, this used to not be so bad. And now this is really fucking hard. So. As hardcore as rock climbing is, when I see those guys go ice climbing, it's just a whole nother crazy fucking thing. Like I saw yeah. these guys, they like they 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 boat up to a um not an an iceberg, right? Yeah, a fucking iceberg, a huge one. Like this isn't like I don't know how to describe how big this thing is. It's big enough to it's like a it's like a mini island. Like people can get out on like like me and all, all of us could get on this iceberg and like have dinner on it and then walk over to that side. It's <laughs> that big. Yeah. The, and they're climbing up it with ice axes and these ice shoes and like nothing else. It was outrageous free climbing up this fucking thing. And if you fall, I guess best case scenario, you hit the frigid Arctic waters from like 40 feet up or something like that. But it looked like you tumble off the, the side of the, the ice face. It looked off. And then, of course, every now and then some shit would just come off. The, like ice would slither off and slide. Oh, it looked terrifyingly dangerous. It sounds so I, I'm fucking pre- stressful. I've refused entirely to get into ice climbing. I don't actually like being outside when it's super fucking freezing cold. And I don't like, I particularly hate being doing a really physical exertion in the real cold. I grew up in Maine. I remember running like, like for fitness, like outside and like, you know, like the fall for like soccer season or something where you're fucking running and it's freezing fucking cold. I hate that feeling of being simultaneously too hot and too cold simultaneously. Yeah. I hate the idea of physical exertion on ice. You really? would not you have like liked that. ice hockey. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That sounds awful. Did to you me. wear a t-shirt when you played ice hockey? Under my stuff? Yeah, yeah. I would wear a t-shirt. Not that was too hot for me. I would I would just wear the the jersey and the pads. Ah, uh, your nipples well, when will be you, so raw. You oh. get so sweaty and like when you're Nipple playing shaping. goalie, when you're playing goalie there's a lot of breaks and like Every so like intense action a for a minute and then yeah. But I was just meaning like cuz you're standing out there still sometimes while they're in the other end. And so if you don't wear a shirt you get super sweaty and then you just stand there and you get freezing. And like if yeah, you, your chest like touches your, your, your chest protector, ah, you're yeah. like, ooh, ooh, it's chilly. And so it's just easier to wear like a cool fit 
shirt and not worry about it. But oh, the there's nothing worse are than subbed cold out gloves at the time. So like everybody sits. Yeah. Um, but I just uh, feel like players like chest protector, sport. like yours is always on your chest mm -hmm. attached to it. Mine, like goalies, they bow out a little bit. So you're not always touching it because obviously it needs Maybe. a little bit of give. So yeah. you don't fucking break your sternum. And so like touching it like that, ah, it's just different. Okay. Didn't, didn't care. <laughs> I've never worn goalie gear, but <laughs> I, I have, I, you should give it a go. Your life. <laughs> have you ever considered it, Woody? Have you ever thought like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be the sub goalie in my men's league. Or what, is it like not even in your mind? What I have done is I've worn like a goalie mask, glove and stick, like with my with the rest of my regular stuff. Like I didn't have the leg pads or anything and tried it. And, uh, it was eye opening because I always thought like I played a lot of defense. So I thought, well, I guess I'll be, you know, half decent at this. I've done that thing where they need the goalies out of position. So I like temporarily stand in until he can get in place. Yeah. But even yeah, had some what? success, right? Because a, a defenseman is typically way better with a stick than a goalie. So uh, I'm like, why is it that even like I played beer leagues, so, like the A league goalies had like C league stick handling skills. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with every goalie until I tried it? And it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. First of all, they don't have two good gloves on. One of them is a catcher's mitt. And, and it's really hard to stick handle with a catcher's mitt. They're holding it backwards, right? So they don't have like, they're, they're like, and suddenly I'm doing it wrong wrong and uh yeah yeah so i had whatever is less than c league skills with the stick and and that was eye-opening i couldn't move it nearly as quickly because it was heavy uh so yes i had yeah. played goalie i was worse than i thought i would be and uh that's what how, how it went down that's always the oh go ahead Sophie. I, uh, I my brother did rugby in college and i went up to visit him one year and i stood in uh they did like after the the, the rugby team played the you know the college they weren't it wasn't college rugby it was like a league Mm -hmm. game there in college anyways after they did that they you know they did kind of like a b team style thing and my brother's like oh you should go try it out and stand in i've never done anything like that so i stood in for like a very short rugby game as part of that and got run the fuck over by some guy and that was an interesting experience because i'm just like hadn't experienced you go into something where you're just like i don't know what this is going to be like i'll give it a try and then it's like you know and i, and I think i think i sometimes encounter this with girls right where it's like they're not entirely no understanding. Uh, no, not that. <laughs> not entirely understanding of what bulk and size actually does in terms of impact, right? You might yeah. think you're strong or you might think positive things about yourself or think, you know, you can handle yourself or something. It's very different when you get run over by someone who's about 50 or 60 pounds fucking heavier than you. A man with some inertia running at you and running you over, like, I'm like, I got to block this guy. Like, I got to stop him. Right, and some big guy running down and got in his way. Yeah, he ran through me and over me, and I oh. felt every moment of that. Yeah, <laughs> it just, wasn't it's like, just physics that. at that point. It's I, like uh, that's a bigger object it, moving, and I'm still. Yeah. I did that in yeah. it was football, not rugby, but similar type thing. The guy in front of me outweighed me by at least a hundred pounds. Now, I'm a very athletic guy. I'm a collegiate swimmer at this point, working out like four or six hours a day, and I'm just like, like what am I supposed to do? I think mm -hmm. I should just move aside. Like, I, yeah, right. you know, no, you go ahead, really. Yeah, because like, <laughs> my only other choice is to get really clobbered. Like, there's, there's no way that I come out on top of this thing. Like, do I drop to my belly and try and grab his shoelaces? I don't yeah, know. Right? Like, you I'm gotta really go to the knees or something. Like, because there's, it's exactly because you, you're in that scenario and you suddenly are there in that scenario and it's like. You know, you might be like, oh, I feel I'm pretty athletic or I'm, I'm or, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty fit and I've been doing my workouts and whatever uh -huh. the fuck it is. But the guy is like, you know, it's just suddenly weight. It's just his mass is a lot greater than your mass and his speed has made his mass even more impactful. 
And it's not like you can just set yourself and stop that. <laughs> so, I, yeah. It's very, very interesting to me I to see that. I didn't play football. So maybe uh, yeah, another football train or player yeah, would be like, oh, I, dude, you got to take that guy out of the thighs. It's still legal. But low. His mass yeah. mostly goes above you and you tie his legs up. I don't know. Right? I don't know either. Do I didn't grab... have that training either. Me exactly. neither. Right? <laughs> but, so what would happen is he would put his two hands on me and push me in such a way that seemed dangerous. You know? I remember <laughs> when I played football. I only played till eighth grade because then I, in later teens, I focused solely on hockey. But I remember that happening to me because they were like, "Hey, play wide receiver. You know, you're you can catch the ball good." And I, but I was, you know, not that much smaller than I am now, so I was very, very large. Can I've, I'm kind of built big, and so I was I was the biggest wide receiver in the league. So like <laughs> I would go stand like by the cornerbacks, and they and it'd be like someone like a full helmet shorter than me, and so. I felt pretty confident once when I caught it, and the guy was just this little weevil of a kid. And I was like, I got this. Like, I could pick you up and throw you to the side. And I was running, and I thought I was going to be, like, super dope and, like, bowl right through him. Because why? Why would you, like, run for, like, an open path? Like, you're a badass 13, 14-year-old. You could do it. And I ran at him, and he just did exactly what he was supposed to do. Dove at me, almost, like, hunched his shoulders, and just caught me right in the legs. And I just flipped, not fully over, but just tripped right over him and fell felt like the biggest idiot as this kid like stood up and like looked me in the eyes as i'm sitting i'm like oh oh man i look like a real boob in front of all these you know 13 year old girls i was trying to impress but yeah football definitely would have helped you in that situation i, I feel like rugby would be a fun sport to try out i would like it like it, it seems know. like you get a lot of aggression out you could you know do have, feel get some satisfying hits but My also get some hit fucked yeah. up shit on his body because of that. I mean, he only played for a couple of years in college, but like, and you know, that wasn't like a, it wasn't a college sport. So it wasn't like he was being pushed into this. It was all of his own doing. And he still came out of that with some serious body injuries long term. So I, I don't know. Well, then maybe not. Maybe not then. So this is perfect because uh, Filthy's here. It's a PKA AMA question. We have this Patreon level where people can ask questions cool. and get on the show. Have any of the fo- hosts. Found a nice PC-friendly way to tell others that there's only two genders and that thinking you're not the one you were born is some sort of mental disorder. I hold this opinion strongly and refuse to lie just to spare feelings. Now, mind you, this thing is riddled with typos, so I feel like I know (laughs) something about him. Um, And he refuses to spare feelings, and it's a mental disorder. And the thing is, and I've talked about this on the show before, I agree with him. Um but I'm much nicer than he is. I don't refuse to spare feelings. When I hear that someone like identifies as a gender they're not, or they think gender is a spectrum or, or whatever, uh, I look at that guy in the same way of people who like feel like they shouldn't have an arm. They want to have an, uh, they want to be an amputee. Like that this just doesn't seem like it should be part of me. Please take my hand off. Um, I'm not mad. I don't feel like it should be that hard to say it politely. Mm-hmm. Like just, like, obviously, like, you're, you, I don't know if by PC he just means, like, being polite. Because, like, the PC thing to say is, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody, you make your own reality or whatever. But, like, I, I feel like if you if he believes that that strongly, he could just say if it comes up. Which, honestly, like, in, in conversations, it usually doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. But if it does, just kind of like, yeah, that's I don't really buy into that. I think I think you're either a male man or a woman. And it seems like that just kind of calm approach like you don't have to be a dick to anyone like who wouldn't accept that and be like oh yeah okay i like kind of i wouldn't mind responding but i'd like to hear what well, what he was going to say i, I just where yeah, i sure. was headed with that is i 
I feel some sympathy for people who maybe either don't like the gender that they got um, or for people mm-hmm. who's, in my opinion, just the head isn't quite on straight to, to get that there's a gender. There's, there's two genders. Uh, I'm not mad. And I dislike a lot of the people on my team with this, right? Because they want to be jerks about it. They, they think that you're less or some snowflake or they hate you because you voted Democrat or whatever. Um, really, I just see a person who's not happy with where they are uh, in the same way that yeah. someone who wished they had an amputee or whatever. You, you feel bad for them. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't want you to be unhappy. You know, like, I don't want you to wish you were a guy or a girl. Uh, you know, it sucks. I, get some help work through this i wish you the best um but yeah as yeah far i as think the, i don't think you have to be a complete dick and be like you're living in a fantasy land you mm-hmm. rube like you could just be like yeah i, th- I think there's two genders because that's kind of what you know there's two sexes and and that's just what i believe like that you can I, do that without being a dick honestly and like if they get note, if they get offended at that if you tell someone mm-hmm. yeah i think that you're either a male or a female and someone gets offended by it like that's not someone you should have, have a conversation why, with why any. do you why do you need to tell that to them? What, what no, do you no, I'm saying that's what, that I, and... that's what I said is that there's no, like, this doesn't come up. That's why I said if it does come up and you're in this conversation, then you can present it in a way that's reasonable and not being a dick without going off and calling someone, you know, without, without being cruel, basically. Like, you can get your point across pretty civilly. And then if they go, that's ridiculous. You believe there's just males and females? You go, okay, well, I guess we're not really having a productive conversation. You like being like that's, uh, Yeah. Not you, it was, this person in this situation. I, yeah, yeah, I get you. But I, I, so I just real quick before Filthy goes, because I'm dying to find out what he says. Um, I do believe sexuality can be a spectrum. I do believe that people can be what, like I've said it in the very beginning of the show, right? Oh, this guy's 10% gay. This guy's 25% gay. They used to bump me up until I was like more than 100% gay. It was a- <laughs> you, are, you are high on that spectrum now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I like a girl with a small cock. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I clip the size of my own dick. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it's, it's like I, I buy that spectrum thing, but the gender thing is really pretty binary. Filthy, do you see it differently? You've got some academic yeah, background here. I kind of do. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I have some background now, not only in psychology, but I also have some background working with essentially, I don't even know what you want to call it, alternate sexualities, different ways of life. You know, we're looking at we're looking at sadomasochism as something I've done a lot of research in. You see sadomasochism tends to be, in BDSM, tends to be a, a, an umbrella term that encompasses a lot of different people coming at this from a lot of different perspectives with a lot of different things to try to get out of it. And I, I think, to, I mean, if I look at the question here, I think I have it open, you know, asking about that. I don't think there needs to be a nice, friendly way to tell anyone anything about this. I honestly don't think it's much of his business to answer that question. So if he has a personal belief that this isn't, anything to that isn't something he believes in here them having that belief doesn't harm him and him yeah, but playing with that belief to this degree on, on this particular issue although i hear you about gender gender politics in general that i'm not super sold on either but this one in particular he doesn't need to protect something from that he isn't lessened by that he isn't threatened by that and he doesn't need to push his opinion on that person for that either sometimes the people who who hold his opinion though are generalized and lumped together and, and referred to as as racist or, or 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 phobic of this or that when 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 it's really just his scientific opinion about gender or or and 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 the way that people interact together and he and he, and he holds no you know he doesn't feel no bad malice. about this thing. It's just, it's just no malice. He just he just feels this way, and I feel like everyone who feels that way gets lumped together like they're all racist. But, but I'm not sure that feeling some way makes that particularly valid. 
you know, I like, suspect and, this is and coming up. You have it. Well, hold, but but then but then the thing is, if the person you're saying it to, why are their feelings valid? If the person making the points feelings aren't valid, it shouldn't be about feelings at all. Like if if the discussion has arisen, I agree. If you see someone who was clearly a male dressed as a woman in the grocery store, you you should not go accost someone and be like, "You're living a lie!" Like everyone, look. Like obviously, you don't want to do that. But if like I when I read this, I kind of get the feeling that he's talking about already being in a conversation about it. And so in that way, the only advice is just, you know, present. You catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And that applies to this, too. If you convince them with like a good argument and just a reasoned kind of case, then you're going to win them over. You don't want to be Vic Vinegar. You Am know? I wrong that sometimes it feels a lot like talking to a fat person who, who keeps talking to, to you about like a conspiracy to make them fat and, uh, and and starts giving all kinds of excuses for why they're fat. In the same regard, you don't point out a fatty in the grocery store and go, look, everyone, look at his poor life decisions. <laughs> but if that person starts trying to be like, look, all I ate was an apple today, man. All I ate was an apple. A candied apple? What the fuck? Did you know? <laughs> you been, you, a dozen, maybe. <laughs> like, like it, it seems like some people have, I don't know, they're lying to themselves. They're self-deluding. I don't know. And, uh, I've seen a, I've seen a lot and, of people be very very comfortable with their life decisions and have some very for me very very strange and different life decisions. Things that I would never have said that this is this is something that I would want for myself, and more importantly, would never even said was an opinion or an option to have seen it. Sure. And I guess from my perspective is if, if you know I hear you because there's there's a it's a type of person who wishes to push whatever their current thing is on you, and that I I absolutely I I push back against that as well. I don't want it shoved down my throat that you're X Y Z and you're the you're the third most unique snowflake on the planet of you know. You Let know, me give the, you an example of it being forced upon someone, right? Let's say the military. Um, you know, let's say that you're a a a born female in the military. You have a vagina, and there's another female in the showers with a penis. Like you might not like that, right? And, and would you have a a, a a reason to not like that if you're you're in the military and there are people in the shower with you with penises? Like you might not care for that. I mean, and, and that's even even that, like even that I'm kind of like, again, maybe it's the norms. So like what you know, what I've part of the research I've done for this part of the world that I've been exposed to, like nudity isn't particularly scary to me these days. Like in the sense of if I see a if I see a vagina or a penis in the shower, it's I don't really give a fuck. It's a vagina or a penis. You're in the minority, though. But what is but why is it appropriate then to say like, oh, you know, some people don't mind it. Therefore. You know, all these women have to shower with biological males. Because like, I guess I, I look at harm. Because I look at harm, and that's the kind of judgment that I want to look at. So if, if I look at the harm that is done to this person by this person who's writing your question, who's asked, you know, well, what do I do when I'm confronted with this person who thinks they're a different gender? It doesn't matter if there is or isn't another gender. And it doesn't matter what that person believes versus what the person they're talking with is. What harm is being done to them by that? What I think people would argue that it matters. I think, yeah, I think people would argue that it matters when it kind of creeps into legislation. So a lot of women in the military, I guarantee, are not comfortable getting naked and showering with their male counterparts or with a trans person with a penis. Like it's just and then why is it that that person who wants to shower with women, they their feelings matter more than all the women who are like, I'm not really cool with this. Like this makes me very uncomfortable. Like I don't think that a woman because saying that is necessarily being out of line at all. I think the person who is essentially thinking they are a male who in a female's body or vice versa is suffering pretty traumatic harm throughout that up to that point in that sense of. But why does his pain matter more than mine? Like, like we're all equals pain, here. Because the, the one is the pain of essentially being outside of your control of this, this 
feeling one way and being the other. And the other is the the sense of what is a social taboo of, nubi- of, of, of nudity. I, and I don't, I don't think, think I don't think well, that's only the same if you accept that of their... one of them is is a case of that. Like, like, like I, what if that woman believes that it's simply a case of there's a man with a mental illness and the military says I have to shower with him. If that's her belief, because it then that's her illness. belief. And it's no more or less valid than than anyone else's. So I don't think it's a mental illness. You don't I, think I don't... it is. But, I mean, but, you can but, point but to that terminology does. because I'm not an expert and I hedge because this is not, not a field I'm an expert in and I don't wish to be wrong on this. But to the best of my knowledge, oh, perhaps you can that. correct me. I, I, don't, I don't think that is considered a mental illness. It was a, mental illness, that, on the, it was a mental illness on the DSM-4 under gender dysmorphia, I believe. And then uh, some say for political reasons. Are that you making it was that up or do you know D- something? No, it's this true. is, this okay. is yeah. in, the, in the DSM-4. It was in there as uh, gender dys- dysphoria, right. gender dysmorphia. DSM-4. I was thinking And then three. the DSM-5 is when they removed it. And a lot of people argue that it was politically removed because you still see very high rates of comorbidity with trans people and you know obviously suicide is is a huge problem in that group of people and i don't know i just i i'm on kyle's team with the the military women showering like it doesn't seem fair to say this person's feelings supersede the feelings of other people we have to put them on this special treatment pedestal and all these women you know many of whom whether or not it is correct whether or not it's true that they have a mental illness. If they believe, like a lot of uh, these women maybe do, that that's a mentally ill person that they're being you know, forced to shower with, then that's very disheartening, and that's kind of an intimidating, scary thing. Like, and it's, when funny, you were saying, it's funny because like, I'm like almost on the same page in the sense of, to me, that I don't really feel that, you know, I also struggle with the idea of, oh, you've decided to make this word arbitrarily off-limit. Mm-hmm. But fuck you. I'm going to use that word anyways. You don't get to arbitrarily decide what words I get to use. You like, I, I hear you. Like I, I hear you on that element. There is a part of me that really that pushes back against. That word gender you're talking about. Um, what words specifically? Well, I can think. Of, I remember in high school there was gender, a. Gender. I thought. Go on. Uh, so I, I remember there was a girl who was who had a retarded, like or whatever the, whatever the name the term was. I don't remember if she was even rebelling against this. Term. I can't remember if she was rebelling against the term or rebelling against the fact or fighting against the fact that. I was using a derogative term for something. I was like calling like a friend retarded or something, like totally innocuous, mm-hmm. like whatever. And there was a part of me that very much struggled with the idea that my language gets to be limited because there's something in her life that, that makes She's that She's retarding that your language. Sure, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, but there's an element of that. Like it pushes with the, these, that type of uh, identity politics of, of, you know, this is what the term that it is. This, if, you want, if, you, if, I, if I demand that you call me, you know, gender snowflake, for the rest of my fucking life, and and I and I am not okay unless you do that. Is it reasonable for me to demand that from you? And I, I also come down on the side of no. But yeah. what I tend to look for is okay. Well, what is reasonable and what makes that reasonable? And part of what I look at then for me personally is what's causing harm versus discomfort, for example. So yeah, it is discomfort. Like it's discomfort for me, like going into the, this field of psychology and then doing this research with this this community, this uh, this SM community. I saw a lot of fucking bizarre body types out there. A lot of people who are in between transitions for genders or who are perhaps, you know, like of a body type that I find particularly not attractive or just a lot of pain stuff or, you know, disfigure. There's a lot of fucking shit going on in that community. And it was have uncomfortable. Seen, have you ever seen uh, anyone who was castrated? I, I know that there's a, there's a whole fetish around men who, who fantasize about being castrated by a woman. Um, and I was wondering if you'd ever actually seen it in real life, like a man no, who had... I've not seen the castration in real life. But, but have you, you seen know, how, the fetish? How or is the, that even or, a fetish? Or people who fantasized... That's about it have i seen it as a fetish um yeah i, I don't 
I don't know anyone. Okay. I don't know anything of that fetish. So no, I haven't seen anything about that. So that's but, like a self-correcting fetish, because like you would only get like one and done, right? Like, and then and then you're you've you've removed maybe yourself if it's from sexual, the gene pool. But again, like like I mean, maybe that is a you know, if you look at like gender identity, that's not a sexual thing in the terms of you know, it's not like a sexual getting off of oh, I'm going to be a woman or oh, I'm going to be a man. It's literally the the dis. It's it's like a dissatisfaction or. <laughs> Or discomfort of not having the matching of how you how you feel you are and what oh, yeah, your physical I, body is. I, I think it's as I think it's something that that those people probably really enjoy fantasizing about and going right up to the edge of that precipice. Uh, like 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 you would, yeah, yeah 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 like with like like you might like with rape play or something like that. You know mm -hmm. like like it's um, because I don't think yeah. anybody really wants you to. Castrate. Well, there, there might be, but it doesn't, so. doesn't even matter. People because, like again, amputations, it, too. I mean, it's, it's that's rare, true. but it happens. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that porno where the lady comes hopping in on one leg, and, and you're like, where's this going? And the next thing you know, she's up to what's left of her leg to the that's knee and the guy's though. ass. I know. I know it's not. That's where I took it, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to, to me, castration is just like losing a hand or a foot or what, or what have you. You know, people. some people have that burning desire to get rid of a foot oh no that's hand. different and oh, and you'd have to agree that like that like on the the level of damaging you, fantasizing about castration is way more than if you're like oh i like watching two girls kiss it you know that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's way lower on yeah. the list you know of potential but, harming but you yourself. say that and we make a joke and i and i and I, I hear the humor in it but at the same time you go like well look at look at <laughs> look at like the re religious element of that for example like look at that as a sin perspective and you go okay well homosexuality is this sin is mm -hmm. is self-damage well, no, i'm sin? not saying that it's a sin i'm saying no, no, that no, the potential for self-harm is much higher for that fetish than the vanilla I, I, thought, I thought you were pointing at like look at how out there one of these things is, and, I, and I'm telling you that it, it's based on the oh, yeah, filter you're there. using. And the filter that's which... normal, the one to keep your genitals, is my filter. Sure, that that is your filter and your perspective. But there are people out there with different different perspectives and different filters coming into this. And again, I, I struggle with this a lot when because there is that element of me too. I'm not a particularly politically correct guy. I don't particularly like that. But I have a lot of background now with people who are different than I am and vastly different than I am. So, mm. so you know, to, to the question of this guy's stuff, I. I I would really have him consider what is what is the harm he's experienced from dealing this versus the harm that he's potentially doing to someone else and to evaluate is this a time where he really needs to step back and really push back against this or can he just go I don't understand this this is bizarre and strange to me and potentially a little unsettling and leave it be or figure out more about it before he really engages on that because I think he can potentially do a lot of harm without gaining a lot of benefit and he isn't going to suffer much harm from accepting that. I think I don't know like saying saying words are harm seems almost like a slippery slope to take like oh you're that per this person isn't just saying that they disagree with the lifestyle of someone else or that they they hold questions about the nature of it and the reality of it they're saying th that's harming them now like do you kind of see like how that's a little troubling yeah, like if we damage that gap? for this harm sure no I, I absolutely do but again there is a there's especially with this particular one there's a degree of semantics to that like how much are we protecting versus because we can versus because we need to here. So yes, there is an element of, okay, this person says the word the harms me. What do I do in that scenario? Do I just avoid the word the? Like that's unreasonable, it's a totally unreasonable thing to do. But it's another thing if that person says I feel, I feel and again, it, there's, there's, I don't know even how you begin to legislate this. I am forever glad that I am not in any way involved with that, the political process of legislating this because it's such a fucking slippery slope with so many individual things going into this. 
You want you look like you want to say something? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 just, I just came. I just came to this realization, and, and I think this is where I'm going to stay on, on the issue of uh, of this whole thing. If someone asks me to call them a silly nickname, like uh, I'm Danger Bob, just keep that in mind. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're fucking not. You're Bob. Like until you do some dangerous shit in front of me, or I get some like corroboration to uh, to your dangerous nature, you're just Bob. So in the same way, if I see a man. That's a man. See a woman. It's a woman, and they can't give themselves a nick gender. No <laughs> nick genders. No nicknames. I get to decide where I'm going to go along with it. There was a long time ago when a man named Matt came to me and he said, "No, no, no, I'm Woody," and I'm like, "You're absolutely goddamn right. You are. I can tell. I can tell." But it, like what you're talking about like the that. legislating thing in Canada right now, it's getting freaky because it's like there are people who have been prosecuted. Because they refuse to use like the the made up gender name of like mm. I want to be called you know my my pronouns are fee fi fo and fum you have to call me you know I'm yeah. a giant no, I hear kin you. I hear you I'm very something. resistant to that too I'm very against that as because again it feels like the other step this is no longer about someone being harmed by this this is someone who's just being fucking a power trip about you call me this shit for whatever it is I also fight back against that as well but, but there is that element just, oh I'm sorry continue. But it's, again, it's, it, it is, there are this people, is why I, I don't want to make an absolute rule of let's legislate this one way or the other because I couldn't do one that would do it judgment. But for me, it is, a, it is very much a personal thing in terms of when I encounter something like this, it's like, all right, what does it cost me to do this? And if it isn't that high of a cost and it seems important to them, I'm probably willing to make that sacrifice for I'm that with you. most I times. I do think the one you did was I'm too with you far, there. right? Like I, I, in particular, the, the, the thing I've got in my head was that so this is a guy, biological guy, showering with women. Uh, these women might be on their period, and I find that embarrassing. And now they're doing that in front of guys, you know, who don't relate, or you know, everyone knows guys find this particularly icky, oftentimes. And, and but it's, but it's not a guy, right? This that. is this is a person who literally identifies as a woman, right? But yeah, she but they're probably literally, sees him as um, a guy because literally they are a male. Yeah, yeah, she, and she's like, going to see him that way. She's going to see herself taking a shower and rinsing off and all that stuff in front of a dude. And it's like you know, I, I don't think you get to have that with her. You know, in this military shower situation we talked about, and and also the, we we just talking a second ago about people who demand a pronoun and such. Some people use being offended as a position of power, right? I'm yes. offended, and I, I I'm putting the I'm like I'm beating you over the head with the fact that I want you to make these concessions to me. And, and that's one of the ones I push back against really hard because that yeah. also yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, and, and you know I, I could call them cry bullies, and you know mm -hmm. I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, I uh, it. it I feel like, though, it's difficult to push back without being a dick about it. I wish I could just say, no, no, you're unreasonable, not, you know, oh, my gosh, you're such a snowflake or whatever it is that, that puts people in different camps, which maybe ties into what this guy was asking about. I think you're right. Like, yeah, you, there are plenty of ways to, to question it and be, you know, trying to find out more about the situation and the reality of all the trans stuff without being a dick about it. But you are also right that the argument is so often framed that if you don't just take everything that's proposed to you with no critical thought whatsoever, then you're being not just, you know, a critical thinker, you're being hateful, you know, by not taking our party line, you know, from, from someone who is just claiming that they speak on behalf of all trans people. They didn't have a meeting. There was no <laughs> agreed thing here. It's just some, you know, asshole even, trying to kind that of... That doesn't even matter. Like, that, that makes no difference on that, the, the, the validity of that, because on some level you go, even if they all had a... If everyone in a group had a meeting, and, you know, you could define that group as whoever you want, and this could be a trans group or this could be any fucking group at all. If you have two people together and they go, oh, I'm, we're the group of 
that again was use snowflakes and we would demand to be recalled snowflakes it doesn't matter that there's consensus in that group of what they wish to be called that's if not that in of itself speaking for them it is. if you're saying no, 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 i not represent from the them. trans but group. even that doesn't matter because your the, the debate you're having is do i recognize their uh, their ability to make me use these terminology and what does it matter if it's a consensus or not? If it really is the objective, I evaluate this and I find this lacking in reasons to do this, why do you care if it's a consensus of individuals telling you that or non-consensus of individuals telling you that? I mean, I don't really care about the consensus of it as much. It's more to what you were saying than we agree on this point, that the legislating of it and forcing someone to use a word. So like in Canada, if someone who is born a man is biologically male says, I'm female, I'm transgender, you have to call me she and her. And if someone says, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't believe that's reality and you shouldn't be able to force me to speak in your frame of reality, you, you shouldn't be able to legislate that and punish me if I don't conform to it, that, that shouldn't be allowed. Like, you shouldn't be able to punish people for not using words that you want to, to impose on them. That just, it's, it seems like a really slippery, dangerous area to be playing about it. Yeah, but I think I'm agreeing with you in that. And then no, saying, I know, I was saying, why, yeah, we, why do you why do you Why do you choose to, to put one of the things that would make you be more willing to do that as if it was from a consensus. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a consensus maybe, or not. Maybe I explained that poorly. My, my point was that the people who are, like, that was, it was kind of adding a point that I think some of these people might be kind of nefarious, like the people who aren't doing it to be nice, the people at the head of movements taking advantage of a situation to push, you know, sure. an agenda or something. Yeah, we're those talking about 2% of the population. Yeah, those people are claiming to represent, you know, all trans people or whatever. And even when they don't. And I was just saying that it's pretty shitty of them to be trying to push legislature rep claiming to represent this group of people when they really aren't at all. Mm. Like it's. It, see. But yeah, we agree on the legislating speech part totally. I think so, we're all on the same page with that. Yeah, let's move yeah although I think we come down a little bit differently yeah, on what's the reaction to that to be. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm totally happy to move on with that. I have so, a yeah, OJ Simpson. Oh. Well, actually, I've used my OJ's free! The juice is loose! He's out! <laughs> He's on the fucking. I don't know if he's on the streets yet, but it's coming. Like, uh, they, 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 is it it's October first? They I think granted that motherfucker parole, and, and he looks so happy, and it was visceral. You could feel the relief in that man, and there was this tension. There was this Game of Thrones type moment where, like, they went from parole board member to parole board member. The first guy's like, "I'm gonna grant parole." Second guy, I'm, "Me too." And then this lady's there, and she's like, "Well." I'm gonna reserve my decision for a moment, but let me make a few remarks first. And I'm like, "Oh shit." This white woman might not be too. <laughs> and she she's just like, you've done this and you've done that, but just know, we don't look kindly upon parole violence. And I was like, all right, they're letting him out. They're letting him out. And then when she finally said, and I vote to grant parole, he just he's just like, oh, thank you, thank you. And there was this moment as they're taking him out of the courtroom where he looks at someone behind the camera and he's like, I'll call you. And <laughs> you know, and he's thinking to himself like. I'll be able to call you. I'll have a goddamn phone and shit. Oh, I'm gonna get some bitches. I heard about Tinder. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so, what, uh, catch me up on like the actual. What was this for? Because this had nothing to do with the murders yeah, in the nineties. Like ten years ago, ten years ago, there was some. Um, I think this stemmed from the the, the the aftermath of his civil trial in which he was found <laughs> liable for the deaths, and they took a lot of his trophies and memorabilia away from him and auctioned it off. Well, I think this stems from that. There was a man who had some of his memorabilia, some of his trophies or something like that. And it's a little convoluted. And it seemed like OJ was being set up because there was an audio recorder rolling the whole time. But basically, OJ and a couple other guys go up to this guy's hotel room where the, the stolen goods are. Um, and, and he's like, nobody's leaving. And that's kidnapping. 
that's kidnapping. When you say, nobody's leaving this room, I'm O.J. Simpson, I'm here to take care of some business, now you have kidnapped them under the, under, under the law, and that's what they got him for. The this, people this whole, he was with had guns. Yeah, there was this whole, and so there was a conspiracy, and they're, they're there, and it seemed like O.J.'s being set up. It really does, but, but nobody really cared because he killed those people back in the 90s, so they, they sent him to fucking prison on some crazy long uh, what, thing. What year was this when he was put away? About, he's been in jail for now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the, the parole people, I thought this was interesting, they cited his lack of prior convictions when they decided to grant parole. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, well, I guess that is how the law works. If you're found innocent of those murders, even though we all know he's not innocent, right? His alibi was he was out golfing in his front yard. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, he's guilty of those murders. Everybody knows it. But he got granted parole because this is the first thing he's ever done. You know, yeah. trying to get his memorabilia back. And nine years was enough. Yeah, I felt like it was enough, um, especially for this thing. And, and, and look, I know he killed those people, and I've looked at it in depth. I watched both of the, I watched both the ESPN thing and the the dramatization with all those great actors, and like I lived through it. Like I I can I can totally remember sitting there and watching the O.J. Simpson trial with my grandmother or my mother because they both watched it. Everybody watched it. It was primetime TV in the daytime. It was crazy. He's a murderer, but God, there was, I, I honestly, there was a part of me that when they gave him parole, I was like, I felt good for him. I felt good for him because he was getting, because something so big and good was being given to someone. It, it, it didn't matter who he was or the other stuff. I was just watching a man being given something that he wanted so badly, and that felt good, just to watch that happen, regardless of anything else. When they gave him parole, you could tell, like, oh, this was better than the Heisman. <laughs> this was better than breaking the rushing record. This was better than killing Ron Goldman. He <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it, because I really do think he's a murderer. But I also think he's 70. And there, there's something, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just have a little more tolerance, I guess. A little more kindness for someone who's going to die in whatever, five, six years. Well... <laughs> I, I can't I help but contrast it to the last conversation, just a little bit, right? Like, and I'll put this out there for deliberately okay. for hyperbole, and then we'll I'll just back away from it after that, right? Which is the the effort of giving someone the identity they've asked for, compared to the granting a a convict uh, not a convicted a murderer that no. we all know did it <laughs> a parole. Like yeah. that contrast is fucking with me a little bit right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guarantee totally. if I tell that if I tell that guy in the moo moo like you're you're a beautiful woman, he's not gonna have the same look on his face as O.J. Simpson did when they said you're free to go fuck white women again. He was he was so think, happy. Do you think that he's gonna commit another crime or no, anything? No. Fucking straight and narrow. He, I <laughs> yeah. guarantee O.J. never. He's, he's got away crime. with one big one, and he's just yeah. walked out of finishing a second one. Really? <laughs> no, he's gonna go to the never again. Never again. Never do you know again. he can't drink? Well, barely drink. If his blood alcohol levels over 0.8, this is not a driving thing. It just if he exists. 0.08. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, 0.8. You'd be long dead. Oh, did I say 0.8? My mistake. 0.8 uh, is a drinking episode. 0.08. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if his blood alcohol level is over 0.08, uh, and that's not driving, just he exists that way, then he goes back to jail. How does he? How do they? Oh, do they have like a bracelet on him? Like uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't read about that. I just read that he's not allowed to be drunk. Probably that bracelet doesn't read something like that, but probably it's spot check style stuff. How long is that on for? What's this parole length for? Does anyone know? I, I didn't hear terms. I don't think they've agreed to terms, maybe. Maybe that's something that comes next. I don't know much about this stuff. I don't but, know either. 
But I guarantee he don't even care. They're like, OJ, um, they're going to let you out, but you have to transition to a woman. Sold! Sold! Yeah, right? OJ! You can't drink anymore. Well, isn't, isn't weed legal a bunch of places now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, right. well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move there. You know, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> he, that's actually, I got confused at that part of it. I think they don't want him to live in Florida? Is that the deal? I think he said something like, I know you guys that's don't a want me here. situation. One yeah. state's like, you killed someone here, go to a different state. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, he killed in You're California, Nebraska's right? problem now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the, he's... If I read it right, they don't want him in Florida. So he's like, I'll go to Vegas. You guys good with Vegas? And they're like, yeah, we'll make the necessary arrangements. Sweet. I, All right. I, they, I, they get, that's where they got the legal weed. He's good then. Do they have legal <laughs> weed in Vegas? Sure do. Just, just got it. They're out. They sold out in like two weeks. Yeah, They're out of weed. I'm surprised they the were whole so late. State, the Arizona. We said Vegas, but Arizona has uh, has legal recreational marijuana now. But mm. not Nevada. I didn't know Arizona we, did. I'm sorry, I said Arizona. I meant Nevada. Nevada. Okay. They sneak. They snuck it by. You know, in the McCain situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, all, <laughs> he's on the fritz. Stuck my head a little bit. I'm like, I'm visiting Arizona in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. You you just almost you got way up and way down Let's real quick. Oh, I got real. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they've got a cool winery. You know, I can tell. <laughs> uh, if you go to Arizona, uh, the most beautiful part of Arizona is Sedona, Arizona. Mm. And uh, they, they have a real-life cowboy on the street with a real fucking gun and everything. And a real-life Indian, like in full headdress and everything, who, who cries every day for real. But, but, but not for the cameras. He's just real ashamed of what he has to do for a living. <laughs> Are you sure it's not just like, uh, I don't know, entrepreneurial Mexican? You know, just <laughs> trying to make some extra money, you know, <laughs> here legally, but they don't ask questions when you put on the address. And <laughs> like, like, nah, this guy, like, like, like I, I guarantee he cries every night because, like, his people lived in that valley, like, many suns ago or whatever and ruled it. But, like, yeah, it, it, there's the, the, the authentic cowboy was the coolest part because I was like, hey, man, is that a cold? Is that, is that a real gun? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's a real gun. I got my carry permit and everything. I was like, all right, well, you're the best reenactor I've ever seen. You're armed. You're armed. <laughs> he had the, the belt with the bullets in it and everything. Um, the, uh, although the funniest cowboy story or, or like kind of a story ever was when Chiz came to uh, Georgia. We were in Tennessee at the time, but we were doing the white ra- water rafting thing and all. And uh, Chiz and I go to a Walmart together. And as we're walking out, in walks a cowboy. And I'm, I swear to God, big cowboy hat, cowboy shirt wearing a duster, he's got a six-shooter on his, on it, in, a, in a gun belt with the bullets in the gun belt, <laughs> and he's got tight blue jeans on that, that the knees are, like, worn white, and he's got cowboy boots on. And, and I'm just like... Fucker's going to be dealing with a judge that doesn't know the I, law by tomorrow. This guy is just... What was that? And I'm just like, oh Culture yeah, shock. do those all the time here. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of the Clanton gang. He just... <laughs> they just robbed a bank on Second Main. I know? think you could have gone a long ways with that. I think if yes. I had been in that situation, I would have bought half of what you were fucking saying yeah, there too, exactly. because you're just like, what? It's right over there, like. <laughs> Just ridiculous. I see those people, and and like I'm talking about open carry people now, and I'm just like, oh man, why why you got it all out in the open in here? I don't mind or anything, but you gonna scare somebody. Like I was in Walmart with a guy the other day with his fucking Glock on, and uh, and he didn't have a cop haircut. 
it's okay to open carry. All you got to do is wear a uh, wear blue jeans with a belt, wide belt, tuck your polo in, have a crew cut. Nobody will fuck <laughs> with you. I think you're a cop. I think you're off duty. But if you don't wear the uniform, and by uniform, I mean like something that looks pretend, like yeah, a cop. Pretend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't go whole hog with this pretending, people are going <laughs> to catch on. You know, <laughs> Kyle, like, found a, you found a workaround of, like, impersonating a police officer. I can just picture you walking around like Cabela's, <laughs> like, dressed as a fake cop. Being like, oh, it's a great one. You know, me and the boys actually were trying that one out this past week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we get together a lot. Where, how are you? Like, oh, thank you for your service. Oh, don't even worry about it. You know, I'm just, honestly, I'm just, I'm in it for the laughs. You know, <laughs> you thank you, sir. That's my, yeah. No, I'm saying that if that's not already you, if you're a 24 year old kid with like long, breezy hair and like a, a, a shirt with the sleeves cut off, and you're in there with a handgun, we're going to look at you a little differently than Woody dressed the way I just suggested. I would think Woody is like some sort of a state officer or an off-duty police officer or someone who is supposed to have that gun. Whereas you see the oh, other... have a mustache. Mustache helps, yeah. That would help, just yeah. Stay, I'd get the, that's yeah, all you really need. A little underweight to be a cop these days. The bigger your mustache, <laughs> the bigger gun, the gun you can have, too. Do you guys want to, like, this week just try impersonating cops and see how it goes? Come back next week? And just... <laughs> I, I, as, a, as a guest, so I'm not going to be here next week, I really advocate that. I think that would be wonderful. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> well, sometimes judges don't know the law. Whenever, yeah, but I do. You know. Whenever, I'm Rick Cage, the fucking, you know, uh, beat cop. That's who I am. Rick Cage? <laughs> yeah. Whenever, had that cop on, or not cop, the uh, the uh, the car expert guy, the, mm-hmm. the the car YouTuber guy. Whenever we had him on, we were talking about um, that other guy that we both knew. That guy in one of his cannonball run races did the thing I joked with him about. He put police lights on his car and pulled over a competitor who was also trying to make this cross country run. That's why I was joking with the guest. I was like, "You'd never uh, impersonate a police officer and." throw off an opponent would you he's like no not me <laughs> like like I get a little uncomfortable it's because our fucking friend did that i his friend yeah, I know. yeah that, that was outrageous yeah uh. that's a that's a that's a high risk low reward scenario <laughs> you know, best case, i don't know that story seems pretty valuable i've been like that story is gonna get a lot of reuse I've been daydreaming about having an RV or a camper or something like that because I'd really like to take my paramotoring or paragliding on the road, go visit other people. There's like a community around America and stuff. So I'm shopping and I find ambulances converted to RVs on Craigslist. And the inside of them is like, you know, some sleeping area, lots of storage. There's a ton of storage in an ambulance. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, man, like, there's like a spot for a bed there, put your paramotor there, drive around never stuck in traffic like they still got the lights and everything they look like ambulances oh on the outside what's to stop you from putting on like a blue polo flash on those lights and get around every traffic stop the police yeah sooner or later they know you would have the wrong tags on north carolina ambulance doing tearing through austin texas i'm gonna <laughs> find out oh he's going to jail <laughs> that's what he's doing say, you're <laughs> the wrong question. i know it's the not, way would you be able to do that? Yes, you would. It's a matter of how long would you be able to do that mm. for? That's, that's I have a friend who did this. Not exactly this, but um, for a living, he tested asphalt. So the the company he was worked for laid roads, and then I guess like you can test asphalt to see whether it's good stuff or bad stuff, and that's what he did. Anyway, every time he was stuck in traffic, he would just slap the magnets on the side of the doors, turn on the yellow lights, and go around it. 
And like for a decade, he did this. It was never a problem. He would just flash on those lights, and what they'd think the he was part of whatever caused the. I would backup. rat him out so fast if I knew someone. <laughs> if I knew someone <laughs> doing that, I would up. rat them out so <laughs> fast. How many times do you, the fuckers come up to you? You're in like two lane. It's like merged. You're merged, or some guy shoots up the end and cuts you up. You know, cuts someone off at the end. Yeah, I could. I could see. I, I would. I would rat that person up too. I was okay. on. I, I was in a traffic jam the other day. It took me an hour to go seven miles. And there was this cunt trying to go around in the fucking shoulder. He was going to pass everybody. But I knew what was coming because there's a cop sitting three cars behind me. So I just sat there and fucking watched it go down with this cunt. And then the cop says, whoop, whoop, and fucking pulls him over before he can even get past me. So I get to watch from like three (laughs) feet away while this guy gets told off for being a tool and written a ticket. He's like, where are you going so fast? Was your time more important than all of us? Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like, was it? It's <laughs> <laughs> immensely satisfying on so many levels because so often it goes oh, the opposite. Good. Like, I mean, okay. I, 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 the other day, like, we, I was in this, uh, I was in traffic. I was going to a doctor's appointment. I'm driving down. We fucking, you know, it's back-to-back traffic. We're screwed on that. And, uh, you know, there's a lane off to our right, but it's supposed to merge left in this traffic, and it's construction, right? The guys, the couple guys shoot past on that, and they just force the merge, and people let them in. I'm getting pissed off over here. And there's a couple more coming, so I pull into that lane. I just fucking stop in that lane. I've seen I've seen semis do this, and they do it. I've mm-hmm. seen two semis do it, where they do it parallel to each other, and they both are blocking the lane. It's amazing. And like, mm-hmm. and I, I've left space for people doing this because I'm just like, all right, you're doing, you're blocking that. I'll leave you your spot. You can get back in. We'll shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. And then two people came up. The one guy stops behind me. The other guy just jukes over into the spot I vacated to block him and takes my spot. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here I am trying to stop the bullshit. And it is bullshit when that, that yeah, type There's of stuff. nothing worse than losing it. a traffic, uh, I guess, Standoff, where right. something like that happens because you only get one chance once they've snuck into that st- stop and go yep. traffic it's like well now i get to look at this asshole's fucking uh yeah. rear view window dangling trees it, the whole time as a reminder of my failure and dangling, impotence like, you gotta be careful on the back of the fucking truck that's just pulled in front of me so man you gotta be <laughs> so careful with that stuff because road rage is a thing and and and, and people will become the most unreasonable versions of themselves so quickly out on the American roadways, and most of us are armed, and it's just... Most of us are armed. When, I'm, when I get frustrated <laughs> driving, I take a deep breath, and I'm like, man, I bet he's in a hurry. You remember what it's like to be in a hurry. Just imagine he's got a piss. Imagine he's already pissed himself a little. Like, like, like... The, fuck you, on. the people you, shooting up the side are not in a hurry. I, I try, fuckers. I, I, try, I try to give him the benefit Taylor. of the doubt like that because, like, I've gotten there. mad in traffic before with someone, like, trying to pass me, and I'll be like, fucking pass this. I got 440 horsepower, asshole. And the next thing <laughs> I know, we're going 100 miles an hour, and I'm not even on the road anymore. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not good. Uh-huh. So it's best to just... You know what I like? Who's Raba? I, I, I want to say that's like the kind of like that's the place you allow the the because that is essentially someone transgressing on a shared resource. It's a shared resource of the road. You all are essentially equally valuable on the road, and here's someone who said they're more valuable than you, and they've mm-hmm. directly done it and attacked your time. I Why think is I'm that come off as the allowed? asshole in this? But here's my thought: I'll, if I'm on the on ramp, right, and there's say barely moving traffic in the main road. I always thought I get to stay on the on-ramp until I have to merge. That third lane is available for people just getting here. I, I'd give that at least enough of a gray area that I would be like, if someone did that, I'd be like, all right, you're, you're, you're abusing the system, but I understand. It's a totally different thing when it's like marked merging, everyone else is merged, and there's just one fucker shooting up the side where it's totally empty spot 
that is supposed to have merged already goes to the front of the line and merges. That now, guy's you a just look in, in, in the modern. It, he is, and we all know it. But in the modern world, I feel like you got to eat a little shit every now and then. I was at McDonald's the other night in someone else's car, and I could hear the three young men behind me who were drunk making fun of my car out loud. Look at that pussy car! Now, what are my options here? I could go back there and kill them all. <laughs> I could go back there and we I call could that mace them. We'll consider yeah, that right. Like, like, like these are the Please. options. Like, now, contrast. what happens? What happens if I go back there and try to be the big man? Be like. It's not a pussy car. I'll have you know I have other cars that are very manly, and <laughs> I am manly because of them, and I will beat you all up if I need to. Now what happens if they all get out and they want to fight? What if I get in a life-and-death situation now? What if this leads to them like on top of me, and i got to stab somebody or shoot somebody or something awful? No, you eat the shit and keep going home with your McDonald's is what you do because they're fucking idiots, and you're the smart one who, who can look two steps ahead. They're back there making fun sake, of people if they in traffic. Want to shower with you, Kyle. <laughs> it, then they, well, see, we see then that's being forced the one last, step too far. The last time Filthy was here, this came up, and I, I wasn't understood. But I always thought having a gun made it easier to eat shit, right? Like you knew in your head you could have gone back there and murdered all three of them, right? It makes it that much easier to be like, I've just chosen to let this not happen. Like it, so it's it, kind of like ego defense there. So on some level, you're like, I could have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember you we know, talked about it, the tiger <laughs> smile? And I felt like I never fully got understood. But that's that's the notion. It's like, all right, all right. You know, like this, this I'm eating a little shit here, but I've done it voluntarily. I, I understand. Once you I give them a good old tiger way. smile, they're so afraid they just you just give them a. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I only, yeah, I, I, I don't co-sign on the tiger smile thing so much, but no. but more than that, what the point I'm trying to make is like it's like <laughs> they, they go, hey, pussy, and I just go. <laughs> What's uh, that? I do understand. I do understand what you mean by the tiger smile. That's just not something. It's not a mindset that I try to have. I try to make sure that I don't have. I have the opposite mindset of that because the reason I have that gun is to protect myself from a madman, not mm -hmm. an idiot teenager at McDonald's. The reason I have that gun is to protect someone else from a madman, or to defend myself from a carjacking or, or or something like that. An actual threat that can't be reasoned with. And, like, the best way to reason with dummies at McDonald's is to ignore them. They're just, like, dummies in the rest of your life, you know? Like, like that's, that's we were talking about pepper spray the other day, and I, I kind of used that as an example. I was like, and I, I carry this right here in case I got to spray somebody at McDonald's. I was like, I'm not getting in a fist fight at McDonald's. And that's exactly what I was thinking of, because, like, I could have maced all three of those guys. That's an option that, that I don't even think I'd have gotten in any trouble. Could have walked right back there and hit, hit all three of them with a little OC red. <laughs> got back in my car and went home with my uh, my French fries. That'd be satisfying. It would. <laughs> there's cameras there. See, that's the thing, though. You just got to think another step. It's like, ugh. Now it's been recorded, and it looks like I'm the aggressor attacking children with my chemical agent. Don't they know they Let's hurt go. my feelings first? There you go. <laughs> the camera didn't pick that up. <laughs> yeah. You, take, you, eat the, you eat the spoonful of shit, and you just go home knowing that there were some dummies at McDonald's. Do you want to watch this video? Taylor's not here. The timing might be right. Uh, what do you have? What kind uh, of video? Corner Man jumps in. UFC fight type thing. Oh, I like that. All right. Yeah, it's a, a bad referee. I don't know. We'll see if it kicks off any conversation. Are you guys ready? I am. Oh. Ready, set, play. Job of closing that Ooh, distance. That's loud. She did eat a Couple big punch, girls. Uh, yeah, I want to say this girl wearing black. Yeah, yeah, this girl wearing black has a, like a guillotine from the bottom or from half guard. Ooh, look at her. That, that woman on the bottom is out. She's out. The choke is still on. 
And she's out. Why is the ref not calling this? Look at now. There's like a fencing response. That hand thing. That is yeah, not that, a conscious thing. No, it's not. She's. Oh, it's not with the hand like that. No, no she's it's conscious. This is like it's like it's like a palsy. Like like she's out. Her Look brain's at that. not fine. The ref, not the ref. The corner man threw the towel. The corner man jumped over the side, came into the fight, and broke it up while the ref was still watching. Guys should be fucking disbarred, whatever you call it, fired. The ref, the ref, yeah, the fighterman yeah, did fine there. I yeah. thought it was going to be yeah. some like conflict between. The like... only person wrong is the ref. The fighter no. holding the choke, like it's your fucking job. Unfortunately, I, I mean, it, you can't fault her at all for not letting go because she—that's her job. But that yeah, ref typically, you hold the sub until the ref lets go. Um, there have been a lot of fighters who knew the other guy was unconscious, and. You know, told the ref like, "Hey, stop the fight." You know, and it, there was one I, I forget. He's like, "He's out, he's out." The ref's like, "No, he's not," and he's like, "Look, he's out." And and the ref, oh, actually, <laughs> that's a good point. Like that, it's, that's happened. But you don't fault the fighter typically. You know? No, no, I don't. I don't. Is the has the fighter been faulted out of this? Is there some no, call out no, for her? No. We're just laying that. Seems like, okay. Yeah, she seems she seemed to have acted totally fine. The guy came over. She didn't like resist another person coming in. She just let her go and walked off. Mm -hmm. That's something that happens sometimes. Sometimes the the ref is like, "Come on, let him go, let, let him go." Mm -hmm. The ref has to get you off the guy. Um, Prime. What's what's the guy they call the Black Beast? That guy a while back. Remember when he beat up what's his name? Um, uh, the Black Beast beat this guy up, and he got like two or three extra hits in after the bell or after the ref had okay. called. And he's like, he's like, he likes to put his hands on women. So I, I really enjoyed being yeah. able to get a few he extra hits. Travis Brown. Was his name like Netanyahu or something? I know that's like a political leader, but something like that. Yeah. Uh, the opponent apparently had, had like abused women, uh, domestic abuse, something like that. So, so, so in the ring. Got it. I, think, I, got it. I, I don't know. I've never been in that position. Like I've done some competitive gaming or something, but not to that degree where it's like you have that element of it. I just don't, I don't think that's the appropriate position to be taking that shit out in, right? Like, that's got to be the sport. It's got to be what you're going for. It's got to be the, the the game there, right? Different like it can't be the, it the politics behind it. So there's guys who are super um, like all business and 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 like like George Saint Pierre. Like like he's never went in there once thinking I I am going to hurt him. Like <laughs> like no like no he doesn't want to hurt. I am going to win. Like that's all he's saying. And then there's guys who are like warriors. Like like they're taken from almost taken off of a battlefield from old times. They got. They got God, this so fucking short-sighted. Got this Chuck like, Liddell eyes. Why is it this short-sighted? Is, this is, because this is this, you're all in the same you're all in the same boat. You're all fighters in this. The rules that hurt one person that allow you, that person to be hurt when they're unconscious or not there are going to come around to bite you or potentially bite you in the ass at some point. This is like, you know, on some level, it's like you're all athletes in the same sport. You're all professionals in the same profession. You should be trying to respect that shit so that you don't come out of that worse for the wear on that as well if some if you're allowed to beat the shit out of some guy when he's unconscious someone's allowed to beat the shit out of you while you're unconscious yeah but it's not like basketball where you win some you lose some like like, like these guys to go in there and compete at this level and to not fall apart and have a fucking panic attack or something they, they have to exude confidence they have to go in there with aggression and point. malice if, if and aggression hate and, sometimes you know. but like i said there's different personalities that everybody's taking something different in the cage some guys look scared in there and they admit later they are some guys are like, oh, that's my home court. I love getting in there and be able to put part of, I'm part of the hurt game. That's what I do. And, you know, there are guys who, like I said, just want to score points, just want to get out of this with the win. And there are guys who are like, this is what I was made to do. And they yeah, want to get I in guess, there and do it. 
I guess there's no way I can I can reflect on that without reflecting my personality on that. And my the thing is, like is everybody who's in that game, like like everybody who's in that, like knows that there there are those varied personalities, and it, and you know, you know who you're gonna fight for a while. Like like and I, I suppose you always see weapon. trash talk in public, but I would imagine there's a little there. It's what happens when they privately go back and forth that's gonna affect whether you're scared of a guy or not, right? Like if we're on the stage and he's talking lots of shit, and then backstage he's like, "Man, we're gonna make some money. This is gonna boost our PPV." Oh, man, it, what, what do you get? Yeah, yeah, I get a part of the take, too. Great, great, great. And then there's guys, you're backstage, and he's like, I must break you. Fucking yeah. Ivan Dra- Drogo over there. And he's like, yeah. you know, that, that That's what I'm saying. It could be a weapon if your reputation is you're such a fucking shitty person that you're just going to, like, a big you know, part if of you Conor go unconscious, McGregor, I'll break your arms while you're, you know, while you're knocked out or something. Like, I imagine I, that has some reputation elements. If you if you ask Conor McGregor why he's so successful, it's it, it, he has this thing where he, he wills things into being, you know? <laughs> He he says it's going to happen, the and then secret. he believes. It. He says it's going to happen, and then he believes it, and then he does nothing but work toward that goal with everything he has, and then he he he, he believes he makes it into being. So when you're, yeah, I guess I'm not worried about that for the same reason I'm not worried about being prayed to death. Like <laughs> you would say that up until the point where there was a monk out there who he would just go out there and nope. pray. And I'd then a miracle it. would happen. And, and if that's the weird Conor coincidence happened where I died Conor from that, McGregor that would be shitty, but that would be a coincidence. Conor McGregor's going out there about three or four times, and he's been like, let the seas part, and everybody laughed, and then the seas fucking parted. Conor McGregor goes in there and beats up guys who like have the tools to beat what he is, and then he like beats them in 26 seconds. It's, it's, yeah, get out of your head. <laughs> and, and, and now, it's, it's the truth, I promise. You do this research, he's a fascinating human being. He just will, he, these things happen for him, and he Kyle, seems to. You're not going to sell me he's unwilling shit to happen that's happening. It's not going to happen. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe no, there's magic or anything like that. I'm saying that, I'm saying that his mindset is in, the, in this confidence that he has pumped himself full of is why he wins. He believes sure. he's going to win. But, and but for that to affect you, you have to buy into that to some degree. He does. He does. Oh, no, he's not, saying not for him, the opponent. Not him, for the opponent. Like, oh, that dude, that's the best part. That's what I'm. It, it, that's why he's fascinating. Is like most of the time, by the end of it, they start believing it a little, and they I know, start. And that's the fucking. That's their downfall, right? That's there, right? amazing, though, right? Because these people that he's doing to are not weak-willed. They're not weak-minded. Oftentimes, like, oh, this guy's been the champ for ten years. I, I hope I'm not exaggerating. Jose Aldo was the, the only champ that division had ever seen. Uh, you it know, says, other guys like, well, this guy's bigger than him. This guy's this. This guy's that. You know, this guy's an American wrestler. That's the style that is the antithesis of what Connor can bring, and somehow. Connor gets them to doubt. And and the fact that he gets strong people to have doubts is amazing. And I wonder if he can do it with Mayweather. We'll see. They says, it's an uh, impressive PR ability, right? Like and that's that's funny because that's one of the things I love about gaming, and this is another type of game, is the metagaming. What you just described is not anything to do with his physical prowess. It's nothing to do with his talent in the arena or whatever the fuck it is. It's literally his ability to intimidate his opponents to some degree. They and talk, that's fucking awesome. They asked Brendan Schaub, like, hey, if you could take one thing from your opponent, what would it be, right? And I was expecting his answer to be like, if I didn't have to worry about his takedowns, then my game would be strong. Or if I didn't have to worry about this, he's like, if I could take his confidence away, if I could just dent that guy's confidence, then this whole fight goes my way. If he's in there timid, I own this guy. And somehow Connor does that to people. And it's amazing. It's yeah. uh, my favorite Connor mean, like talk shitting moment okay. is uh, I don't know what TV show they're on, but Connor McGregor's sitting here, Chose Aldo's sitting here. 
someone's asking questions in the middle and Jose has a translator because he's fucking Brazilian or whatever. And, uh, and Jose and Connor's just going crazy, right? Like insults left and right. And Jose's trying to get out through his interpreter. My father raised me this way. He, my father raised me to be a man. And Connor goes, tell him that I'm his daddy. And, 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 and she translates it to him. He says, he's your daddy. And Jose goes, no, you're not my daddy. He's like, you're, I'm your daddy. Come sit on my knee, boy. Come on, I'll bounce you up and down. And it's just this, he just owns him at every moment, not only because there's a language barrier, but because he's about as slick as it gets anyway. He really tears these guys apart with really great, he's just, he talks a lot of smack and it's funny. And it's not just that it's good smack and it's funny, it's that there's a goddamn audience, like a studio audience there to like yuck it up with him. And right. they're already on his side to that, begin that's with. Really hard this is, this is the home though, game percentage, right? right? It's so there is on. a measurable impact of being in the fucking home crowd. And what is that impact? It's, I, I don't know. I, I haven't done the research into this. But it's, there's an impact of that of a couple percentages. And there's something about that that matters. That's really kind of cool. So it just – they did, um, Conor McGregor and, and uh, Mayweather – sorry, I lost my words – went and did a four-city press tour, right? And Conor had home court advantage everywhere, even in New York where you'd think it'd be Mayweather's. Everything Connor said was hilarious. They're going wild with it. Every time Mayweather was like doing his chance, like he says hard work and the crowd is supposed to scream back dedication. I think they've been doing it forever. He says hard work. They get nothing. He gets booze. People are cursing him out. No matter what Mayweather says, it's universally agreed upon as not clever. Second best. No matter what McGregor says, all he has to say is like, no, it's not. And they're all like, oh, he told you. He got you. It's not. And that home court advantage just completely played out in every press tour. And so I've watched a lot of McGregor stuff. To me, he's not clever. He's not that witty. He uses the same shit all the time. I'm going to take your belt. I'm your daddy. Who the fuck are you, right? What do you mean, who are you? You're in the UFC. I have seen Conor McGregor go down the list of all the fighters he could potentially be talking about or fighting and compare his reach to their opponent's reach, you know? Even people in different weight classes. Like, this guy's supposed to be bigger than me. My reach is this. His reach is that. He knows all the stats of everyone. This guy says, I'm going to knock you out. He says, who the fuck are you? And they act like it's the most clever thing in the world. It's not clever. Who are you is the unintelligent athlete's response to anyone. Right? That, that's what they say. That's what Mayweather said about Ronda Rousey. That's what they all say. Who are you? Like, you're not a big star. Yet, somehow, Connor is, like, super... He's not clever. He uses the not same how you lines say at every presser. It's not what you say. It's how you say it sometimes. Can we, can we please click this? It's time-stamped. Let's, let's just roll it from there. Because I, okay. I felt like this was a different kind of, of Conor McGregor trash talk. You know, there's the parts where he tells you that he's your daddy. There's the parts where he tells you he's going to take your belt, and then you tell him that he can't and then he, he will literally like yank it away like a preschooler be like no nah, i already did bitch wait till next week <clears throat> like it'll be for keeps you know he'll do that stuff that's juvenile but look what check this out i'm queued up is everyone queued up 620 three two one play wow i didn't think i'd see you again so i was actually happy to see him i shook his hand i embraced him i gave him a little cuddle i told him everything's gonna be a-okay it will be over before you know it. Just please show up December 12th. So I, I don't want to scare him anymore. He's petrified. He went running before. So now I'm going to take the opposite approach. Cuddle him. Look after him. Whisper sweet nothings. Tell him it's going to be all right. It will be over quick. And hopefully get him, in, get him into that octagon December 12th. And then end his career. 
Chad was, that Chad guy was, was the ass. champion, yeah, heard about a huge champion. He won like nine, Chad ten fights in a row. With, they said he was unbeatable. Connor just said, it's going to be over before well, you I mean, know it. 26 it, seconds is how long it took. And he knocked him fucking unconscious. And the guy was crying at the shame that Connor put him through. You can't make that shit up. It's so fun to watch. Thanks for good TV. Yeah. That. This 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 uh, Mayweather fight also gonna make for good TV. I hope because here, I I feel like if if both fighters went in and just tried to give their all like it was a boxing match, probably a really boring show. But these are both showmen. I both of them are just the the greatest showmen in combat sports history, at least recent history. You go back to Ali, right? Like that's the only other one that I think of. And I think they're both going to be out there to put on a show. I think I think Connor's going to come out and like go down in his little squat pose and start like doing some. Maybe he'll like do some kicks like for practice, like he's warming his kicks up, you know? <laughs> like, like 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 there's going to be some like showman type stuff in there. And I feel like Connor can throw a kick as long as it doesn't land, right? I, How funny would that be if they're if they're fucking boxing and then he I just does a cartwheel he... kick and it doesn't land and he's just like, oh, oh what are you thinking about now? I don't think he can do that. I, I, do I they asked allowed. Dana White about it, and he said that it's in the contract, and he would get sued in, in such they a crazy way. They asked him if that... he would do any MMA moves on McGregor, like, but but that. Do I remember it wrong? What is yeah, this sport? Yeah. Then? This isn't MMA. I thought this was MMA. It's boxing. boxing. Oh, it's just straight up boxing. Okay. Yeah, Mayweather. Yeah. Not Mayweather. Conor McGregor is sort of doing a crossover. He thinks he can beat the best boxer at boxing, so they're gonna meet. And yeah. it's going to be soon. Gonna, that's the exciting thing. That's, that's, a, that's the best part. I, I, uh, I'm so happy. I, I said or, the same thing. The uh, it's in August, late August, I think. But um, like, like I said before, you know, Game of Thrones, 18 months of waiting. Conor McGregor Mayweather, two. <laughs> now only one. Like, it, 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 it's right around it, the corner. Pacquiao fight? It took six years to put that together. They were like, oh, we want Pacquiao to fight Mayweather. Mayweather's like... I can beat Pacquiao in six years, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so the, the Game of Thrones thing, it it has not been 18 months since we got one. It's been a, le days? a little over a year. Oh. Yeah. Wait. No, between seasons. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, an oh, extra long break. The end. It was an extra long break. Was it like super extra? Because it, it was like a year and a month, right? I want to say it normally comes out in March. I think it was a year and a month too. That's right. Starting that dates. It? Show, I thought it was. Six I know. I know. It feels ridiculous. It well, well, are we, are we do that? It, we gonna, it, it is that time. Are we going to do the Game of Thrones? It's that stuff? time. Let me do it's an advertisement. Let me let me let me let me do our last advertisement here. I believe it's our last, and tell everyone a little bit about away travel. I like this one a lot. This is really cool. Um, this episode of PKA is brought to you by Away Travel, the latest and greatest in luxury suitcases. These things are no joke. Check out the link down there. You want, you're going to want to look at this one. Away uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. You can choose from nine different colors, four different sizes. Uh, there's the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. All suitcases are made from a premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, and very lightweight. And the interior features a patent-pending compression system, helping, helping all of you uh, overpackers. They also have four 360-degree spinner wheels, guaranteeing a smooth ride and a TSA-approved combination lock built onto the top of the bag to prevent theft, as well as removable, washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from uh, the clean. Both sides of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. I travel a good bit. I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck in an airport with my electronic devices and I look around for a plug and they've got 
they don't have any. There's no plugs in the airport where you sit and wait most of the time. So now your luggage has a battery in it. The, the, simple, uh, ch the simple charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. That's a lot of juice. They all come with a lifetime warranty, so if anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for you for life. All luggage comes with a 100-day trial, uh, so you can, live, you can live with it and travel with it. And if at any point you decide it's not for you, you can return it for a full refund, no questions asked. Uh, there's free shipping on any, away or, on any away order within the lower 48 states. Uh, so to get $20 off a suitcase today, go visit awaytravel.com slash PKA and use promo code PKA during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash PKA for $20 off any suitcase of your choosing. Start traveling the smart way. That's nice. Next level luggage recharges yeah. your stuff. I yeah, totally cool. see strangers trying to plug into my suitcase. And <laughs> cut the that cord would happen off. at some airports. Oh, I snipped that bitch right off. Mm. That's but really, you would have really no handy. scissors or knives because it's You're the traveling airport. airport. You'd have to chew through that. Mm. This is one of those things that you wonder, like, how did nobody <laughs> think of this before? Like, putting a charging port on your luggage. That's such a good idea. Yeah. I would use that on every single flight or layover I ever took. Because you're right. If you want to get a, uh, a outlet, you basically have to go to the Applebee's or something and then wait as the hammered you know, couple on a seven-hour layover are going to get up and leave. Like, there's just nowhere to do it. Yeah. You have to buy their horrible appetizers. Have you ever gotten – like, have you ever been to a TGI Fridays or a Chili's or one of those, like, boilerplate places at yep. a, a uh, airport? And it is – just, I got uh, boneless chicken wings at a layover at a TGI yeah. Fridays because it was just like whatever. Like I just need something. I, I had, had those. two of them and like tasted like gristle. And I'm like, this is revolting. What the fuck is happening, O'Hare? I like, had some Applebee's <laughs> chicken. I had some Applebee's chicken fingers a few months back. Also, shit. Yeah, eating at the airport is really risky. There's there's almost never anything good. Yeah, it's depressing. And I always walk into their bookstores thinking like, this is the time I'm going to find something worth reading. And I always walk out like, man, it's just like Nothing the John Grisham store. Yeah. Like, unless unless you want, you know, one of 60 books about attorneys, you know, uh, then, then you're shit out of luck. I looked up the Game of Thrones thing. Um, we're both right, kind of. Uh, it was a year and three months apart from like the start dates. But if you compare the end to the beginning, the it's a year and a month. Yeah. So they delayed it yeah, by I, three months, but... I assumed it was that, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we could transition into a Game of Thrones talk. I know everyone is, is quaking in their boots for it, just, just really, really fired up. I, I <laughs> loved, I loved, loved, loved this, this, uh, this episode's beginning, mm -hmm. and then it was all kind of downhill from there. And I don't necessarily mean downhill as in quality or entertainment-wise. It was just the pace of the show. Um, Woody had an amazingly cogent point on the, on, on the show day before yesterday, and he's absolutely right. They should have switched the final scene with the first scene. Just completely transposed Which was the those. Final? So Daenerys the final scene is Dan Dragonville. Holy fuck! That was yeah. the least impactful scene. Ever. But dude, that, what that if is. what if the show opened with that? What if Daenerys <laughs> went to Dragonville, right? Pulled down the played sigils, a little ball. <laughs> right? Played some ball. Pulled down the sigils, owned the castle, and then like the show launched from there and just kept going sure. up. And then in, at the end worse. of it, at the end of it, Arya gets her revenge against the phrase and everyone is like, oh my god. That would have been Did so much Did anyone else feel better. that Arya's assassin training was a little short? 
of what it I, needed to be. So, so they the that, montage element. There wasn't even multiple... assassin training. They just tortured no, her no, for a while. And then she got skills. Yeah. The problem with the assassin training. It, it, exactly. <laughs> it's it's fucking implied. And that's a mistake. Because because at some point you're going to have to show us some stuff. They never showed us mm-hmm. how uh, her really learning to cut the faces off. Or at least not getting any training in that. And, and so like something that I have come to understand is that she's cutting people's faces off and wearing them. But it's not as simple as that. It, it, she's getting a whole different effect than if she gave you one of the faces she'd cut off and, and let you put it on. Because there's some magic from the many face god involved. That's why she's, she becomes taller. Her voice changes. She becomes the person who's behind the, behind yeah. the face when that happens. So there's magic there. They but feel like going, they went they from step one to five, and they I'm, I'm missing and a they few left in us out of it. And, and the problem was that, that like step one, which went on for weeks seemed to be just beating her up or blinding her and 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 it, i didn't care Which for that it wasn't totally done reasonable as like for years, starting right? steps of starting the element of like but it, we didn't get the, they needed but we never got steps two and three of her training class. it was just where like was straight class? up like get beat with a stick to now you're on your own killing everyone yeah if you think that that is a is a is a big hole in the plot and something they should have fixed and written better then let's look at the gray joys fleet because for a group, of people, fuck did that for a group of people who live on some islands who, by their own king's admission, is nothing but rocks and seagull shit, they came up with enough lumber and canvas and pitch and men to, 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 to make 1,000 huge fucking war galleys with gigantic sails. Every one of them's equipped with men. With, with men. And this guy shows up looking like a rock star. I didn't. I saw Reddit going crazy over Euron's costume. No, I'm upset because Euron has a machine that makes boats out of thin air. That's what I'm worried. About. I didn't I get didn't a vibe for the time much. period. Like, if, if it doesn't. May, no, it well it does. Like, if I mean, I'll exaggerate to make my point. If ten years have passed, then I see where all those ships came from. Eh, you know, look, these guys have been making ships since the beginning of time. They must have and it some make source. That they have. See, that's what doesn't make sense. You know, like, like, where are they getting the lumber? Like, I haven't like, seen the whole island. I assume there's some trees there or they have access no, to other people's no trees. No, there's no trees. They, have, they, they have to go to Westeros and then get their lumber there. Because I feel like it, it was either in the books or the show, one of the Greyjoys at one point bitching, like, we don't even have lumber available. We have to go to the mainland to get uh, supplies for our ship, to build ships or like it something like that. Be. So they really don't have anything on their little island. But I didn't well, if, hear if about hypothetically the way that island, that ten year if a decade had gone by, I'd be like, oh well, you know, you can get a lot done in ten years, etc. Sure, but, if a decade went by, I'd be okay. We're, we're getting this but, horrible, horrible effect of we're we're now seeing movie slash showtime where they want plot to move forward. There's stuff that needs to happen for plot to move forward, and we're getting kind of arm waving for how that fucking shit's maybe happening. Maybe there were a lot of shipping left with, over, like um, happening with Samwise, like Sam. He what said, build me a thousand ships and I'll give you the oh, Iron hell. Throne or something yeah. like that. They built a thousand ships. But did it, what's the woman's name? Ari? Asha. She stole Asha. all the best ships. No, all the best ships, but she didn't steal. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, oh, they did they leave ships. 800 behind? Where is the other 997 coming from? Like, that's, that's the problem, right? Like, it's he like, said, build me a thousand ships. You know, he, they built a thousand ships, bro. It don't make no sense. There ain't no way to I don't know. Way out like, I have no idea. Of, like, the, is it the really a thousand ship ships? It's a thousand fucking ships. Yeah, that's, I've what? got a bunch of questions. Is it really a thousand? Uh, <laughs> how many did they have? No, Maybe he's prone to hyperbole. I understand the concept <laughs> of a thousand. Let me get my abacus. God damn it. <laughs> the, same, the same way that like in ancient warfare, 
Uh, like Xerxes in 300 is like, there are a million of us. We will blot out the sun, whatever the fuck he was saying. It's like, there aren't actually a million of them. Like, that's bloviating to scare your opponent. Like, you really think he brought a million of these, like, horrible, horrible Persian fighters, you know, to, to just throw at this wall? Like, no. Like, at the same time, I don't think they actually, it's actually a thousand. Because, like, your point about the men makes more sense than even the wood for but me. But this isn't like, where are, there aren't This isn't history men. that, all right, so in history, of course, there's, there may be a bit of bloviating and a bit of, uh, the facts changing over time, but this is a narrative that they wrote last year. Like, like yeah, this is a narrative that they made up last year. If they wanted to, they could have wrote in the part where, where he's like, "Get to Tap the mainland, the sacred forest go to that the mainland, and drop harvest their a thousand and take ships their women." Like, like, rem- all right. So, so let me tell you a, a narrative where they managed to figure this out and explain to us where the resources came from. It's called the Lord of the Rings. All right. Oh Bang God, let's not go there. Flies right on our doorstep, my lord. Yeah, no, 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 yes. no, no. The Lord of the Rings was. We'll describe each fucking tree being felled in <laughs> copious detail. Oh, thank for, you. Each, the, the life story of each fucking lumberjack doing <laughs> that. No, I do not. I do not accept that as a substitute for what happened. In the game of <laughs> and the battle, of Helm, the, the battle of Helm's Deep did happen, and he's like, oh, and then some Urukai showed up, huge to do, and Gandalf saves the day. It's like what. You did this part in like six pages? Are you yeah, kidding right. me? Like you just described, like Filthy was saying, like what kind of pies they were eating on their day breaks while they were <laughs> chipping away at Fangorn Forest. Like, I, so you're right there. The Lord of the Rings isn't well written in that way. But they did. They did provide the, the explanation. Yes, they, they they had that moment there where like the the fucking head orc or whatever's like, you know, where are we gonna get the fuel to do? And he's like, Fangorn. We lie on the borders of Fangorn Forest, or whatever the fuck he said. And he's like, yes! Which is how, like, an orc, it always, when you tell an orc something they didn't know, but it's super-duper evil, they're like, yeah! You know, they're really happy and raspy about it, a lot of vocal fry coming up. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> trees have come to life, my lord. It's we like, no, them. Trees <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love this. I'm gonna go watch the movies now. I did it. I did it. I did the old <laughs> now. I gotta go watch it. That's that my was favorite. honestly enough for I me. I couldn't even too. sit through the movies. What? what? I read the books in fourth fucking grade, and I'm like, all right, this is something. I enjoyed that. And then I went on to bigger and better fiction for many, many, many years, and I cannot go back to that. It's just not. It's you can watch right. the movies. The movies no, are the done. Movies, no, the they movies were like, are just better like than fucking the book. Three hour movies. Yeah, they, they are. Forever. They're, they're, they're genius as shit. No, the, they're they're excellent movies. You haven't seen them, first of all. So I have no fucking clue what I've you're seen talking about. Countless hours of them. I may have seen all of the hours of them, but I've seen countless hours. I've seen of countless them. hours. Maybe not the important ones, and yeah. I wasn't paying attention. And this is but, a world no, where you are, can't count to nine. Yeah, those are <laughs> incredible, incredible movies. The, the movies are better than the books, and it's one of the few Love series the where that happens because I love the movies so much. Like oh, they, they yeah. do so much better a job of expediting through the parts that don't need to be labored mm-hmm. and getting and focusing on the parts that everybody wanted to read about in the book. But J.R.R. Tolkien was just a maniac writing about like, oh, well, they got to know about how, what the fucking dwarves did on Christmas. Well, <laughs> 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 because he was just thinking about random shit. Oh, like, let, me, let me remind them that this is a completely different dialect of dwarvish they're speaking at this <laughs> scene. <laughs> like, like, who fucking cares, man? Don't, don't, what, wait, wait, you're going to take a year off to write the new dialect? God Damn it, he's breaking a new dialect. But all right, back to Game of Thrones though. Yeah. These are these are searing issues in an otherwise fantastic show. Like we always talk about, like Game of Thrones is our top tier, right? It's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. it's it's the highest thing on the totem bowl that we can think of. But man, 
are they these are these are glaring issues that I cannot ignore even in something mm. I love so much. Euron just cannot just cook up these ships. Euron cannot just cook up these ships out of nowhere in a world where resources, positioning, power, and manpower are so important and so prescient on a daily basis. It's always about how many men you have, how much, how much gold you have. And by the same rights, it would, it would be very important how much steel you had, how much wood you had, how much lumber, grain, livestock. All that shit's important. And then they just give Euron enough so that Cersei can have an ally. Because the truth is, without cooking up Euron... Between last season and this season, Cersei is 100% all by herself. There is no ally for her at all. None. No allies. She just has the Lannisters, which is what she is. I Everyone else has turned on her. The, you, you're thinking of the Westerlands, but that's Castle Rock. The Stormlands isn't her anymore. Like, like, like none of this stuff is hers. Like, like uh, everyone's turned against her or been killed out. You know, the Tyrells. She killed pretty much fucking everyone. Yeah, like, the Tyrells are, are All incredible. the people who were, like, allied to the throne, she's gone and killed. Yeah. So. Just, just quickly, out of curiosity, if you're if you're putting Game of Thrones at ten, where do you put like Westworld or something like that? You know, I put Westworld I, I, many echelons below Game of Thrones. Like five, six, seven, eight. I don't somewhere, watch where, Westworld because well, I don't care on my it. undescribed echelon scale, <laughs> I would. Well, I was giving you, I was I giving was you a just, one to ten. Like you just oh, use okay. that scale. Gave, we don't have to if, use if, whatever scale. If Game of Thrones. <laughs> don't go invent the scale for a year. <laughs> Countless <laughs> scales on a scale of one to seventeen. No, ten. No, one to ten. No, ten's Game of Thrones just to set the bar. I put Westworld at like six. Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go on. The go wire. On. Yeah, yeah. I put the wire somewhere at like a, a high eight, low nine. It's it, it's right there. Uh, I put Breaking Bad maybe one sliver below that. Um, you know, it, it, you, you gotta you gotta be a re to be up there at the highest echelon. You gotta have a budget. You gotta have really good acting. You gotta have great characters. You gotta have wonderful stories, and it's and all gotta come together. Yeah, and. Yeah. and the Sopranos. I, Sopranos is a little dated, but I'd put it up there to seven. You know, seven and a half, maybe. Um, All right, I was just looking for this. I wanted to see really kind of what you were ranking this at. Okay, anyways, go on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th it really frustrates me, that th those two things this season with Game of Thrones, because I don't. I just don't like it. I, I like to be I'm able to suspend there. my disbelief, and, and, and Euron just made a bunch of magical ships, and, uh, and, and that's just absurd. I really liked uh, the Jon Snow scene. I, I liked him, like with the uh, giving the Glovers and the Car Starks back their homes. That just makes sense. It's like the the castles are there, so why tear them down? As Sansa said, give them to these people. But these people already have ha houses and they already have castles. You're talking about spreading our forces even thinner across more castles rather than just employing the forces that are already in those castles and fortresses. It just Do you think that even sense. matters? I felt like that. This is that is John. That is this is Ned Stark's true son in a sense, right? This is that type of thinking that yeah. just got deployed there again. And this type of thinking seems to lose pretty regularly in this world. So I'm actually kind of curious where this story arc goes because, because Martin's gone and punished everyone who thinks this way up till now. And we just have John Stark, or John Snow rather, going on with that type of thinking of the honorable, you know, we'll we'll treat our treat our, our bannermen who have supported us and we'll allow them mistakes and continue on. We've just seen this. This has gotten Ned Stark killed, got, gotten Jon Snow killed. I mean this is this is gets I might agree with you. If if there were three or four more seasons to go, I, I would prop I might buy into that. But but here's the reason I don't. This show has gotten real dumbed down over the last couple of years. They mm. stopped thinking that we were smart because they because a bunch of dumb people started watching with us, and the aggregate is now a lot dumber. So that's why in a scene like that <laughs> in like the North, analysis. it's 100% true. That's why in a scene like that in the North, 
they have to cut to Littlefinger three fucking times to let us know that Littlefinger is, ooh, a little separation between Sansa and Jon Snow. First of all, I knew that before the episode started. I said it before the season started. I was mm-hmm. like, Littlefinger's going to watch for some kind of a divide between, between Sansa and Jon Snow. He's going to try to get in there because he wants that pussy. And it, 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 was, it was A plus B equals C. We knew it was coming, but, but, but the average fan doesn't. So they're like, look at Littlefinger. See him grin? See him grin? See him grin? All right, back to Jon. Oh, he said something else. Sansa didn't like that. Look at her frown. Now look at Littlefinger again. It, Twirling it, it, his mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right you know just just don't care it's getting dumbed down um and, and those are just they're just making it up as they go along as far as those two things that i, I really didn't care for this episode now aria killing all the phrase was bad fucking ass i've wanted the phrase gone for so goddamn long i've wanted revenge for the red wedding i i felt like walter frey just really needed a, a, a terrible death and and and, but is and this taking not the out same problem this is again in this world, the good guys do not get rewarded for doing good things. And we've just seen, at the start of this season, two scenes where we got good guys essentially being rewarded for doing good things, essentially, right? This is a mistake, this is a mistake in your thinking, I think. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I think a lot of people feel this way. But you have to look at Game of Thrones as a big story arc from season one to whatever, eight, where it's right. going. And I feel like the first half... Was a lot of that. It it, it was it was always it, the 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 good guys were 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 all knocked out. I, there was a time I can clearly remember thinking like, well, the Starks have lost because there aren't any. John has a has this like oath he'll never break. Clearly, I was like, the Starks are completely out no matter what. It won't be a Stark. But I I, I think that now that it's an upswing, and I, th- I the way I look at it is the first half of this whole thing was all about the good guys are down and out. And now they're swinging back I think up. There's I think an I, inconsistency oh. in Kyle's thinking. Here's what I'll well, say. I, I think that when he looks at Euron, he says, hey, this isn't fair. He doesn't have the boats. He doesn't have the people. And they got invented out of everywhere. He's not allowing Game of Thrones to like sort of break its own universe's rules. But when it comes to like, you know, the good guys start winning, he's like, well, I can see that we're running out of episodes. So the good guys are going to start winning and, you know, we're going to get rewarded for honorable behavior. And Game of Thrones is breaking its own rules. And in this case, Kyle's cool with it. Well, the, the rules I, I are always changing, rules. I think. Yeah, and like I the thing are... to say about like, uh, like them doing the good thing for those two bannermen and letting them keep their castles, like you can't compare that to Ned Stark. Because those are two entirely different situations. Like, in Ned Stark's situation, it wasn't like a, hey, if we don't band together, there's a fucking giant frozen zombie army knocking at our doorsteps. It's not speculative. We've seen them and we've fought them before. If we don't come together and we're splintered, we're all going to be consumed by this army and we'll and, and, and we will all die for sure. I would so bet it's like anything. A last ditch effort. We got to come together or we all know for a fact. It's no longer speculation. Like, if this were back when, uh, oh, you truly believe the Ice Kings are coming back you fool like if it was still that era yeah he might be a little more foolish but now it's it's understood everybody I, I has to be money, on the same team and they all understand that i would bet money that you will not see anyone in the north go against john all of those houses are buttoned up as tightly as it gets because there's just not enough time in the narrative for for that whole thing to happen there's not enough time for a global we have five episodes or, or or whoever, and even counting Seven, next right? season, like like oh, in eight, total, six? Okay. we've only got like a handful left. So like, there's just not enough time for the story to follow with a house rebelling against John, John either dying or tamping that down. Like like, there's no, there's no I room think for Kyle's that. Part right. Of the I just object to why he's right. You know, like it, it it should be because of the like universe that we live in. It should be like like Taylor was saying. Hey, this is a we all have to band together. Um, maybe. 
maybe if there were no White Walkers and we were just going against Cersei, then we could punish those bannermen for being disloyal, right? Maybe. But since it is the White Walkers, you know, look, we all got to be friends. We have a bigger fight. I don't understand why you don't feel like they're punished, though, or why anyone doesn't. They die. Here's, Here's the way I see it. This is no different than the justice that, 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 that has always been present. It, it, it wasn't a common thing to just uproot a whole house and kill them all. It's only ever happened one time in the history of this whole thing. And they wrote a song about it, right? It, it's about what the Lannisters did to uh, the Tiger people, whatever. The Reigns of Castamere. No, those are the Dragon people. The Reigns of Castamere is a song all about how, like, you know, they, they, they thought that, uh, that that other house thought they were just as powerful as the Lannisters. They're like, your claw, we've got claws just as sharp, blah, blah, blah. There was a whole song about it. They killed them all and tore their house down to nothing, and it was like a thing. They're like, "Yeah, well, who they are the, no more. Their whole house is because, gone." Because who of had this? Dragonville? The Targaryens did, right? Previously, yeah, yeah, and then they lost their house and they gave it to Stannis. So that, it is not just one time. But but sure, there's two there. But but I hear your well, point. Except that, well, that was the whole Mad point. King. That's a that's a whole that's the whole that's like the 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 royal family being taken out. Even more than a house because they killed Ilya Martell and anyone That's who related. That's not a counter argument to it. Only yeah. happened once. It's a counter argument to it. It's never happened to like just a regular house out there for uh, for some transgressions. I, I don't think the one. argument even has to go it to. It's matter. only happened once. It's it's happened ten times. Like the point is like him not punishing them. Like I think they were punished because all the people who were real a part of those rebellions they were dead in battle. And mm-hmm. there's there's zero like you have to think from John's perspective, like he's got to think about what his bannermen are thinking. Like when he looks at those two, he's like, all right, what are they thinking? Is there any incentive whatsoever to rebel against me at this time? No, no incentive whatsoever. It would be surefire death at the hands of John or more likely joining the ranks of the undead after they're overtaken because they, they don't have enough men to with. with but I together. feel like it's what like, we heard, this what is just a common audience. sense thing from all sides. Like it's just they all know they need each other. What we heard of the audience was we had two two options presented to us. We had Sansha's Sansha, whatever her fucking name is, Sansa. option Sansa's option presented as essentially this is the Littlefinger approach, this is the Cersei's approach, this is the approach that has up to now been the rewarded approach, which is essentially do do good things with your friends, shit on your enemies as much as you can, and let the negative example you're setting for the people who have rebelled against you, kind of this fear and death and whatever, carry on as kind of... And that's been the attitude we've seen Ned Stark die from this. We've seen, you know... But that's only true if you treat all diplomatic decisions made by characters as happening in a vacuum, like in dif- not happening in different contexts. Mean? Like, obviously, John giving these two people their houses back is nothing at all like Ned doing the quote right thing and getting you know shellacked for it you know like they're they're different situations i think john's decision has made has has only strengthened his his the resolve of all of his men i i feel like that that inspires respect over fear i i feel like you see that here's a guy even if you didn't if you're a bannerman if you're one of these other guys who may have stood in line to receive some of the 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 plunder whatever you're like well I would have liked to have that, but at least now I know. If I ever step in shit, my first move doesn't have to be to fucking like rebel against the throne. Here's a guy who's fair. Here's a guy sure. who's going to hear no, me no, no. out. I, I, I'm not right even thing. against the strategy of it. My point is that up until now, that move has almost entirely been punished in the Game of Thrones world. Exactly, in the previous in the seasons, world but look Martin at where Cersei is now. Not a single ally. Cersei, who, who never shows mercy, who but never... There's a, there's a, 
the, the, if that if we follow that kind of arc to its fruition, what we hear is that this has all been a morality story in the same fucking tone that every other fucking epic storyline morality story is in terms of the good guys win by doing good all along. And fuck, I feel like Game of Thrones has been sold on the fact that it is not that world. It seems simultaneously they're, they're definitely good not and that smart. World. I, I think it's good by only by accident. John is making that move because it's smart. And, and that's his, when he defends his decision, that's where he goes to it with. He's like, he talks about how we need these men, how it's mentioned how those guys already have castles, you know, it just, it, it really only seemed to serve one purpose and that was to put some punitive damages on these people who's if, if it's down to Alice Carr Star, Stark and Ned, uh, whatever the other guy's name is, these two children, then we've killed all the men. We killed their uncles and their cousins. Anyone who was a six-foot-tall man has clearly been chopped down. Like, like, like I, I feel like it's clear that like, That's not true. they paid. Like, like, like it's That's down not to true, the, though, right? Like, I know. Like, well, the order of like secession. Like in the Lannister but, but thing, you know, when dead, their dad their went down, like Tommen was in charge at one point. That doesn't mean every six-foot man in, in the Lannister. I know. The, the order of secession wouldn't, wouldn't require that. But it is down to them. Their dads are all dead, and they were the guys who did this stuff. The men who made the decisions are dead. It just didn't make any sense to punish the families. I mean, they were literal children. A lot, of the, a lot of the stuff in this world seems to be that the repercussions of your actions will be taken upon your family as well, Right side the right way and this is part of the impetus to do that to side the right way is if you don't we kill your family we kill your fucking wife we kill all your children we salt your land we give it you know et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so it seems kind of it came wait do you are you meaning that like characters are supposed to be making good decisions and being rewarded for it sorry i missed no no no, no not anything like that not about it, it's so far in this series a lot of this seems to be about how the cruelty of the world there's no, there's no fair fair and balanced yeah. here there's no like you do something right you'll get rewarded for that everyone in this series so far who has taken the stance of doing right and be being the honorable way has died have they John have Snow already lost died. to the people who haven't taken that <laughs> way to suddenly see the season opening it could be one of two things it could be essentially a story arc that goes hey we're now going to enter this story arc for the end of the season that the end of the series rather in this season that suddenly all the good characters are getting what's coming to them and there is some hinting of that with the nearest landing etc or this could be another famous martin setup where we're looking at you know again you get invested with Ned Stark. You get invested with uh, his son, whose name is eluding me right now. I think you maybe we're these... not like coming out in scope enough because we haven't seen the whole story. Because there are lots of characters who have done the evil thing and eventually get punished for it. Like two seasons ago, you might be like, oh, look at Ramsay. Cut Theon's fingers off and his dick off and he's just gallivanting around. Like you pull the scope back and it's like, oh, well, yeah, he ends up dying. He gets his comeuppance. Oh, these uh, rapist calls or whatever. They get their comeuppance and it, eventually, and it ends for them. Uh, these slavers, they do the worst imaginable kinds of things to people, castrating sure. whole armies, and then they get their comeuppance. So I think it's just an, an issue of scope. Like the, the bad people that we're still seeing now are just the ones that we haven't zoomed out enough to see their collapse. That's a good and, point. And, and they really zoomed in on this moment, I feel like, with the show. This moment didn't just come and pass. Like There was a conversation that took place afterwards where Sansa's like, hey... That was kind of like what what Rob and Ned did. You got to be careful with that sort of thing because they got their heads cut off for that. I, I feel like that that moment right there is like them coming in with a band aid for people who maybe think more like Filthy or Woody do about that moment, saying, "Hey, hey, he knows, he knows, he knows, but but he knows." All right, now let's go for it. <laughs> like it was because there was a moment where someone literally says the things that you're thinking about why that's a bad idea. His sister's like, "You look, man, like." 
you're the war guy, but I've learned from the best, and and and, and that bitch kills everybody who doesn't like her. You gotta you gotta crowd please a little. You gotta crowd please a little. I feel like they were putting that band aid on there for anyone who felt that way. I I, I still stand by guarantee it won't won't come won't come to be anything. The North is as solidly behind John as it could be. The, the problem now but is, is like, that a disappointment is, is that not a bit of a disappointment with the narrative thus far in the sense it's a of disappointment like, because there's not three more seasons of this show to flesh yeah. out more fluid things but but if we've got eight or nine more episodes we don't have time for some more rebellions here and there like we had uh, a huge rebellion in like season so two you're, but your thought from that done. then is that this and regardless of who wrote this in the end if it's Martin writing this not, and this is you don't think okay. So if this is this is HBO's take on Martin's world was essentially this is going to be a happy ending. White Walker is going to be defeated by Daenerys. The the North is going to have a just and valuable leader who's going it's to take be a happy all this. Ending. You think it's going to be a happy ending? I, I know it's going to be happy. Yeah, well, yeah. Too many dummies got on board, attention. man. The dummies got on board. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a happy ending. I, I'm telling I you, like very either, disappointed. Either Jon Snow or Daenerys are sitting the throne. The White Walkers are going to get melted. Probably going to lose some dragons and some ancillary characters. A lot of your favorites are probably going to die. They may kill Tyrion. They could kill Arya. They could kill virtually Sansa. Sansa's kind of in this weird power vat. The thing, the thing that I look at with Sansa, Jon Snow, and Daenerys is like, there's no way that that post Dragon War, White Walker War, that you can have both Jon Snow and Sansa in the North. You can't. Jon Snow's it, on the Iron Throne. It won't Sansa's work. In Winterfell. So either Jon Snow has to die. Or Jon Snow has to take the Iron Throne. It's yeah. one or the other. And Daenerys becomes a bad guy. I don't know. Well, they're only half loses. brother and sister. Cousins. Oh, they yeah. could. <laughs> they, like they, that. they could take the they're throne cousins. together. Uh, they're gonna yeah. get. Yeah, the the Dragon Queen and Jon Snow are gonna hook up. Um, Wait, he's gonna get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that that's happening. <laughs> I do not think so. <laughs> No, I think the Dragon talk, Queen will be painted as a bad guy. Jon Snow will be the good guy. He'll take the uh, the Iron Throne. Sansa will take the Winterfell, and it's going to be a happy ending. It's not what I want, but kind of like Kyle, like if you use if if you get outside of the show logic and the show universe and where that's been taking us, and go towards yeah, and, and go towards what we've learned from every other like storyline told by Hollywood since we were children. The okay, good guys are going to win by doing honorable things, and that's how the show will wrap. Might not be honorable things. In the end, like there's that old story about um, the man who who made his who made the uh, the sword by plunging it into his wife's heart. You know, like we could have something like that. Jon Snow may have to kill his sister to make a fire sword to kill the Night King. Jon Snow might have um, Daenerys may uh, may have to die to make the weapon that kills the Night King. Like like. People are gonna die. We're gonna lose some of our favorite characters. It's definitely mm-hmm. happening. I Tyrion, seriously Tyrion hope it does Daenerys not come John. down to the the same fucking narrative we heard in every one of these shows. This is what I liked about Game of Thrones when I first started reading the fucking series. Was it was suddenly a world that did not reflect on the the kind of it just. There's a reason Rob Stark isn't like still charging through defeating Lannister after Lannister, right? It got good at the Red Wedding. That was awesome. You know, like, okay, they gave us the Purple Wedding, but like the the, the fact that like Starks die, that good guys lose, that no, I say nobody was safe, but nearly nobody is safe. You know, like we don't know that Sansa won't die. Plot armor is boring for predicting a series. Absolutely. So I I agree 100% with that. I really hope it does not get dumbed down to there. And I can can see Kyle's predictions and I can see them mm -hmm. as not even being bad predictions. Right. Fuck, I hope it doesn't come that way. Right. Yeah. I'm on that same page. I think Kyle's right about pretty much everything he said. 
But he's not using like show universe logic. He's using every Hollywood story we've seen. Since yeah, I, I'm logic. using I'm using big business logic. This yeah. is fucking. This is the biggest show that exists. There are Why millions. Why would it end on a happy remember, note? Remember Everyone's what happened to Walking Dead? Bastion's brains out. Or you're on we the thought, win. That'd we be thought cool. walk, <laughs> We thought the Walking Dead show creators were the biggest gangsters in television, and then everybody cried because they bashed one Asian guy's head, head brains out a little bit, and all of a sudden they pussyfied a little bit and started slowing things down. Let's cut the gore out. Like, there's no way they're gonna like kill off every one of our main characters, and the Night King's gonna grin at you in the end and be like, "Good night." What if what if Euron like, wins? What if Euron really does give Daenerys his big cock and and he takes out the other good guys and Jon Snow gets a Glen death and like I would love that show. That know, show right? would blow right? me away. They need a better I, villain than Euron. Euron they did it in Breaking Dead. I like Euron. Ah, oh, I mean, Euron, Euron got good is this so year. Bad. Euron, 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 Euron dresses like <laughs> like he works at H and M. Hot topic. I hate Euron. He is the worst act. He's not a good actor. Oh. His character. His book character is ten times better than he is. Even his boat is pussy compared to the the the, the yeah. boat. In, in, in the, the books, books, that shit's painted red, so you can't see the blood. He cut their tongues out, so they can't tell you where he's also, been. If I recall correctly, on the he's the only guy that is ballsy enough that he wears full plate armor when he's fighting on ships. Unlike most yeah, people, he's because going he's going down with the ship. Yeah, because you're, he's going down with the ship, and he's so confident that nobody's going to overpower him that he's like, yeah, you're not going to toss me in the water. I, I don't care. If you can get me in there, you deserve to win, but you won't. Like, So he's just cutting people down. Imagine the benefit you would get wearing full plate armor fighting a no, fucking yarg pirate. Like, you, you, He has no chance. He can swashbuckle you. <laughs> you, you just do the the thing we were talking about with rugby earlier, and just run at him. And he must the be boat. the only one. I think he's cool. I'm having a good time with him. He's comic book league bad, if that's a word. I'm certain it's not. But like he is, he is an over the top. Hokey. Uh, not exactly. I, I I I'm looking for the comic book. Like that's what I'm going for. He's he is a caricature of himself. He he is hilarious. He, he's he's. <laughs> He's not Ramsey, who's like a dirty kind of scary evil. He's a over-the-top jester of evil, and I'm liking the character. It's a different guy. I, I don't dislike him. him yet because I'm still holding out some hope that he'll become more like the book character where he's more <laughs> badass and cool and less like kind of a barista. But like, <laughs> I, I do... I don't know. I, I kind of want to like him some, but you're right. He's not that endearing. And if he is this like... You know, you know, Starbucks employee instead of the hardcore you? guy that I thought. No, not at all. Which is the problem. Like, I wanted to see him. him. Up. Like, 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 I have a tier list of like how hardcore the the Who's characters at the top all of are. List? The mountain. Brienne's pretty fucking high I, up her there. Her name man. was on my list too. Brienne's pretty. But Brienne's like She'd top three or four. And single combat. So like, yeah, the mountains at the top. Uh, is Clegane the fucking... was was grievously wounded during that it's fight. It's a so woman, we'll asshole. <laughs> so oh, wait, she beat well, him. No, I, 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 I get it. I'm was just he wounded ahead of time? time? He wasn't. Was he, I put. Was the hound wounded before she fought him? Yeah, yes. that guy bit him. Yeah, remember? he was he was wounded badly before. That's like, in the books. Oh, it, they like, did a better job of hashing it out, showing that when yeah. they started fighting, that Clegane was already kind of like, just kill me or give me a pig's foot or whatever the fuck he would say. Yeah, he had an infection in it from that bite. Yeah, but, uh, but like, does anybody disagree that the mountain is number one? The He's mountain is number one um, Although I really because like the of the zombified state. Now, pre-zombie mountain, I mean, the Viper of Dorne. Was fucking uh, amazing, right? Was I really like him. Yeah. I hate all that's, the rest of the Dorne shit, but I liked him and his brother. 
I like I like his sister right up until the point where you know the sand snakes came in. I thought it was cool that he had like this incestuous sister and and they they had all this yeah. stuff going on. It they were cool and 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 he had a great accent and he's like he's like talking to Tyrion. He's like, "Dear little father, Lannisters are not the only ones who pay their debts." Yeah, his accent. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. It's something I don't know that maybe I was supposed to have figured out. So there's a scene where uh, Cersei is with the mountain post zombie. I think it's the uh, the whatever the seps or something, and she he's like you have to come with us or there'll be violence, and she says I choose violence, and they hit him in the chest with some sort of pokey hammer. He doesn't mm-hmm. care and he kills a guy. Yeah, are we to believe that pokey hammer hit his actual body in there yes. and he didn't care? Yes. yes, he didn't care. Okay, yeah, because I yeah, couldn't tell or, like, or, or was there was I a gap. At this point, he right? kept that armor on for the rest of the season like that with those holes in it. Yeah, but, he didn't even take the armor off and yeah. like get it checked out. It was It's he's, clear that he's zombie enough that when he gets wounded, he's not the alive. guy doesn't have to go in and like stitch him back together. Like I imagine he had to get like an arm chopped off or something for that one creepy maester to have to go back in and reanimate him again. But he's, he's for all intents and purposes, zombie. invincible oh. now against anyone but one of those giants. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I guess one one or the giants would be the number one combat people, but they don't count. They're not even the, the same undead species. giants. The undead giants. Suck. No, no, they're not gonna suck. They're gonna what? How let me tell you how they're gonna. Let me. T- I, I, I predict this scene. <laughs> no I lips you're saying. This dragons. scene is coming. <laughs> you, the CGI for what I'm about to describe is already being done. They're gonna fucking light those goddamn giants up with fiery arrows, and there's gonna be they're gonna be on fire, running around on fire. But when the dragon glass comes, there's totally gonna be a moment where like there's gonna be some Deus ex machina, like like like, like fucking save the day. Archer army with dragon glass arrows. They've been making them for three years, and you didn't even get to see any of the chipping away of the dragon glass arrows. There's going to be a sea of dragon glass arrows that that come in and save. Remember when Jon Snow was like, he was like, all right, threw his scabbard away, threw the, the the sheath away. He's like, gets ready as the horses are bearing down upon him in like a baseball stance. Like this is my last seconds. And then his his fucking cavalry come in and just goes ape shit and crazy. That'll happen again, but dragon glass arrows come in and like dead men are just fucking exploding and dying as they hit them. Like it's that's coming. That'll be a very cool scene. There's gonna be a lot of very cool I scenes. Those dragons are gonna do, be strafing, burning. Does it take the glass to kill the regular people? I thought the regular fireworks. Fire fireworks or the dragon on the glass on the whites, right? Yeah, on the whites, which doesn't have an H in it, or at least not at the beginning. Wait, I'm very confused. Which one of the W I G H T? Those are the dead men, these zombie-like reanimated corpses of okay. human beings. Um, and what's it take to kill them? They can them? be killed with fire. The White Walkers, which are the guys who animate the whites, who make them appear, right. they're killable with dragon glass. Correct. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Okay. The way Kyle described sure the scene, I thought he was dragon glassing the regular zombies. It'd probably kill the regular zombies too. I'd imagine. Probably I, would, I would but guess. Yeah. We'll see. You know, if, if it's like, we'll see how they, it's, it's fucking, it's magic in a fantasy realm right. when they haven't made it up yet. So we'll see what they decide it is. But, <laughs> but if I were writing, I'd be like, yeah, it kills them too. It should. You know, yeah. if it's on this tier, it should kill the people on this tier. That's how that goes. I agree. I don't I'm know. looking forward to it. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't love episode one. I, I, I fought the Daenerys. Really, I hated the Daenerys part. I thought... I, I did. I I, I kind of didn't like the Arya scene, honestly. I kind of again, I felt kind of annoyed by the fact that Sacrilege. I'm like, 
I like it, the I would have liked it if they'd given me some fucking belief you know why to Daenerys believe she was so an dumb. awesome assassin. But Let she, me take another reason why is, the Daenerys scene is stupid. The Daenerys scene is so stupid. I'm going to hear because I also think it was. We know that Stannis gathered his army and then sailed up to the north and then came and then uh, fucked up the wildlings. We saw all that go down. It was a really cool scene. Did he take every last man, woman, and child with him? If not, where did he send them? Because that castle is abandoned like You're nobody's something ever... important. I'd love to hear it. What happened? Stannis killed his daughter and half of the people who were going to fight by him abandoned him. You would think they'd be at that castle or something, right? Like, a lot of people mutinied or something. Like, they ditched him when he killed his own oh, daughter. Oh, those people died in the north. Ramsay mocked them up. They, would, they wouldn't get away. They can't get back home. Oh, yeah, they never made it home. Those people are all dead. Like, anybody right, who, who abandoned... Ramsay just, like... like Got them like, where are they going? It's fucking cold up there, you know? It's, it's cold. Where are go they going to go? back to Dragonville. Like, none of the houses will have them there. It's not like they can be like, please, sir, I've got five coins. Could you, could you ferry me home? They'll be like, uh, I'm, I'm a car Stark. I'm sworn to, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to chop them to pieces. <laughs> I just, you know? I, I don't know. It seemed like a Those big guys deal to me. Dead. Half of that army mutinied and left or whatever it is they did. It seems, which to me just makes it doubly odd that that entire castle was left unmanned. And, and you know, I, I don't, I don't know how this shit works, but then when I picture this in my head, I picture a whole community, just like we have, with men, women, children, farmers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you've conscripted up some soldiers, and some are professional, and some of them are amateur, whatever. But you leave the, the, the women and the children and, like, a third of the men behind to, like, keep the farms going and harvest grain and stuff. But where was all of that? Where is the city? With well, the how long has he where... been there for? Because, I mean, he, that wasn't, like, his home. He was given that after the rebellion for the Targaryens. So he'd been there 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. All of Jon Snow's life, basically. Like, that's when yeah. the rebellion happened. So for all of Jon Snow's life, he's been there in Dragonstone. Like, might be fair to say that if you saw a fucking invading army of uh, Daenerys coming in, you might How you much might warning do you get today? Don't know. Depends what they're spotting them with. I mean, there's magic in this world. There's lots of <laughs> spies in this world. Who, who are we talking about? I don't know. Sir, that, have you that, checked that the to me. space satellites yet? <laughs> All of the Dothraki satellites are down. Like, like They just got to look off the beach and see those ships coming in there, there the next day. That, this goes back to what I was saying earlier with like uh, uh, Shithead making a thousand ships. There's no fucking good explanation for it because they just forced a round peg into a square hole because that's what they wanted. They wanted the big moment where Daenerys gets back to her homeland at the end of episode one. Which it was, was her putting her hand in dirt. Like it's, That's a huge mistake. Fuck. I, I described that online as, and the moment that book fans have been waiting for for a generation happened, Daenerys gets back to her homeland. And I was like, I watched that and had my heart rate didn't go up a yeah. bit. I was just like, all right, come on, speed it up. I also thought it was really, really dumb. That scene. The lady, the only human being on the planet with a, a means of air travel, <laughs> wants to go for a little jog up the beach. Oh, well, she's probably athletic, right? Like a big runner? No, she's five foot two. It would have taken her three days to walk up to that. <laughs> and, and, and worst of all, let, let's look at the real loser in that long walk to the castle. Poor Tyrion over there walking in <laughs> With with eighteen inch long legs, I feel like we're complaining about the wrong things. You know, like uh, to <laughs> no. me, the construction of the boat and the walking of I'm the things and those, <laughs> those are all uh, like even the things that you are upset about, like you know, the, making the ships. They they seem like side issues to me. Yeah, it, I'm just it, watching so, the story unfold. 
but this is like this is the first sequence, right, of the the season finale story. So like, there isn't a lot of story to yet be upset about because a lot of the story hasn't been revealed yet. We don't know where they're going to go with yeah, all these things. It was part story, of the conversation. I, like how, I dislike how this. It's not that I dislike the story. I dislike how the story is being told. And it, and in a show this big with this much money and this many years in the making, it seems like they should have been working. To, like they should have always known what was going to happen episode one of this year, you know, and, and, and the pieces should have been assembling. So they all locked together in place. For yeah, you this should be episode. going, holy but shit. Like of course that makes sense, but I never saw it coming. I and feel like you're like, like team writers and stuff. And was like, what do you think happens in the first episode? <laughs> you guys seen the show, right? Okay. What do you think? <laughs> oh, okay. Keep going. That's what it feels like happened. And I don't care for that. Um, I just feel like there's too much like, oh, yeah, and then Euron came and he made a thousand ships and they showed up. And that's that's Cersei's new best friend. Really? You just dreamed up another like gigantic player in the huge Game of Thrones. This is called Game of Thrones. It's all about the game of winning that throne. And they just made up a guy between last season and this season who is a primetime player, like maybe one of the strongest, second strongest. I don't know. Apparently the Greyjoys always suck, so... That's what to... Jamie says, but he's only got one goddamn hand. He's afraid that he's about to lose that Cersei pussy. You don't have. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not at the so point like, yet where I think anybody's. Only the one. I don't think anybody's that afraid of the Grey Joys yet. We'll see yeah. though. Yeah, I, I think we're supposed. No, historically, they're stupid and not very powerful and losers. Smash, yeah. make or throw themselves, and they're they're like the the lower tier of uh, of the Westerosi. They're just one step mm-hmm. above those goddamn wildlings up there. And then we got that shit montage. You know, I, I just got to give this episode a six. I got to give this episode a six and hope, hope, hope for something good this Sunday. I liked it more than you. I, I give the, the it things an that eight. Bug you don't bug it me. may tamp down because I always give the first, I think we talked about this on PKN. We always give the first episodes more credence because it is, it's satiating your hunger. You know, you're like, for all oh. the storylines. I can buy that. Yeah, it's like you want it to be good. But then you might go back and be like, oh, this is one of the weakest episodes of the season. I, I, I was like... struck by how much all the actors had aged in this. Like, I saw Cersei's. She looked aged to me. I saw, you know, I saw both the Stark children. And I saw both of them had been much older. And some positive things about that, some negative. But it just, it just reminded me outside of the of the, the film for a moment, outside of the, the, the world, of the time passage that had happened during the creation of this. this. I, I yeah. kind of caught that too. I'm like, this is season seven. It's been seven years. Like, the, yeah. it, you know, it, it, uh, that's a lot of time. That's like a, a presidency, you know? Like, that's a lot of time to have passed. Uh, on the other hand, Lady Mormont didn't age somehow. I thought for sure she oh, was going to do like a Bran Stark, you know, like like where he goes into awkward teenage years. If you watch Bran Stark in particular, he looks like a very different person than than he did. At, my theory on that, one. my theory on that is like with a character like Brandon, who's a main character, undeniably, maybe the most powerful individual in the show. I bet he he could get right into them. You, Brandon versus the Mountain, Brandon, because um, because he just goes, oh, now I'm the Mountain, and he just. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself! You know? <laughs> <laughs> Game over. Um, I, I think he might be the most one of the strongest characters in the show. So they couldn't do this for him, but with Lady Mormont, I bet she's got four more scenes tops. They all I got to do is film all the scenes last year, right? Like if I had a nine-year-old on yeah. my payroll and they were like, "This bitch has four more scenes, about three minutes and forty-eight seconds worth of dialogue to get out for the rest of this hundred million-dollar show." I'm going to get all that shit done this year. We're going to, like, Lady Mormont, come in. You're going to talk to some, some more characters you haven't met yet, but you, you will. Come on. <laughs> like, we get all that filmed and have that down because 
a nine-year-old can really change overnight. Like, especially with these chicken hormones, as I like to say, like <laughs> she could be, she could be, uh, you she know, she could be a woman old titties by now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not able to break her swimming records or anything. I know. <laughs> just she's just twenty years away from her personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, close on that. You may. That's yeah. full, full circle. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to call it a wrap on that? Yeah, filthy. Where I, can everybody find you? Ah, uh, you can check me out on my Twitch, my YouTube, or my Twitter. All of them are available. I think they'll probably be linked in the episode. But if you Google Filthy Robot, you will always find me. I'm doing lots of gaming content right now, and had a blast today, guys. Thanks for having me again. It's been fun. Awesome. As always, dude. Kyle, yeah, anything hey, to say? Three forty-four. Kyle. Fuck it. There it is. <laughs>